Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Check out the new threaded diffusion stone at morebeer.com. Item number keg590. in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. There's some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. From the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Welcome to the Monday session. My favorite of all sessions. Why is that? It's on Monday. Monday, oh. Monday, Monday. That it makes means, a lot of sense. It means everybody got a weekend. It's true. You would think that that would mean, although I, I totally understand how this is going to work and how it's working out. You would think that it means everyone comes in here all fresh no. and relaxed and like feeling good <laughs> no, from, no. from the weekend, right? But it's the opposite is what happens. We make the best of that extra day. Yeah. That's, that's what happens. And party that much harder. You yeah. party on Sunday. Yeah. And Looks like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Oh, kill Nicole, somebody. <laughs> oh. I've tried. She's too wily. <laughs> Who says that? Yeah. I like me a Monday session. I'll tell you that right now. Tasty went to the um, um, Russian River Barbecue Beer Festival. Not at Russian River Brewing Company, but up on the Russian River right. at Stumptown Brewing Company, right? Yeah. It's a nice oh. little festival. They've got uh, 30 barbecue teams and... Uh, you were one of them, beers. Right? We were one of the barbecue teams. Triple Rock's our sponsor, and it's a barbecue competition. When you say teams, Triple Rock, yeah, yeah, you can do, you can you can do it, you can do it yourself. Uh. You can be a one man team. Uh, you can have up to four people. So we have our four people. So who is your team? Well, our team is uh, uh, Chad, Randy, uh, myself, and Homer Smith. Uh, oh right, the barbecue master. Now, it was a last minute problem. Uh, he couldn't make it this year. And, oh. uh, like four days to go, he had to cancel out. So, oh, but he's he's your ringer. I mean, that's not like uh, <laughs> yeah. you know one of the other guys yeah. not being able to go. Yeah, Homer's I mean, the barbecue ringer. Yeah, like if, in a competition. I mean, we're we, we're like we're backyard barbecues. You know, the rest of us 
We just help him move meat around, you know, cut this off, put that on, that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. You help Homer move his meat around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we handle all his meat. Anyway. He's a pro. So, uh... Anyway, we, we had... How'd you do down a Homer? Well, we didn't get it done at, in the, t- the cutoff time to, for the entry to go into the competition. You didn't even finish the barbecue. Well, when it was done, it was really good. Well, I think we thought we had one of the best sauces there. I think uh, lots, of, let me get this straight. lots of slow smoking going on. There. Well, three out of four of you, Homer being the missing one. Yeah. Well, let's face it, had been eating several cookies throughout the day. Well, whatever. I, I can't say I'm surprised that you didn't uh, finish in time. Was, no, is this more of a miscalculation of how long it take the, the smoke? How much uh, the smoke, the smoking portion, would? Uh, you mean would, the smoking would, of the meat? Yeah, it's yeah. not that. Yeah, he's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, no, All right. right. Yeah, that, that preceded the smoking. It's not that he didn't finish. He didn't even get his meat in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'll, yeah. be, I, I'll admit I finished without getting my meat in before. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was in my younger days, but not well, that much all the apologizing, it doesn't really matter. Well, I wonder, <laughs> yeah. You can't say sorry enough for that. Yeah. I, wonder got, I wonder what got smoked more, the, the smokers or the meat? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, but anyway, we lost. So, so you couldn't compete. Yeah, win. yeah. Well, we, yeah, we're, we didn't win. That's we did not win. We did not. We had plenty of good things to eat and drink, anyways. I'm well, sure. we were the party. Believe me. Yeah, yeah we had uh, we were, uh, Drake's and uh, Triple Hawk were pouring right next to us. We had four taps of really, really good beer. Uh, everybody was coming over, you know, getting behind the uh, the taps with us and talking and partying, you know, meeting everybody. Then I then I just walked around most of the day and, and hung out, hung out with other people. <laughs> right. That's weird. So it's really two people. Yeah, that's what you do, man. Uh, I like so that. much fun. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, more importantly, though, how did, you did finish the food. How did yeah, it yeah, taste? yeah. It was really good. No, when it was when it was done, which was like you know three o'clock, and we were supposed to have it done by one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said it was a small mistake. Everybody was out. You know, well, we had a raw, bunch, right? and people came over, and they liked it. They really didn't. Oh, that's cool. So you got yeah. to do the after feeding. Yeah, yeah. We were sort of like you nice. know, a big deal there for a while. Who won? Anybody we know? Um, no, it's some guy uh, that works at Cahill Winery. Him and his brother, you know, brewed on the arm brewed. Uh, barbecued on the same uh, uh, smoker, a barbecue system. Okay. And one of them took first, one of them took second. So uh, Wow. Sweep. <laughs> those are the guys, yeah. Hardcore. Yeah. Uh, now, is there a beer competition component to this no, festival? No, no, no. It's just a beer serving, just like any other uh, festival. Okay. And how many breweries uh, show 30 up? 30 breweries, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, all the great Northern California breweries, you know, Russian River, Lagunitas, Bay Republic, they're all there. And do you guys camp right down there on the yeah, water, yeah, you, uh, like on the river? Yeah, you camp basically where the festival is, and then in the morning when the, the festival day, you... Put all your camping stuff away, park your car in the street, okay. and then it turns into a beer festival. Then after it's over on Saturday night, you just bring everything back down, put the tents up, and uh, party again. So my guess is that you know around the, the sandwich of the festival, that is Friday and Saturday night, is really the fun uh, that you that, that well, we that had. Well, that is the party. Yeah. problem is during the day, there's a lot of beer, too. So sure. We got into trouble on Saturday. We didn't do much of a party Saturday night at all. Oh, is that right? No. Because you paced yourself. Because you did it Friday night and and, and all day Saturday. Yeah, it turns out. <laughs> so you guys, you were in bed by eight. On well, I was, yeah, yeah, at least ten. I'm sure. I see. I, I yeah. should have been in bed at eight. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's like practice for the NCHF, anyways. You get all your pacing down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. NCHF. Yeah. The Friday night's what is the deadliest part. That's where you have to decide how your weekend's going to be. If you <laughs> overdo it, then it just, it just. There's a point on every festival's Friday night where you have to ask yourself: Is this my night, or is tomorrow my night? And at that point, it comes at a different time of the night for everybody. I think. For me, unfortunately, it comes a little too late. Like if my that always comes for me like around eleven at night, and by then I'm like, well, fuck it, yeah. I'm up now. Right. You know. 
If it, if that time would come for me at 8 p.m., I might make wiser decisions uh, throughout my life. But it, it never does. Right. It's always late. Well, and you're a lot like Tasty in where you have people to wake up early and do all the work for you. Right. <laughs> yeah. So really, any night can be that night for you. You know what I mean? I know. Or Tasty. You're right. So it's like, you know, you know everything will get done anyway. It's just really for, you know, glad handing if you come in at nine or, or, or four in the afternoon. It is. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Tasty and I are geniuses. I know, right? <laughs> I yeah, exactly. You guys got a couple things figured out here. I don't know why I would invite guys to be on this barbecue team. They weren't going to do all the work. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. what the fuck? <laughs> we got Homer for the brains, and uh, they got two guys for the brawn. I'm just there to watch. Team right. captain. Uh, Keep out of the team, way. Yeah. yeah, team captain. That's me. Plus, I got the I got the back card. I could always throw down too. Ah, oh, guys, I can't oh. I can't lift that. The back's really bothering me today. You know, I got a couple cards I could do, all keeping me doing nothing. So, speaking of NCHF, you mentioned that taste there, yeah. or Nate, uh, that it's coming up. You're kind of in training for that. The NorCal Homebrewers yeah. Festival that I haven't been able to go to for an, in in like three years because of the Great American Beer Festival. Yeah, usually they overlap same weekend this time. Yeah, staggered a week. So finally, I get to go back. I'm really excited, but not just that, Tasty. Now, you know that I've been... I really like the NorCal Festival. Oh, it's a great fest. I love it, too. And aside from the past three years, uh, I, I've always tried to go to it, mm-hmm. but I've never brought homebrew before. Oh, oh I saw you brewing uh, oh, wow. bringing last week. Yes. You're bringing. I brewed twice last week. I'm bringing two different beers. Not just one, but two different homebrews to NorCal. Do you think they're going to be... Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, I never say I'm bringing anything until I taste it first. But no. you can go ahead. You can do oh, that. Oh, fuck it. I'm bringing it. Yeah, people don't expect much out of me. Uh, let me tell you. If it's not infected, they'll pa- I'll get so many pats on the back. Good job, buddy. You really brewed a good a beer. Yeah, careful, man. You're going <laughs> to get good question. here. Yeah, All that say, brewing. You probably didn't brew is what they'll say. Well, that's if it's good, you're right. Um, I, I will say this about brewing two days in a row. And it's really the same thing I've always said about why I'm a shitty brewer. Yeah. The the repetition and the practice is what makes you a good brewer. Oh, yeah. And day two was a hell of a lot easier than day one, which was part of the reason I brewed back-to-back. One was that we had two empty fermenters. The other is that that lazy fuck Chad with his new job hasn't been homebrewing, so the kegerator's almost empty, except thank God for uh, Jamil and got, Heretic. Got plenty of space then. You can just... Yeah. Swoop in on all that. So I had two empty fermenters, and my, uh, as you guys know, uh, the French connection's still in town. Uh, the Frenchie's here. He wanted to brew some beer, and so I said, well, let, fuck it. Let, you know, I need beer for Burning Man. I need beer for NCHF. We need beer for the kegerator. So let's let's do it. So on Wednesday, we brewed um, an American Pale Ale mm-hmm. with Sriracha Ace. I talked about this on the last show. That's right. Yeah, and JP named the beer. That's right. It's going to be called, it's Ace Hole Pale Ale, and it's uh, all <laughs> like Sriracha Ace. Can I do based. the rest of that? <laughs> yes. It's a, a magnum bittering hop, just something clean and high alphas, and uh, a whole crap load of two row. You know, it's, it's a lot of it was just based on um, Jamil's American Pale Ale recipe in the... Uh, in the grain bill. In the in the grain bill, that's right. Yeah. And then I just swapped out. I even used pretty much the same um, amounts in in his uh, in hop additions. I just changed cool. it to sriracha ace and um, citra. I wanted to combine those two because uh, I-, I talked about it last week. I I really liked those beers I had across the Pacific Northwest that had used sriracha ace as their base. So I, it kind of got me excited about brewing again. I, I thought, well, yeah. here's it. It, it. it reminded me of years ago when I first tried an Amarillo beer. 
I got all fired up about Amarillo. Yeah. I talked about it on this show for months. You like sriracha that much? And, huh? uh, well, I don't know yet, actually. Okay. Uh, but I but I had the, uh, these Amarillo it's beers. The only way I to love. find out. So I kept brewing with Amarillo. I was brewing a bunch of Amarillo, and sriracha kind of did that for me more so because it was new. Yeah. Kind of like you, like you're just kind of tired of the same IPAs and things like that. Right. And I'm such a fan of uh, American Pale Ale that. Yes. I just it was new for me because I had okay. two or three of them that I thought were were good were enough really good, to, yeah. to be exciting and and so I thought well okay I you know I've been fucking every time I brew it's a pale ale right because I've been trying to brew a good pale ale for years yeah well and so I that's thought, a tough style to make right yeah so this time but I but that's kind of why I stuck with a Jamil recipe right yeah. out of right out of the that's, book yeah, what's cool. that brewing classic styles uh-huh. that's cool. yeah. Yeah. right out of the book that's still in print yeah. yeah. What's that old thing called? And then, like I said, uh, I just kind of swatch. I, I, I tried to keep his same IBUs, but with the hops uh, I wanted. Yeah. Uh, when are we going to brew a beer so together? We'll We've never brewed together. You know, in I'm, like six years, I'm kind of ready to brew again. All right. it. Yeah. Well, I'm, 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 Wednesday. I'm feeling like brewing. Well, you almost did. You dropped a carboy on video together. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's almost yeah. brewing. <laughs> it would have to be next week, though. No, I'm, uh, did, I got room in my fermenter. <laughs> let's brew at your place then. We'll right, so, so I did the, the the pale ale, and it's in the fermenter, Go, going fine. Uh, everything worked. I used, um, of course, my More Beer Sculpture, sponsor of this program today. Thanks to the guys at morebeer.com, always bringing the Sunday session and bring you every beer I make, which they probably don't want me to announce. But Probably um, not. Well, actually, they'd probably pat you on the back and go, it's it's beer. All right. Right. <laughs> actually, I did see Chris Graham uh, while I was getting my ingredients and Yeah. I was kind of telling him what I'm brewing, and he didn't really care. He doesn't listen to me very much, or yeah. anybody. He's, he's, right. he's got worse uh, listening skills than I do, <laughs> yeah. and possibly worse ADD than Doc. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he was just like, I don't care. I'm just happy to see you brewing. I'm just glad you're brewing. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, anyway, man, that old-ass more beer sculpture is a champ. Oh, yeah. It just works like a champ. I have Jamil's old sculpture, and fucking works every time. I love that thing. It's got a couple of Ninkasis underneath its belt. Oh, That's yeah. got to count for something. A couple more coming, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well, yeah, is, game on. Is Ken Yan enter? I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if he can. Uh, What's the second beer? So the second beer then, It's a pale ale. <laughs> it's a pale ale. Wow. Uh, a hoppy red ale. So again, I started with Jamil's red. It was kind of late on, on brew day on Wednesday night, and Chad had come home. Tasty was here. You guys were like getting ready for your camping trip, and I was I was thinking, you know, fuck it, I kind of want to brew again tomorrow. I've got another couple vials of Cal Ale in the fridge, so I can make a starter tonight and just get going with it. Yeah. So I I kind of I, I said, how about a red ale? And I gave it to Chad. I said, you know, he's the one who told me, well, go to the red ale in in Jamil's book again. So we went to that. And then I said, "All right, well, do you want to screw with the hops for me and, and tell me how to make it a hop a hoppy one?" So he he just throws it all into pro mash for me. By the way, I'm not ashamed of this at all. I don't do recipes. I brewing is difficult enough. I'm fuck making your recipe. I don't give a shit right. about being. Oh, I designed my I'd own. Take a recipe. good one. Yeah, take it's one that's been. When proven. I was brewing I every other month or something, I, I wasn't very good at it. somebody else's it. recipe. I don't care. I, you know. So, so Chad puts it all in the, into uh, a beer smith for me, and uh, I, I go over the recipe. It's not even the same beer anyway. I don't even know why he. I don't know why he told me to start with with Jamil's because he. Uh, one thing he did was he took out all the Crystal One Twenty. He said I, he said we don't want Crystal One Twenty in there, and instead we put in some special roast, and we put in some chocolate malt, and I guess the, the rest of it pretty much stayed the same, and then. A fucking mountain of hops. <laughs> Sounds not, like Chad. <laughs> not bittering hops. He bittered it like I bittered my pale ale the day before. 
an ounce, I think it was an ounce and a half of Magnum. For That's ten, it. for ten gallons, ten gallon batch. For ten gallon batch, yeah. ounce and a half of Magnum, ten gallon batch. So it's pretty low. It's pretty low. Pretty normal anyway. Yeah, right. And then, so you didn't start adding hops again until ten minutes. And at ten minutes, oh yeah, I still even at ten minutes, I only added another two ounces of hops. I think it was. Yeah. But at flame out. I think I added like nine ounces of hops. <laughs> awesome. I've never thrown so many hops in in my life. It, it's just it, you couldn't even see the beer anymore. It was like a thick turn green. Didn't it? Yeah, better drink it fast, man. So, and I had Tasty's uh, voice in my head uh, at the end too. I kind of remembered the the flame out situation because, well, for one, I wasn't stressing out about anything for the whole beer. I didn't care. So I didn't worry. I mean, I, I of course strived to hit my mash temperature and those things, but I didn't give a shit. It was fine. Um, so I remember, Tasty. One of the things you learned from from Candy Brewit is not like worrying so much about um, you know crashing that beer down right away. Put the lid on, turn on the the therminator, and get it as cold as possible. You'll go ahead and do a whirlpool at yeah, your zero well, minute, and then if it sits there for a little while while I'm doing other things, no big deal. Yeah, that's exactly what Chad had in mind when he said zero, you know, all those hops at, at uh, Flame Out. Mm. Uh, if, you, if you immediately cool the wort down below like 195, like so you do start chilling right away, all the isomerization is going to stop. Uh-huh. So, yeah, you, when you make that Flame Out addition, you're, you're committing to some extended rest. Right. No. Well, and so in this case, and, and of course I wasn't intentionally like leaving it for too long, but I kind of was just proud of myself that I remembered to do a whirlpool at all. So I threw all these hops in, threw a crap load of hops in, and then... Gave it a good, you know, stuck the spoon in right. there and gave it a good whirlpool, smacked the lid on top of it, and then I had to continue prepping the, the fermenter and the terminator and a couple things like that so right. that it could chill <laughs> and go straight in. So yeah. it probably sat there for 15 minutes or so doing its whirlpool thing so that I would end up with a cone instead of pulling all the hops out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what you want. Worked perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Well, Chad, Chad gave perfect. you a commercial sort of style recipe with the... He should have told you that it had a long whirlpool. I mean, like... I would have left at 30 minutes that much. He, he oh, just really? knew Justin oh, yeah. was not going to be on top of everything at the oh. end of the boil to start chilling right away. So it's, I think it goes right. without saying. I think you're totally right. Yeah, it's built in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, if you're a commercial brewery, you're, you're ex- externally chilling, right? You have a heat exchanger that chills the wort. So even if you immediately start, uh, you know, cooling the beer out, the hops are going to be in there for at least the 30 minutes it takes for all that to, to happen. So right. If you're, you know, uh, using a, an immersion chiller like home brewers often do. You know, you get that down below 195 pretty quick. Yeah. So it makes a big difference. Well, I just left it there because Chad actually pulled a Justin where he left everything. I had to, we had to keg his beer from the fermenter. I didn't mind because I've done that to that poor kid a hundred times. Every time I brew, he ends up having to keg it for me because I'm I'm just out of here and and he's got to brew. So, but anyhow... So I'm still cleaning the fermenter and sanitizing the terminator and shit while the whirlpool's going. Yeah, I go. But I wasn't worried about it. Last time I brewed, I would have been all freaking out. I'm not yeah. cooling it fast enough, but fuck it. Oh, laid back brewing is the best kind of brew. Sounds like yeah. it's going to be good. Can't when it's hot enough it. up at that, yeah. it doesn't matter. Nothing's going to yeah. ha- happen in there when it's like, it had to be 200 degrees. It'll be even you better. Know. You'll get more hop flavor. I don't know. What, what were those flame out hops? I'm just curious about those, like. Uh, More than one kind? Well, I'll tell you this. He he had put four ounces of Simcoe as part of it. That was my one adjustment. I cut that shit out. You know I don't do <laughs> the Simcoe. Piss. That cat piss. And I was going to do a little bit of Simcoe, so I, I, I raided the fridge to see what Simcoe he had. 
and every bag he had just tasted like onions and cat piss. <laughs> put that in your beard. You couldn't do it, huh? I cut that shit out, yeah. I and I put in... I think they developed that, that hop to taste like an old man's balls. Yes. I think is what they cheesy developed that for. Well, yeah, cheesy, oniony cat piss. Please, oh, please describe to us that flavor, JP. I just did. <laughs> cheesy, <laughs> oniony cat pissy. Well, I think it was Jeremy at Lagunitas who... Because I'm pretty vocal about how I hate it. Yeah. It surprised me how much everyone else loves it. But Jeremy kind of agreed over at Lagunitas, and he said, you know what, we do get some batches in that smell like onions mm-hmm. and cat piss, and I, I reject them. Those go to some other brewery uh, who doesn't reject them. But he's yeah. he, the Humber Supply Store. So he said right. that certain, ah. <laughs> which I think might have happened. It, well, which is true. I mean, that's what that's what happens. You get Humber Supply Store. It get depends rejected. on your giant contract. Okay, you know, if you have the bigger contract, then you get the top, and then everything else. Right. That's what happens. Well, so what I'm saying, too, I guess, is that maybe there are some crops of Simcoe that I wouldn't mind so much if they don't taste like onion and cat piss. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. I, f- I feel like if it if it's a really good product, it should be good across the board. You don't you know, you know, don't have to... It's like you're looking for something that it should be good. You, you know what I mean? You shouldn't have to search for it if it if it's a quality varietal, in my opinion. Yeah. That's, that's me being an asshole no, about no, it. You, you know what I mean? Like Centennial, you don't hear people going, well, this batch is Centennial. I just reject uh, it. Actually, I, I disagree. Centennial is one of the first that, that really falls off a cliff and it just gets all don't grassy. Don't ever disagree with me on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking understand me? Right. Apparently, uh, myrcene, which is the... Oh, Nicole's here, by the way. It's the essential <laughs> oil that tastes like chives and onions and stuff like that. Uh, apparently, there's there's some research that indicates that the longer the hop is left on the on the vine before it's harvested, the more myrcene content it will have. So it's just a, it's nice. an essential oil. It smells that way. So so the hops that are harvested earlier will have less of that. So it, there's a lot of research going on with hops right now with the with, at, at the growing and production level. So hopefully we'll see some better quality. Yeah, for all that oil content, they're putting more emphasis there than ever before. I think in in thinking about. Mm. What affects oil content? So many people are using them so late in the process or dry hopping, in which yeah. wasn't done in the past. Right. It was just to focus on alpha acid in the past. See, the same thing you feel about Simcoe, I feel about Sriracha Ace. Oh, really? <laughs> like I brewed a few beers with it years and years ago when that kind of test batches came out and stuff, and it was it was awful. Oh, okay, it was awful. I hated it. But not onion and cat piss. No, but oh. but the same. Like I just I hate it, and I'm very vocal about it, and I don't understand why people like it. I haven't maybe I haven't had it because I hear it, it's kind of you know been redeveloped and changed a little bit, but. No. Um, I just I don't want to do it. Well, don't let my beer be the judge of whether or not you like sriracha. Again. Oh no, trust me, I will never. <laughs> right. Uh, so I replaced Simcoe, I think, with just a, with a Centennial or something like that. I don't know what else was in that four friggin' oh Amarillo was in. I think there was four ounces of Amarillo, three ounces go. of Amarillo. Very nice. It was supposed to be four ounces of Simcoe. I think I put something like three ounces of um, like Fuggles or something instead, some kind of English hop. Uh... I don't know. I can't remember. I'd have to look at the thing. It's like a shitload of hops, though. I think it really. I think it was nine ounces that went in at the zero, which to me is a lot of hops. All right, so you're going to put five of your uh, ten gallons onto the kegerator, and the other five is going to save be saved for the uh, well Brewers conference. Or? Uh, not even that much. Uh, two uh, two and a half of two Scotties oh. of each batch will go to Burning Man. Oh no, one Scotty of each batch will go to Burning Man. Okay. Oh, a I... full corny of each batch will go to NCHF, which leaves two Scotties for the Rat Pad. So God. we'll just have two little Scotties <laughs> for here, which is probably all the more reason that we should brew soon, JP, to get more beer in here. Let's do it. And I think Yan wants to brew before he leaves, too, so maybe we'll get another homebrew on tap. 
I got to pick up where Chad's leaving off now that he's got a job. Yeah, he's got a job, and that's taking him away from his uh, real job, which is making beer for us. Right. <laughs> he's leaving empty kegs and fermenters uh, all over the yeah, place around here. Yeah, he's quitting his job without any. He should have stocked up on beer before he took this. He didn't give a notice right. or anything. Right. I think he did stock up on beer, and then we took it all to uh, NHC. <laughs> I think oh, that's yeah. what happened. We, we ended up just using all the beer. He, he definitely had a crap load of beer around, which it didn't right. seem like very long ago. And then we had like some back-to-back <laughs> events, and it's all gone. So there you go. I'm back to brewing a little bit. Good. It was good. It was fun. And Moscow, you got to take your goddamn recipe home today. I know. I've had that uh, extract kit sitting here for... I got you on over here. Are you on over there? I just can't hear myself. I can't hear you either. Though. No, nobody can hear you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aha. Is that better? Mm. Nope. I got nothing. Actually, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's All right, I guess I got to fix you at the break. Anyway, I you have a Janet's better. Brown extract kit for you here that's been sitting here. You got to take it. Although, I did use your yeast. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I had two vials of Cal Ale sitting around. Uh, well, you can just go, go to your local in San Francisco, your local homebrew shop, and grab yourself a couple uh, packs of Cal Ale. You'll be good to go. You'll be good. That's all I need. Yeah. Um, some, uh, was that 05, the uh, dry yeast that worked? There you go. I didn't steal your hops, although I did think about it. <laughs> I was trying to look for things to replace with the Simcoe, or the Simcoe way I, th- I thought about your hops, but I left them. All right, today's show uh, is, is another good show with our dear friend Nicole Ernie and certified Cicerone, works for Cicerone.org, and our friend Ray Daniels over there. And uh, I think, uh, I gather that what happened is um, probably other people, but you got tired of listening to us every week use the same goddamn descriptors. I know, and by the way, I know I'm really, really guilty of this. I have a very limited vocabulary. It serves me well, so I use it all the time. But he's the same stupid flavor descriptors all the time with beer. And so Nicole had sent us an idea that said, hey, how about we up the ante a little bit in how we describe beers? Do I have that pretty close? Exactly, yeah. I... It comes from, you know, listening to you guys or homebrew club meetings. I'm just kidding. A lot of people are pretty good at describing beer, but there's always room for improvement. And, and not only is it good for the people around you, but it's, it's good for you, too, to, uh, to to challenge yourself there. Yeah. What it really came from was grading exams and saying, wow, you just described this, and I have no idea what you mean because you used the most bland terms I've, I've ever seen oh, okay. before. And that's that's on a... That's on the Cicerone exam. Now, I'm not really supposed to talk about exam content, but that's one place where I've definitely seen it. People putting it, not just casually saying it, oh, taste my beer, it tastes, it's malty. Like, they write that on, on a test. So I think it's time to kind of address, address that and say, okay, how can we, uh, describe our beer better? And, uh, you know, what, what are terms that we should start avoiding and start thinking about? Just, you know, check it real quick. I think it's a great topic, and I think it's really good timing. Yeah. I will be honest with you that I have become a little self-conscious about my lack of vocabulary lately. I'll, uh, I think it, maybe I notice it the most on the road, not having you guys in the studio here to talk about those beers, and I'd be sitting with the brewer, and I found myself using the same terms over and uh, uh, the same few terms over and over again. And I was a little self-conscious about it. I wanted a better way to describe the beers, so I think the timing is great, and that everybody uh, everybody could. Uh, That's great. Could do could do well to have a little more vocabulary, and especially if it's vocab. You know, I, I think we talked about this uh, in the early years of the show about learning different brewing terms. A lot of it, I think, is to have a common vocabulary that we understand. So, in other words, on these tests, yeah. or if I'm <laughs> describing to you this beer, but I'm I'm not being very descriptive, and I'm not giving you terms that 
that the two of us understand together or that the beer community understands together, it's more difficult to communicate about beer. So I think that common terms are really important so that dorks like us can get into a room together and know what the hell the other guy's talking about. Yeah. You it's know. like standard you know, language. I mean, exactly. that's how you communicate. So yeah. you have to know the definition of the words, otherwise you're not communicating. So. Yeah. Well, I'm going to touch a little bit on that. The BJCP are really the guardians of those kind of shared terms, and they're really important, but that's not the extent of it. There's, there's a lot farther that you can go. So Okay. And I think there's a, there's another part of it that I've I've been pretty bad at in the past that Jamil's really good at pointing out to me is using terms incorrectly. I'll hear somebody use a term uh, maybe once and think that I knew exactly what they were trying to describe and maybe I didn't. So then I'll go reuse that term in the way that I thought it was and and I'll I'll totally screw it up. And Jamil has has pointed out to me a couple times in the past like uh, I know you're trying to to get it right, and you're close, but that's not the right term, and and is really so. I think I think that's important too to really know the words that we're using, and not just to uh, repeat after Nicole what, the next time we're sitting with our friends, and and not really know what those things mean. And that's definitely not the point of of my segment. I'm really going to ask everybody to go back and and use words that you think of, not words that you hear other people say, because that doesn't okay. really help you help you describe the beer better. Will there be a test at the end of the uh, lecture, Maybe. Mrs. Ernie? Miss <laughs> no, Ernie tastes like a doorknob that's been left out in the Georgia heat for my too long. I would understand that, right? I totally understand. <laughs> well, we all understand wienery, right? The right. Every word. See, Cat piss? how yeah. would you, Paul? <laughs> to me, failed the test, buddy. What? <laughs> to me, wienery is a perfect description that. Everybody, you don't have to uh, know what it means to know what it means. Good it's thing. one of those right. words that everybody knows. You say yeah. that, and you're like, you know what? It is kind of wienery. It's like saying, how long is a piece of string? I don't know. But you know. <laughs> but you know. Right? That's string. Everybody knows. Right? That's right. All right, so we're doing that with Nicole Ernie today. So hang in there. We'll be doing that shortly in uh, just a few minutes. Um, can we get a preview of the uh, Drunk of the Week winner? I'm going to say Nicole <laughs> Ernie, I feel, is just what I, I get. No offense. That's just what I feel right now in my heart. Well, I didn't eat dinner. Oh, perfect. <laughs> All right. So, Moscow, you can know that you will be relieved of your duties uh, by the end of the program because Nicole will want to jump right in there and hang out with her people. <laughs> I'll tell them all the fuck off. I don't care. <laughs> is this on? This isn't on, is it? Oh, right. break. <laughs> Moscow's in the chat room today helping you out. Bevo can't make Monday night shows, I guess, uh, or at least this Monday. So, uh, we've got Moscow in there. 888-401-BEER. He'll take your phone calls if you've got questions for Nicole or anybody in the studio. Uh, or just hit the chat now button on the homepage and you can... Uh, get your questions over to me that way. Yeah. A um, couple of updates. For one, uh, my new show aired last night, Carpool Showdown on Coffee TV 20. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, first episode aired last night. Nice. And well first, done. Uh, well first done. First time I've ever been really glad I don't it's have campy. cable. Very campy. <laughs> yes. It's a little campy. Yeah. It's like Cash Cab, but it's a little, entertaining, though, which is what. Yeah, yeah. And Justin was way better than No Name. Do you think so? Oh, yeah. I don't know, because after my episode, I was a little... Um I was a little disappointed that after my episode, they played an old episode with no name. They did, yeah. And I kind of thought, well, that's fucked up, because now everyone, including me, is going to sit here and compare what the two did. Right next to each other. That's that's entertainment, buddy. And I'll tell you, I thought No Name was pretty goddamn good. He's funny. Uh... Here's the only difference, yeah. and whether it's good or bad, I, I don't I don't know. Um, I know that the producers wanted to smarten up the show a little bit um, by actual having real trivia in the game, some real mm. local Bay Area trivia. Whereas when No Name did it, it, he just was a lot more f- 
like raunchy fun. I mean, it was all like, uh, okay, call your best friend and make them sing me happy birthday. Um, show me your ass right now. Uh, and a lot of just like no real games, just like how crazy can you be? Who can sing the best, uh, you know, Mariah Carey impression right now? So the way they've written it with me is to do a mixture of both. So I, I do have to, uh, I do some of that, but there's, there's actually some real trivia in there, like on Cash Cab or any of these Cash other games. Cab. So who do they bring in to smarten it up? Uh, not me. Uh, someone else writes all <laughs> Better that writers. stuff. Ah. I just read it. Yeah. Oh, do you need a writing job? Right. I need a writing job. No, well, there be any, I don't uh, think it pays uh, or anything, JP. <laughs> Oh, it's still on coffee, I dude. Need something to pay. Yeah, really. Yeah. Like any homebrew challenges mixed in there? <laughs> Just uh, kidding. Well, it's funny you ask. Uh, Is it? Because they pay so little, yeah. they give me a lot of leeway with what to do with the Brewing Network. Oh, so, for yeah. example, I was able to barter in a commercial for the Brewing Network on every episode. Cool. So we get a little more promotion out of it. Cool commercial, Did too. that for us. And the other thing is I'm allowed to do a um, beer trivia in the car, sponsor, brought to you by the Brewing Network. So the oh. Brewing Network's beer trivia, I can throw it in any time I want oh. and throw out some some beer education and trivia. I can do it in every episode. They said it's up to me entirely. Oh. So there will be some some beer trivia. In fact, I think Ooh. when you, if you watch uh, when you watch next Sunday's episode, uh-huh. uh, you'll you'll <laughs> I did throw in a little bit of beer trivia on that one. So. This is in, in lieu of pay, right? What's that? This is in lieu of pay. No, well, <laughs> it was in lieu of being paid more. Okay, uh, I I asked for more. They laughed. <laughs> uh, they offered me far less and and a, and a brewing and a brewing network situation. And I said, "We'll come up a little more and keep the brewing network situation." And you got a deal, and and that's what happened. And uh, you know, the station's really very cool to me and very nice. And and uh, yeah, you know, maybe they could pay a little more, but I kind of get it. It's also a low budget deal. And I'll say low budget. They're five dollar bills you're handing out. You know, those ought to be twenties. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and even that, I, I have to be careful with. Oh. Uh, there's only so many $5 bills in that car. <laughs> it's, it's a short stack. <laughs> so during the game that you watched at, uh, uh, yesterday, um, yeah. I had given away a crap load of cash compared to the, to the, the, the other taping. <laughs> And they're kind of like, uh, it's not so much that we're worried about you giving away all our money. It's that if whatever you have is all you have. Um. So you can't, you know, we drive basically from San Francisco to Vallejo. And that's a game. It's this, you know, these carpoolers get in. So if we're halfway to Vallejo and I've given out all the cash, we're sure. kind of fucked. Show's over. <laughs> Show's over. I got to start pulling out of my own wallet. I owe you. Yeah, yeah. You know what that looks like. Well, I'm yeah. them a, here's a Safeway Singles, card. You got stripper the tips in there. Yeah. 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 So um, anyway, you can catch it Sunday nights at 9. And I think it's going to be on uh, the website, too, like BYOB was. Uh, but I appreciate you check it out. So, uh, I don't know. It's kind of fun to do. All right, don't buy the iPhone app in the store. Here's your streaming update. Um, I can't get them to pull it down for sale yet because they're they speak German only. <laughs> the people who made it, they're very unresponsive in English. Uh, so don't, but don't buy the app because we're replacing it um, probably next week with the new app. Um, so don't buy don't buy that. I'll let you know when the new app is available. That one will be free and um, should have more of the features that you were looking for. I hope. Uh, you can watch this program right now, justin.tv slash brewing network, as well as all of our on the road stuff. We'll be at the GABF in a couple weeks, like we always are. And, uh, or a few weeks, I guess. No, fuck it, October, isn't it? Yeah, right. We're going there. Uh, it's like and, a year ago. <laughs> it's like a year ago, we'll be at GABF. Right. And, um, uh, you can watch our streaming there. So, justin.tv slash brewing network, save it in your favorites. And the studio cam is there, and so are on the road stuff. Uh, on the road videos that we did. We did several short uh, videos um, while I was uh, traveling through the Pacific Northwest up to Canada. Three of them are up now. A fourth one is going up this week, and you can check them out um, on our BN Army blog. 
and also over on our YouTube page, which is just youtube.com slash brewing network. Uh, all right, get all these updates on Twitter and Facebook. And send show ideas to Scott the Jew over at Scott at the Brewing Network.com. Scott the Brewing Network.com. Send feedback to feedback at the Brewing Network.com. Send everything else to JP. Uh, there was a few days, there were a few days this week where all of our email was down. Um, our web provider, a bunch of morons. Is it Gmail? No. Oh, I wish it was Gmail. Oh. It would all still be there. But oh. it's a long story, but basically they deleted the, our domain from the server entirely. Whoops. And when they did that, uh, everybody's email account and all the contents of it that weren't downloaded to a, a proprietary program like Outlook or, Google or Gmail or anything else, uh, gone. Gone forever. Special. And it was down for like three days. I'm telling you, that's a lawsuit, man. So it's pretty fucked how it went down. I think it was down for longer than that because I, I was trying to send you stuff. Uh, uh, Moscow and I were in email communique for a couple days and he wasn't getting some stuff and then it kind of just actually shit out in general. It was pretty so, screwed. I think it's a lawsuit. It's not a lawsuit. It's business. We don't sure. do that here. I even tried to send you something and it didn't come through. See? Yeah, so that's kind of my point to the listeners. If you've sent anything over the past week to Moscow or JP or anybody else and you're not getting a response, uh, it's not our normal ignoring you. Uh, well, it's it's that uh, some of it really didn't come through and, and will never come through. So if if you ordered something and you're not getting a response from us or, or anything else, please send another email. They're all back up and working now, and hopefully they'll stay that way. And I sent you a million dollars. You didn't even respond. Shit. Like, God. Paul sent me a million yeah. bucks. My friend is, is an African prince, and he was like, he really needed money from you, and you missed out, man. Yeah, he was going to give us this big return. Yeah. Uh, sucks. You missed it. Sucks. Just had to send him a money order for some Try fees. It again. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right, let's do uh, some feedback. You want to? I love having in studio guests. So much easier than having to rush through and go to the phone. Never know if they're well, going to be there. Then we can't make faces. I can pretend I'm on the phone. I can just like drop out every now and then. Yeah. And so... <laughs> go ahead and hey. Wow. <laughs> Please don't do that, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> the silence would be better. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Okay. Hey, Nicole, would you go get me a beer, please? <laughs> Actually, I'm kind of empty, JP. Yeah. <laughs> All right, feedback's brought to you today by you Brewmasters are. Warehouse. You can go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and te- uh, check out their brew builder uh, software. Uh, you can go shopping, and as you do it, uh, everything just appears in the cart. And uh, you're like building a recipe as you go, and then all those quantities of the recipe are in your cart at the end. And it's really high tech and it's awesome. magic. It's, what it is. It's, it's magic. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, go to brewmasterswarehouse.com. Uh, all right, here you go. Uh, hey, Jay, wanted to let you know I love the radio shows. I was watching the On the Road episodes tonight, and they're great. Not that they shouldn't, but they look like they're a real TV show. Really well done. I laughed during the Cascade episode during the quick shot of Nate. He looked really happy drunk. Was he? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't even all that bad that day. I was doing pretty good. I think we were just super happy. I was just be... really happy to be there. The place was awesome. Yeah. In the nice people, room. man. Uh, so he says, great job. Appreciate everything you do for home brewing. Uh, and then he goes on about paying for podcasts. But thank you, Brian, uh, for writing in. And yeah, so once again, you can go to youtube.com slash brewing network or just check out the BN Army blog and you can see those um, episodes. And uh, I happen to think they look pretty professional too. And most of that is due to our good friend, Pusha Jack, who does all our production and does a great job doing it. Uh, all right, here's another one. Hey, Justin and crew, I've got a question about refractometers. 
I'd like to be able to take gravity measurements on the fly while brewing, but armed with only a hydrometer, I have to pull a sample, put it in the fridge freezer, and wait till it's in the proper temp range before I can take a reading. From various video brewing podcasts like Brewing TV, I've seen guys pull a sample right off the mash uh, or boil and take a reading. This seems counterintuitive. Wouldn't these people need to allow the sample to cool within an acceptable temperature range before being able to take a reading? Uh, he goes on about ATC and... Um, anyhow, what do you think, guys? Uh, you can do it with a refractometer. Just don't try it with a, with a uh, hydrometer. Now, You're going to crack it. You'll crack, right. Yeah. So I have, I have a similar question about the refractometer because I used one in this past brewing uh, situation. Of the, of the very few brewing habits that I do have, uh, one of them is to take a pre-boil gravity. And I learned Rubble. this because Good. I yep. inevit- well invariably miss my post-boil gravity if I don't do this. So on my first batch, I did it with not one, but two refractometers. Because one of them was brand new, and I wasn't sure if it had to be calibrated or not. And the other one was Chad's, and I wasn't sure how long it had been since it had been calibrated. Anyway, they both came out with the same reading. But by the end of my boil, I was about mm, 8 to 10 points off, something like that. Um, not, below. not 8 to 10 points, Bricks. I, I hope not. <laughs> no, no, no. The new uh, refractometer that I have has SG. Right, okay, got gravity. it. It's yeah, supposed yeah. to be 1050, but it's 109. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, I think it was supposed Focus. to be 1062, and it was somewhere around 1054. Well, I would question whether your boil was vigorous enough. You didn't get the usual amount. Right. Of, oh, a, okay. Something built into Beersmith or whatever software you're using. Says how much how much boil off you're going to have over an hour period. Got it. So if you don't get that boil off, you're going to have a lighter beer remaining. Okay. You were, okay. You were below, right? Good point. I was I was well below. Yeah. Well, what I when I was calibrating my processor, my my system, and my recipes, I would have taken ten minute or, uh, gravity. Exactly. You know, with my with my refractometer. Oh, uh, okay. And then I wouldn't add the ten minute hops if I was uh, wasn't where I wanted to be. I would just delay. Uh, Although well, then your bittering hops stay in well, longer. Well, I was putting them in a hop sack. I would just take them out at 60 minutes. Oh, yeah. And then they're, Smart move. Yeah, and then they're out of there. And then uh, I just wait till they get to the right gravity. You know, I do pull an extra 10, 15 minutes. Once I got to the point where I wanted to be at 10 minutes to go, then I restarted the clock. I like that idea a lot. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Now, once I got my system calibrated and then I got my consistent boil and all that, I stopped yeah, I stopped using hop sacks altogether because I... You knew it. I got come close enough now. Okay, so here's kind of my question that goes along with him, though. Even though my refractometer is ATC, it's automatic temperature control, I was still cooling down the sample a little bit because I thought, can it really account for 212 degrees of of wort? You should cool it down a little bit. Okay. But but it's such a small amount that you need, it cools in 6, 10, 15 seconds. Okay. Yeah, so you don't have to just put an ice bath. I just used a spoon and got a little bit out. Yeah, and then you just put it on the thing and then just wait. Okay. You know, close the lid, wait a couple seconds, and then I take a reading, and then I leave the sample on there. Yeah. And then I take it in like five minutes again, and, and okay. It's, and it, it it does change a little bit, and so maybe you're talking a couple gravity points once you've done the the conversion, but that's what you want. You want you want to know how off it is at boiling. So right. And but you, it's you such get a small amount. Learn, you get to kind of learn how your refractometer behaves too. Right. I notice his mind as the sample cools down, the number always goes up just a little bit. Okay. If I let it sit there, so you can. You do that and kind of compare over time what your equipment normally does. Okay. So that's what I pretty much did. I just took the sample out, let it sit for a few minutes, then I would put it on the refractometer. 
But the second day, because I didn't trust the refractometers anymore, uh, I did a hydrometer pre-boil. And so I could give a little advice to this guy because I wasn't about to put the whole hydrometer sample in the freezer and wait for that to happen. No, no. So what I did was I, I poured it into kind of a, um, a small saucepan. Metal pan? A small metal pan. I wanted something that could take the heat, so not plastic. And transfer the energy pan. to the cold water, I, take, I assume. And then I put it in a cold water bath. I threw a little bit of ice in the sink and put it in a cold water bath. And I'll tell you what, within like five minutes, it was cold. I mean, it was plenty oh, yeah. cold. Yeah, and if you want to sp- if you spin the bowl in one direction and your finger in the other end in the liquid, it goes cool yeah. really quick. Yeah. George and I did that at Triple Rock last week. I brewed a batch there, and we took a like a metal container they had in the kitchen, took the pre-boil wort sample, put it in a bath of ice. Five minutes later, it was ready to be... Hydrometer samples, perfect. even in a pro brewery, same. Yeah, exactly. All these, all yeah, these gonna, things yeah. translate great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, you know, and and until I think until you get used to your hydrometer or or used to your whole process, I would tend to recommend doing both. If, yep. you, if you have a yeah. hydrometer and you have a refractometer, it'll just help you get to know it. Yeah. Then you know you're not That's getting bad readings that. from somewhere. At yeah. least yeah. less likely. And it's just as easy. You take a sample in the pot, like we just said. Go put it in cold water. Take your refractometer sample. Go ahead and check it. Yeah. In, a, in a few minutes, you'll be able to go do your hydrometer thing. Everything's fine. I do all the all the refract on the hot side and then the cold side when it's going to the fermenter. I do a refract and uh, a hydrometer. Okay. And then everything matches. And then at the end of the, you know, so everything everything matches. And so I know I can trust my refract on the hot side. Yeah. There you go. Everything's fine. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's kind of the way to do it to, to get to know everything. Uh, the other thing that I would recommend, uh, and uh, I think we've talked about this before, is... It's part of of um, of doing a ninety minute boil too. It'll help you do this. Um, wait till everything's boiling for a couple of minutes before you do your pre boil gravity, and that's because it, that wort can tend to be fairly inconsistent if you've just if you're doing it just after a sparge. In other words, the bottom is going to be pretty sugary, and the top where you're taking your sample from is going to be quite a few Plato lower. Yeah. Unless you've gotten a good stir out of it. Yeah, yeah I usually stir, stir it up at least. I've done it even stirring yeah. and not done it and not gotten it enough. Gotten two completely different readings. So that's kind of why I just go, well, fuck it. I'm doing a 90-minute boil anyway. Wait for 10 minutes into the boil. Yeah. And then I know it's thoroughly mixed up. And then I'll do, that's about when I take my pre-boil gravity. Still gives me another 20 minutes if I have to add, make any adjustments. If I have to add some DME, if I have to add some water to get where I want. So that's just that's been my method since screwing up my post boil gravities a hundred times. Well, good job. Do that. Good job for that. Uh, okay, I think that about covers all his questions. That's from uh, Brucef, uh, PFCB and Army Tennessee Backwoods Division. All right. Uh, also, he wants Doc to know who's not here. That Doc's his hero because he's an engineer. Also, so um, Doc's not an engineer though. <laughs> sort of is in the brew house. He's kind of an engineer. He just doesn't have a degree that says it. He's a, he's at home engineering an art car right now. <laughs> the thing's incredible. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what they're doing over there. It's like Schumann was there till like 12.30 last night. Yeah. yeah. Paxton's been there. Everybody's been there. But me. Too lazy. Um, here's some kudos to uh, some brewers of ours. Utah's third annual Beehive Brew Off was just wrapped up last night. It's our only homebrew comp of the year. He says we had 481 entries, and it was an awesome event. I wanted to thank everyone at the Brewing Network, including JP, 
Uh, oh, what? What? <laughs> read, this, read this part real slow so I can fucking love it. For helping me make some award-winning beers, I ended up taking five medals with the Brewing Network recognized as my club. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Like of this competition here. He says, that's right. We hold club meetings every Sunday night and share a wealth of information. Everybody, if you don't like it, suck it. Uh, gold for American Amber, gold for Russian Imperial Stout, silver for Espresso Oatmeal Stout, silver for Janet's Brown-inspired American Brown, named Yip, 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 Yip. 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 Uh, <laughs> bronze for Oak-Aged American Stout. That's a lot of great wow. medals right yeah, there. Yeah, well. So he's Why like, can't that be JP's Oatmeal Stout, Oak-Aged, in, inspired? Uh, it's, no one ever does not, that fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, he, he, you know exactly what it is. Well, he did thank you at the beginning. Fuck this guy. He gave you credit for the whole... I hope he dropped the carboys. He just said he was going to name it. Nope, 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 nope. Nope, was that Paul? Was that Nicole? That was Nicole. Either way, it was funny. I hope he drops a carboy and cuts his Achilles tendon. And it rolls up like a fucking window shade. Wow. Uh, all right, he says, thanks again, and P.S., I just upped my donation level from PFC to Corporal. It's well worth it. Thanks from Trent. Better take, take it back, Take it JP. back. <laughs> Bless you, Trent. <laughs> I don't care. What, two to three bucks? What am I going to do, pay my rent on that, you freak? I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just, just being angry for nothing. <laughs> kind of am. It's just like a habit. I, it, it's a job here. Well, You're like, I'm not even mad. Ah! I, just, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm mad about. Fuckers. <laughs> I can't email. I don't know. All right, here's one from Robert, uh, a Quaff member in San Diego. He says, I really enjoyed the five-minute clips on YouTube with the brewers and their breweries. Keep up, keep it up. I would say even longer, more formal interviews like you already do on the show in video format would be great. You know, I did those before, and they invariably end up on the cutting room floor. We are not good at long-format video as we are at long-format radio, so... I think I'm going to keep it to the five-minute ones. We're not even that good at short-format video. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, all right, the other one's real long, but it was basically a bunch of kudos about uh, being club of the year and how um, you know we really are a club, I guess. I could read some of it. Controversy over being club of the year award. Tonight I attended my local club meeting. I've been a member for a few months and have found mixed feelings about the answers to the questions that I've asked. Tonight I asked a member who I don't know at all, although he's a really nice guy, about yeast starters. Simple question. The specifics don't really matter. What does matter is that he tells me that he feels that yeast health and firm, and firm temp control are paramount to good beer. I like what I hear, right? He then tells me that he doesn't believe in starters, that he sometimes uses smack packs and usually uses dry yeast. I couldn't bring myself to ask about his firm temp techniques after that. So I'm sure that many of the guys in my club grew ba- uh, great brew great beer, and that furthermore, they know why. But I have to say that my guess is that if that's the case, it's because they listen to your shows. If I were to enter beers into NHC right now, I'd have to enter under the Brewing Network because I will have used proper amount of yeast at the right temps. I have a new club, and I enjoy the people in it. But what I know about brewing, I learned from you and your group. Those who listen to your shows should ask themselves the same thing about their clubs, and I think they might be really surprised about where they learned their brewing knowledge. Uh, blah, blah. Oh, here's one for you, JP. Second is the comments a couple weeks ago about belching on the air. The only oh. thing I can say about the, um, about that is the interesting point that no one comments when it happens. Maybe a douchey rating system or something. Beer radio. Of course there's going to be belching on air. Fuck off. <laughs> so I guess oh, all, he, just, he just wants us to rate the belches when they happen. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to raise good even window. more attention That's to them. Jason. Yeah, or, that was like a six, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember uh, when Stern, we used to go through that when he would, you know, he belches on the air all the time and he thought about having those sponsored. 
Oh. So every time someone belched, <laughs> it would be like, you know, brought See? to you by... That's you know, a good idea. Today's belch is brought to you by... Yeah. But his sponsors are like Sony. <laughs> you know, they're not uh, Warflock. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. This belch brought to you by Warflock. <laughs> is Warflock a brand? Uh, no. Not an item? Your favorite no. kettle coagulator. Still, well, we could do that until we have real sponsors. We could just make it brought to you by different parts of the brewing process. <laughs> this matching. belch brought to you by Sparge. <laughs> <laughs> I sparge. Helping you mash out every day. All right, that's enough. Let's go to break. Thanks to our sponsor, Brewmaster's Warehouse, for bringing us feedback today. When we come back, we'll talk to Nicole Ernie and learn ourselves some new terms. We're going to get learned. Learned. All speechified, bro. Speechified. Learned. It's a session, and we'll be right back. 888-401-BEER. Call us. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Summertime has arrived, home brewers, and the fine folks at More Beer are thirsty. With the arrival of summer's heat, More Beer's got you covered with great deals on temperature control and some fantastic lawnmower beer kits. Ranko and Johnson temperature controllers, thermo wells, and thermometers, as well as light and refreshing beer kits you're going to love this hot summer. Stay on top of your home brew's temperature and keep your kegs topped up, too. Summertime beer and gears from your friends at More Beer and morebeer.com. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next okay, meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the Home Brewed Chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. 
John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the Uber Special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network, saving your life one beer at a time. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. It's the Sunday session, but uh, this week on a Monday night, like we do every now and then when Tasty's busy. Hey, on, I had on business weekends. to take care of. That's right. Big festival, barbecue, all kind of stuff. I want to go to it next year. Oh, it's a great festival. It's yeah. one of the best. I wanted to go this year, but Chad gave me the runaround. Some about scalped tickets. I don't know what the hell he was tickets talking about. Tickets were very hard to come by. It still is out in like four days. It's crazy. Used to be a real tiny festival years ago, and that's growing up. Yeah. Still limited. Place. It's not really that crowded. It's crowded, but it's not overcrowded. Not like falling into the river. Well, or running. Kinda. Yeah, can't get from beer A to beer B. You can move not on purpose and... anyway. Are there hot chicks there, or is it like yeah. one of the douchey festivals? Like all, it's all wieners. No, it's fair number. Yeah, yeah, fair number. Sure, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, like that. You know what I'm saying, Nicole? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Nicole Lerney, certified Cicerone uh, and uh, working for Cicerone.org. She is the, what's your title there? I'm the exam manager for the uh, certified Cicerone exam, the second level exam. Got it. So you're kind of like, you're kind of like the top dog for passing the test. You got to go through Nicole to, to become a, a Cicerone. Is that right? A little, I guess. Yeah. I, I do. I do grade most of the exam bodies. Okay. But my my main job is to schedule the exam and uh, get you know. If you were to grade, if stuff. you were to grade my body right now, what would you give me? <laughs> yeah. I'd give you a bucket of throw up. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I, I would plead the fifth. Okay. All right. Uh, so Nicole's here to help us up our up our game when uh, describing beer, which I think we all could use a little help with. Uh, so, uh, you know the the. I guess the first question I had, we we covered this a little bit in the beginning, Nicole, but 
But what is the problem? What is it that we're trying to fix here? Why do we need to up our game? What's wrong? Well, yeah, I think what you're saying also is, you know, why? Why would we want to describe better? What's what's the point? And there's a few different points of, on that. You know, first of all, people will take you more seriously if you really know how to describe your beer well and use colorful language and uh, make it sound enticing and, and exciting. Um a lot of uh, home brewers, a lot of you guys are are already considered the beer expert in your in your community and your in your group of friends or at your local bar. So why not really take authority with that and really uh, up your game on how well you can describe beer? Um, makes you sound smarter. So uh, that's a good point. <laughs> which which you know we all need. Well, I'm always talking to people about beer, and I really don't have that good a palate. So I, I'm probably. Throwing all kinds of bad information out there, so I yeah, I'm not the only kind of guy that does it too. So, well, yeah, and good point. And combining a good palate, though, you know, whether you're going to train, combining a good palate with, with with vocabulary is the the perfect storm. Yeah, you could have a great you could have a great yeah. palate, but if you uh, you have some idea of what something means in your head, but you say something, you say, oh, it's multi. It's like okay, well, well, how? What do you mean? You know, that, sure. it, you have this perfect picture in your head of what you mean, but you're not conveying it to the person that you're talking to. So yeah. Also having this you know incredible uh, vocabulary, but you have a shit palate. You don't taste anything in your beer. You start throwing out words. Yeah. That'd be great. So another reason is a better sell on your beer. You know, you're, you're at a homebrew club meeting and you're, you're really excited. You want somebody to taste your beer. You're like, oh, oh, what is it like? You know, oh, uh, yeah. uh, it's kind of a hoppy beer with a malt backbone. Yeah. What? Yeah. All, all beer has a malt backbone. <laughs> That's yeah. what beer is made out of. Yeah, what do you mean? Do you mean you put malt in your beer? <laughs> Weird. Or it's it's kind of crisp. You know. It's That's like, a good point. It's a That's a very sell. generic uh, way to describe a beer. Yeah, you're coming up to you're coming up to Justin, and you're like, "Oh, I'm excited. Justin's going to taste my beer. I don't know why." <laughs> but you say, "Oh, I really want you to taste my beer, Justin. It's 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 kind of crisp." Justin's like, "Great. <laughs> it's crisp. Awesome. It I can't wait." Now see. <laughs> This is like I said. I, I'm becoming self-conscious about my own vocabulary. That is something I would say, and and you're yeah, totally and, right. That's not enough. And I think it'd be. I mean, I think it's it's still a compliment. It's not a, de- a detailed descriptor, but it's still a compliment. I mean, how many uh, homebrewed pale ales have you had that are not crisp? Well, right, but, but should be. But right? that on its own is not enough. Well, no, it's not that. enough. But it's I like still saying, think it's a good descriptor. You should meet my friend right? JP. Why? He's guy. He is yeah. guy. He's beard. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like a. What are you like, from Russia? It's like stop, but that's what I mean. It's right. like an incomplete sentence. It's sure. like stopping yeah, before yes. getting to the point. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm just agreeing with you. No, with exactly. You, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that towards the end. Um, so, another obvious reason is to give better feedback. And a lot of people are like, oh, I hate giving feedback. You're talking about BJBC, BJCP score sheets or something like that. <laughs> like, yes, if you're a BJCP judge, you always want to look for opportunities to give mm-hmm. better feedback. So, Expanding your vocabulary and learning to be extremely specific exactly about what you mean is going to make you write better score sheets. But it's not even just about formal criticism. It's about uh, subtle criticism. So if somebody gives you a beer um, and they want you to taste it, and it's not bad. It's just not amazing either. It's kind of a mediocre beer, and you need to give them some subtle criticism. You can give subtle criticism a lot better if you have a big vocabulary and you're being very specific and right. telling them exactly what you taste. You know, you know, so if, if there's just a tiny bit of acetaldehyde in a beer, you don't want to jump all over somebody and be like, oh, this is a, your beer has acetaldehyde in it. It's, you know, it's not overt. It's just a subtle, subtle thing there. So you might want to say, 
it has a little, um, has a hint of green apple and then move on to the next flavor that you're tasting. That might make that person say, oh, maybe my beer has a little acetaldehyde, but you know, they're not, you're not coming down on them with a hammer real hard on right. having a bunch of off flavors in their beer. Or so, it works the other way too, I think. If you, if, if the fact that you know the term, I think people are less likely to think that you're just being a dick about their beer. In other words, you kind of just go, oh, wow, green apples all over the place. Double green apples all the way. It, you know, kind of comes off, uh, the, the, even that can be harsh by using the, the dumbed-down descriptor. Uh, whereas if you said, well, there's a little green green apple, which, you know, can come from, I, I, don't, I don't say it the way you say it. So I've, okay. And uh, uh, you see what I mean? Like, then at least you're coming from a, from a, a position that you kind of know what you're talking about. And you're not just trying to be a dick. You're just kind of trying to, trying to point out that there's a, a fermentation flaw in there or whatever it might be. Oh, yeah. I'm talking you know? about, you know, if it's not a, if it's an overt fermentation flaw, you owe it to your comrade to be like, there's an, a fermentation flaw here. Right? right. Otherwise, you're not. Why are you tasting their beer? You know, sure. Um, but if there's, it's just a little hint. So See, you don't comrade, want, comrade. We don't, are Russians. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't want, you don't want them to <laughs> go home and no. cry about their beer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you don't, you don't want them to be all bummed out that it's an acetaldehyde bomb when there's really just a tiny bit there. So okay. uh, if you see what I'm getting at, having a using very specific language allows you to give more subtle feedback. To so people. not just what, but how much also, yeah. in, in context of other. <laughs> of other descriptors right. and other things you observe. So right. if you say it sucks, you say it sucks a little. You know, just don't like go... Uh, it, it sucks a little. It moderately sucks. <laughs> yeah. I like that taste. Yeah, if it sucks yeah. a lot, then you got to say that, too. Go, oh. It's a comrade, you know? There's comrades. We, <laughs> Good, we hug smooth, multi-palate with a little suck in the finish. Yeah, you know? I'm tasting yeah. a slight amount of suck. <laughs> but the finish is all vodka. Yeah. I'd pour it all over wow. my wiener at that point. <laughs> Smell like triple... All right. So, so then uh, another obvious reason is, you know, developing this uh, sense of using really specific language will help with your exam scores. If you're taking the BJCP exam or the Cicerone exam, being able to really use innovative and specific language uh, within certain parameters, we'll talk about that too, will really help you get that good score. Cause so no, it's good practice. It's great practice, yeah. So if that's something that's on your plate right now, definitely something to consider. Um, and then finally, we talk, this is kind of something we talked about last show. The last show I did with you guys was a little bit more touchy-feely. Um, yeah. But this great. one is... Way to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a little bit more concrete, but still, there's that same element that it's good for your brain. Um, when you're, you're exercising your brain when you're saying, okay, I'm not going to say... Um, I'm not going to say hoppy. I'm going to say what I really mean. I'm going to choose a much more specific term. Mm. You're you're using that part of your brain, and you're developing that part of your brain. So it's 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 good for, it's good for you. You're learning. Yeah, just so, like any other education, you got to use it uh, to actually learn. You got to practice it. Yeah, it's great great excuse to drink beer. Yeah, true. That. You don't want to do that. I'm going to sit around and drink beer and describe it, and then you can't really get yelled at by the wife either. Um, Shut up, honey. I'm learning. Yeah, doing what are you like doing? brain exercises. You're just yeah. bitching at me. At least I'm doing something. I'm over here learning. Yeah. Yeah, Why don't you run in place while you yell at me? Maybe you'll do something. You've been married? No. No, I, I sound like it though, right? Yeah. <laughs> Practicing for the future. Uh, it's all training, baby. Okay, so that's kind of why we, we should get into this discussion and, and why we should do these, these these terms. Absolutely. So if you need a reason why, that, that's my argument. Okay. So the first step, like I, I touched on a little bit already, is, is using yeah, really, yeah, I did, <laughs> is using really, really specific language. Um, and, you know, a lot of us think we're using specific language. You know, we think we're saying, 
oh, this is this is chocolatey. You know, everybody knows what I mean when I say chocolatey, right? Mm. Well, even if you say chocolatey, there can be a big range there. You know, think about uh, <gasps> baking chocolate. You know, bittersweet baking chocolate. And then think about Swiss Miss. Okay, those are both chocolatey, but they're they're totally pretty, different. They're world apart from each other. So. Think about what do you really mean? Okay, this is chocolatey. And then think to yourself, okay, do I mean, like, how chocolatey is it? Is it, is it a chocolatey flavor, like milk chocolate? You know, is it like a bitters chocolate? Is it, a, or is it, you know... Dark chocolate. Is there, is there dark, some yeah. character to the mouthfeel that's reminding me of chocolate? You know, so there's there's a lot of different places you can go. And there's a lot of examples of that. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, this is roasty, but they're really remembering something. They're really remembering, you know... Uh, you know, grilled chicken with some char marks on it and like a little bit of burnt skin and they have that in the back of their brain and they're saying roasty. It's like Say the other thing. Don't say roasty. Say say charred. Say burnt. Say what you really mean. Try to tap into what you're what you're thinking and what you're envisioning when you're tasting and, and say that. You know, there's no need to uh uh revert to some term that you've heard before, which is I think something that you were kind of touching on. You yeah. hear somebody else say a term and you think you know what it means and it means something to you and so you reuse it. But that's not really a holistic approach to describing your beer. You want to have it. You want to have it come with from within. What well, doesn't mean you know, anything you wanna, to you? You want to like make your organic smoothie and put on your hemp hat, <laughs> and you want that term to come from a place deep in your heart. I see. Well, now you're ruining it for our listeners out there. I know. I'm totally our listeners ruined. are so homophobic <laughs> out there that as soon as you make tasting uh, remotely gay, they're just oh, I'm not even listening to the show anymore. No. Uh, just mean over the top. Uh, I was reminded of the, what you were just the phenomenon you're just talking about. People stealing their descriptors, and I was judging uh, pilsners at homebrew comp once. Somebody threw out a descriptor for one of the things, one of the beers that we were talking about, and then the very next score sheet that came around, everyone really liked that term, so they started saying it again <laughs> oh, to each right. other. Right? So you're, this, you're referring to weenery. Yeah, weenery was all of a sudden the term yeah. to use in describing pilsners that day. But no, <laughs> so this can happen really quickly, and and people. Can have a hard time getting out of that rut, especially if they're doing something like judging where they're tasting the same style of beer maybe six or seven times in a row. You know, I, it wasn't just bready malt. What kind? Of, really, go deeper than that. Was it like crackers, or was it like, you know, what maybe what kind of bread or something like this? You know. But here's what I think the qualifier is to being more specific, because I completely agree with you that it is more helpful uh, to the brewer and in conversation to really be more specific. But I think what happens is. When our palates are developing and we're trying to figure out the flavors that we taste, we're actually kind of um, incapable of being more specific sometimes. In other words, sometimes a brewer, uh, and it's harder for me even when a pro brewer does it to me, will give me their beer and want me to, I can tell even by the look on their face, that they want me to give them feedback on this beer. Not even necessarily criticism, but they want me to point out the flavors that I taste, right? And so kind of right off the bat, I know that I can taste it kind of roasty, and I can taste it kind of chocolatey, and I can taste it. So, in other words, I'll be general like that because that's the stuff I can pick out right away. But it would take me some time. I'd really have to think about it. And I think you're advocating this. I'd really have to think about it before I could say, it's roasty like in a burnt kind of way, a good burnt. You know, I'd have to then really think about the second descriptor. And I think this is the hard part for, for, for one, when you're still developing your palate. Um, it takes you some time to start to pick these things out. Even though it is the stuff, like you say, it's your own experience you should be drawing from, the, the burnt chicken or whatever. Um, it takes you a minute, it takes your, your palate some time to, to catch up with, with that. The other part is you do have to take your time. I think what I could do better at is not feeling rushed when the brewer's staring me in the face and he's giving me a beer. 
Because if he really wants some honest feedback from me, maybe he won't mind me taking two minutes to think about what kind of roasty it is I'm, I'm tasting. So That's the way to give quality feedback. I mean, you, you have to take a moment and uh, otherwise... Otherwise, the person's just going to hear the same thing. You know, they're going to you're going to say, the brewer will say, "Here, this is a this is an American amber ale." So before you even taste it, you have all these uh, anticipations of what to expect, and you're anticipating all these flavors, and you might anticipate them so much that you actually start to taste them. Uh, every, we've seen this with the black IPAs or Cascadian dark ales or bullshit hoppy porters or you know whatever you want to call them. You know, <laughs> whoa, whoa, I like the third one. <laughs> hey, I'm a fan of the red. That's ones. my favorite. Somebody, BHPs, <laughs> yeah, love them. So, so somebody will will hand you one if they don't tell you what it is. Especially seeing that black color will make you taste roast, even if it's not really there. It makes so, JP cross the street. It makes yeah. me hide my wallet <laughs> and cross the street. <laughs> So, so anticipation can kind of uh, ruin your tasting experience. So, it, it, you know, even even if you're not, you know, doing brain exercises or whatever you want to call it, yeah. uh, when you're tasting, not that, <laughs> but okay, you uh, <laughs> you, you want to take that extra minute to make sure that anticipation is not trumping what you're actually experiencing when you're tasting. Okay. And is it all right for me to say, um, not that I need your permission, but for, for newer brewers who are even still trying to figure out what roasty is and things like, I guess what I'm saying is, yeah. it's not so bad if you're a new brewer and a new beer drinker and you use general terms, as it is a guy like me who's been doing this long enough to be able to be more specific. You know, I was going to talk about this a little later, but let's talk oh, about it now. Okay. Yeah, there's sorry. Didn't you so, get the outline, Justin? Oh, so, she was combining three and four and then making a three A oh. into a two B oh. and then really getting the root of the whole thing. But the uh, yeah, using uh, agreed on terms is kind of is kind of important to to what we do, right? We we have certain terms that mean something. You know, we all we all have to learn at some point the difference between roasty and toasty in terms of beer and how we're talking about it. Um, there are certain agreed on things like you know butterscotch is de- designated to describe diastole. So if you if you ha- if you're having somebody's beer and you taste those kind of caramely flavors, you're going to say caramel or toffee, not not butterscotch. And those are things you have to learn, and the only way to learn it is by engaging in the beer community, by drinking beer with other people, and by and by competing your beer and judging homebrew. Like that's those are the only ways to really get that to happen you have to engage with other people that are that are on a similar higher higher level than you right um or even people that are are at a a lower level than you in terms of uh you know experience tasting beer because sometimes it'll be the most inexperienced person at the table that'll pull out the most honest flavor descriptor because they're not shy about it you know they're not they're not afraid to actually say what they're tasting yeah um so so yeah that's that's all part of uh of learning you know but I, I encourage people, you know, so we have these certain bags that we put things in, like American hops are, are citrusy, right? We all agree, you know, that's kind of an overarching theme in, in that ingredient. American hops kind of have citrusy flavors. Mm-hmm. But what do you, what exactly do you mean by that? Like, okay, you taste citrusy, but then be more specific, you know? Yeah. Is it grapefruit? Is it the zest of the citrus, or is it like juicy? Like, a, like is it like a orange juice? Like, you know, this I've, is heard, part- I've heard Tasty talking about uh, his uh, hoppy beers tasting like fruit juice, just having that, you know, that intensely uh, uh, fruity character. So, so be specific about exactly what you mean. I think this is the this is part of the quality of Sriracha Ace that got me excited about yes. it is that I was able to pick a different, be specific about a different kind of citrus. You know, it was more tropical. It had a little bit of coconut even, uh, which I know isn't citrus, but it, it mixed with, with the citrus characters. I was able to 
to notice it different from from the other kind of citrus. Yeah, that's ones. A, a really good hop for that example because it stands apart, but it has some of that citrus quality to kind of anchor it in American hop. Right, but you could pick other descriptors that were yeah. more specific. I think that was part of the reason. I think. And I think maybe that was even the reason I liked Amarillo so much, is that it had a specific difference from the other American citrus hops that you could pick out. Right. I think that's one reason why people like talking about hops and beer so much, because it is so assertive, and people can apply these really interesting descriptors to them. So it oftentimes will be one of the first areas that people will get very specific with their descriptors in types of fruit or in types of uh yeah, you know, spice or whatever they happen to find in it, and also because maybe maybe because they're more pronounced in hops that um, less experienced palates are able to join in the fun yeah. and pick out these, right. these flavors that they know. We've all been eating fruit our whole life, so we get it. We can so it's a good starting point for people getting more specific with their descriptors. Just starting with something like hops, yeah, because that is a little more assertive, a little bit easier to apply this this very colorful language to. Doing that with with malt or some of the more subtle characters in in some of the more specialty malts might be a little bit harder for people. Right. Well, your beer tasting is a lot about making the connection between the, your your flavor receptors and your flavor memory, right? Because we all taste things and go like, "What is that flavor?" And once you make those connections, then then you can draw on that memory faster, and you can just catch the, those flavors. Like I, I noticed, like a lot, a lot of the beer flavors, I, the off flavors in beer, I can't pick up. But once I've had a really bad example of that flavor. It just registers. I can pick up even subtle amounts after once I've got, you know, a place to store that little bit of data about what that flavor, you know, what it means and how do I connect that when I smell it or, or taste it. That's, I think you're right. That's absolutely a learning process. It's actually yeah, that's why you're I, using you, two different parts of your brain and you have exactly, to make build that gap. It's a synapse yeah. connection you got to make. Exactly. Yeah. Which, let's face it, for the people in this room, is very difficult to use one part of our brain. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> so <laughs> up, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah. When we get to two parts, man, someone should be clapping. I can't even split mine into two parts. <laughs> All right, so I love this part of your of your program, Nicole. To to be more descriptive, even about these these general terms we're using, then give it give us a subterm to it. Give us something more descriptive. I like this a lot. Use use something generic as a platform and jump off of that. Use something that we agree on uh, as being that a flavor component and and take it somewhere. Okay, so. what's next? Uh, Distinguishing each component of the beer can be really helpful in in describing beer well. A lot of times you'll see a description that only describes one aspect of the beer. So you talk about, you know, the hop flavor. Well, what about the rest of the beers? There's a lot to it, you know. Even if it's a even if it's not a major uh player in the whole beer flavor of that particular beer, it doesn't mean it's not worth mentioning. So uh a lot of people talk about their IPAs and they and they say oh you know it has a malt backbone but they don't actually talk about what flavors are coming in their malt. Um they don't uh, necessarily describe uh how sweet it is or you know wh- whatever it is. Um so the most common one that you see is is people say talk about the hoppiness of of a beer. So this this beer is really hoppy or it's not that hoppy. It's like well there's two really distinct components of beer that has to do with the hops. There's the bitterness and then there's the hop aroma and flavor. And those are already two distinct characteristics. So instead of just talking about the hoppiness of the beer, take that extra moment and comment on the bitterness and then comment on, on the hop profile as far as the aroma and flavor. And that's already, you're already adding a, an extra step there, an extra component. Um, you know, as we know on the West Coast, a lot of our favorite IPAs and double IPAs and even pale ales are becoming less bitter, but much, uh, having more intense hop flavor and aroma. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's especially important to distinguish that. Uh, so, so that's one place where where I see people make that mistake a lot. I've only recently started to do that. Recently, in the last year, I should say, 
because I had to figure out why I was turning away from from IPAs. And it wasn't that I didn't like hop aroma and flavor. It was I didn't like hop bitterness as much. So it wasn't until I was trying to, I really started to search out why I was doing this uh, to figure out. And even talking about this this hoppy red that I brewed, Chad said to me, you know, I said, Chad, there's a mountain of hops going in the end. And but but he said to me specifically is what Nicole's talking about. He said, yeah. but you want it hoppy and not bitter, don't you? And I said, yes, that's exactly what I want. That's the kind of hoppiness I'm looking for. And he said, well, that's what we're doing here. So. <laughs> Even in being able to brew it, making that distinction was was helpful. Yeah, I mean, and, and for me with the IPAs, it's more of the alcohol that I drive away from. But the the bitterness comes up to combat the alcohol, or at least to to you know to balance with it. And so, the less bitterness you have, the less alcohol you can have, and you can still have a lot of the hop flavor. So, right, I, yeah, that's why I really like going for those um, for those flavor and aroma hops. Yep. Um, and not so much the, the the bitterness, although I do like a firm bitterness. The uh, the two and a anniversary beer um, is an extra pale ale, and it has a real firm bitterness. Yeah, but um, it's like you know five percent, perfect. Love yeah. it. Great. Yeah. I'm not trying to drink seven and a half or eight percent beer and, <laughs> and be retarded in ten minutes. Well, I can do that on my own. I right. am as long as it's not bitter. <laughs> yeah. I Imagine need, I if you saw that. a beer on a menu that is, that all it said was six and a half percent alcohol, you know, a really hoppy beer. Do they mean bitter? Yeah. Right. Do they mean hop flavor and hop aroma? Yeah. I actually well, look at the, the alcohol percentages before right. I even order. On this point, Nicole, can you help me pick out a couple of popular commercial examples to describe the difference so that me and our listeners can 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 kind of play along? One of them I can think of, I, I know this is primarily on the West Coast, so I hope someone can think of a different one, but Firestone Pale 31. Love this pale ale. Yeah. And it's a perfect example to me of a very hoppy beer that is it that is uh rich in hop flavor and aroma and very low in hop bitterness. Right. Firestone Walker was gonna be the first example that I mentioned. But, it was, okay. But even and then you know, obviously getting more esoteric, uh Pliny the Elder is a good example. There's some fair bitterness to it. Um, but it's you know, it's not so overwhelming that you're not enjoying the hop flavor more than the hop bitterness, right? What about, I'm trying to think of something that I know a lot of people can get. So what about Sierra Nevada Torpedo, which is their newer IPA, right? So it's been out a, a year or two now. Um, and to me, I, I can, if you don't have it in your head already, Nicole, can you, can you taste that beer in your head? Because I can give a couple of descriptions, if not. Yeah, that, that bottle <clears throat> is sweet. I haven't, I, I haven't tasted it recently. I was going to mention Lagunitas, uh, like the new Dogtown. Oh, there like you an, go. Another good example that people might be able to built, find. Yeah. Yeah. Which is again on the hop flavor side, not on the hop bitter side, right? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously there's bitterness to it, but it, you know, there's two things that happen in 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 this kind of trend. Uh, the the malt profile is is uh, simplified a little bit, so it's a, a lower intensity malt character, lower sweetness, um, and less complexity on the malt side, and then. Uh, so less bitterness required to balance out malt characteristics and then a much more intense hop flavor than okay. you would normally anticipate for that beer style. Okay. And the the, tor- the torpedo, which I know a lot of the country can get, I would actually call it, um, and, and not over the top, but I would call it balanced more toward the bitter side of, yes. of hopping. Um, it does have good hop aroma and flavor, and which is why I say it's it, it's still a balanced IPA. But to me, it is a more bitter... Hop flavor. If I were to describe that to you, I would say it's bitter hoppy. Um, and and it, it's obviously not a double IPA or anything else. But as a West Coast IPA, I think the hops in that lean toward the bitter side. So I think in celebration is a little bit like that too. I don't think the beer has changed all that much over time. But as this 
trend continues on the West Coast of bumping up hop flavor and hop aroma and playing down the bitterness so much. Like you go back to these beers that are kind of classics of IPA like celebration and they just seem more bitter to us now. Uh, yeah. The bitterness is probably the same as it's always been. Right. You know. Yeah, it could be. Green Flash West Coast IPA, I think, is another example of a beer. That's a pretty assertive, firm yeah. bitterness, bitterness to it. Yeah. yeah, for a, a California West Coast IPA, that's among the, at least the perceived bitterness seems a little higher than maybe some of the other comp- uh, some of the other beers you might compare it to from San Diego, like Stone IPA or, or like the stuff from Port or Alesmith or something like that. It's a pretty, pretty big bitterness. So you take a beer like that and compare it to the beers like the Firestone beers Nicole is talking about, quite a bit of difference in terms of hop bitterness but they're both ipas they're both really hoppy beers but yeah on the bit i would say the same with a dogfish like 60 minute ipa uh, i'm just trying to think of things on the east coast because i know what my listeners are going to say about the you're only picking <laughs> right i think that 60 minute ipa again is really on the bitter side rather than on the aroma and flavor side definitely of it so there's just another and and i'm not calling any of these beers good or bad either no i just want to point out so that we can kind of follow along and how we would describe a hoppy one either bitter or more uh, like dank. I like that. I, yeah. I know now this is kind of a West Coast description, but I think it's taking hold everywhere. <laughs> to call um, one of our super hoppy beers, but that is on the, the the flavor and aroma side. I don't know if this would work if I wrote it on your test, Nicole, for you. But if I described a beer that had a lot of the flavor and aroma and not the bitterness, I might write that it has a really danky green um, kind of uh, hop flavor to it. And I might even go further and say that that reminds me of pot. Well, that's perfect because if you use a term and you uh, you know what it means to you, but you're concerned that the person that you're you're that's going to receive that comment isn't going to might not know the reference that you're making. They might be like, "Dang, I'm like a I'm a Mormon," you know? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> if you if you go go further and you, you describe exactly what you mean, you know, like okay. you know, a little bit like marijuana, you know, like. That gives a much more specific uh, meaning, and and the person will know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. So, um, but this this kind of brings me to another point. We've talked uh, we've talked quite a bit about the hot flavor, right? Well, and hot bitterness. Uh, but uh, that happens so often. That happens. <laughs> that happens so. <laughs> that happens. Just looking at my joke book. <laughs> yeah. That, that happens so often that you know often people will think. <laughs> I almost got it in there, Moscow. A little cackle. <laughs> Often people will completely overlook the other other aspects of, of beer. So some examples of components that you might want to work look at, um, besides focusing on on hop flavor, which we're all excited about right now, because like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, the quality of hop products is constantly increasing. So it makes sense that right now we're really excited about hops as an ingredient. Um, it, you know, malt isn't changing much lately, so we're not as we're not as thrilled. So. Um, but malt flavor is something that you can talk about, um, or a mouthfeel from malt, you know, whether it be body from residual sweetness or, um, astringency, um, or just, you know, focusing on the different flavors that you can get from crystal malts or pilsner malts or whatever it is. So- Al- alcohol presence, esters and phenols, fermentation quality, uh, and then aspects of the mouthfeel that often get overlooked, like carbonation and body and temperature. Well, I want, I, I want some specific malt descriptors from you to help me. I know I don't want to just copy you because we, we should be taking from our own experience, but I think it does help to, to hear something. So let's take, I know everybody at home doesn't have this, this beer either, but you have a heretic beer in front of you um, that is, uh, it's, it's the evil twin. 
which is a hoppy beer, right? So we would all sit around talking about the hops. But I would like to be able to talk about the malt in this beer. And I, uh, I'm embarrassed to say that I would kind of go, wow, yeah, but it's also really malty. It has that good malt backbone. Uh, that's what I'd say. And, it's a tough one, actually. And then I'd there's be waiting of... for Nicole to kick me in the nuts because <laughs> I didn't say anything. Yeah, there's there's a there's a division in this desk. I can't quite do that. <laughs> so help me. Get, what are some terms about the malt uh, that I could that I could use to, to talk about? Well, the first thing that you can talk about about malt is the intensity level. A lot of people overlook that. They're like, oh, I know the malt's there. I'm, gonna say, I'm just going to say it has a malt backbone. Well, like I said earlier, all, all beer has a malt backbone. Um, this one has a pretty overt malt character because it's something has, it's kind of this uh, yin and yang beer. It's really intense on the hop side, but it's also really intense on the malt side. Um, and the, the fermentation quality is a little bit more neutral, just like most American beers. But the the malt flavors that you get here are um, definitely coming from crystal malts. So you get a lot. You, first of all, there's a lot of regi- residual sweetness. So you get a sweet flavor, right? You get a, literally a sweet flavor. Okay. Um, and I, what I failed to mention was when we talk about intensity, the intensity of the malt character is pretty moderate to high in this in this beer. So that's one place you can start. You know, uh, Pils- uh, a German pilsner might have a, a low to medium. You know, uh, or uh, if it, depending on what scale you're talking about. So when you say intensity, do you malt mean kind intensity. of how malt forward or malt back it is? If it's highly malt forward, that, that you know, coming up with the hops, is that intensity? I'm talking less about how it's balanced with the hops versus just how how much of it there is. Okay. Right. So uh, obviously, a barley wine is going to have a really high malt intensity. It's a very high gravity beer. A lot of malt goes into it. Uh, it's very strong and intense and. and Additionally, depending on you know if it's English barley wine, let's say, additionally it's balanced. Uh, it's malt balanced. If you like to talk about uh, how the hops and malt are balanced in beer, which I shy away from here and there, just because I feel like uh, it can become like a false dichotomy. Um, you know, it's not the beer isn't either malty or hoppy. Just like we're tasting in this beer, this is both a very hoppy and a very malty beer. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so some of the flavors that I, I, I get from here would be um, kind of a, a uh, kind of like a slightly burnt caramel, um, and uh, you know I, I wouldn't say toast. It's 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 interesting. It's 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 hard to distinguish sometimes when there is so much. Yeah, that's a difficult one. That's, that's a really why tough I one. gave it to you because I needed some help with it to talk about it. But, do you think that okay. there's? Do you think that there's uh, uh, ester complexity that's making it a little bit? Tougher in this beer too, or you, like you said, fairly neutral. But there's a little bit of yeast quality there too, as well, probably right. There is. I think what's uh, what's really interesting is that uh, there's. I, I don't really know how this beer was was brewed, and because the the hop character is so complex, it does become hard to distinguish the the malt complexity. Uh, the the malt seems, despite having some intense flavors, it doesn't seem to be all that complex. I would guess that there's only like two to three different malt ingredients but again i have no idea what the uh, ingredients I think it's pale chocolate and crystal 40 i think yeah, yeah. so so fairly yeah straightforward so there burnt caramel you have right. a little bit of roasty from the pale chocolate and then caramel from crystal 40 so. and that's good enough i really was yeah. just looking for a couple of of those specific terms rather than say oh you know it's got a lot of malt in this beer but but a little burnt caramel in there is a good choice do you want to try chad's kolsch too like something on the opposite spectrum i don't know if that's what you have in there no i, I don't know no, if that's, that's what funny. it is Here, this one is i haven't blown any dudes in 24 hours if you want to drink out of my glass great 24 <laughs> hours is the limit i don't know if you knew that <laughs> it's less than 24 you don't want to share drinks 
Uh, which, this by the is, way, I really like Chats Kolsch. This is at his new place, Handles, in um, Pleasanton, which is doing their soft opening this week and be doing their grand opening next week. If, if you haven't heard about it, check out Handles uh, in Pleasanton um, next week for the grand opening. And they've got a Kolsch on tap that Chad designed and a uh, Hoppy yeah, yeah. Brown Ale uh, yeah. that Chad designed. So go check it out. So this one being a Kolsch, uh, what, how could you describe this malt? Well, you know... I could describe this beer, but I think what might be more interesting for the listeners is to talk about some some of the ways that that malts are described in the, in the context of beer. Like, let's talk about pilsner malt. A lot of people, you ask them, like, how do you describe this this pilsner? Or how do you describe the malt flavor in the pilsner? And they're like, I don't know. You know, oh, grainy. Well, grainy is you know we usually mean to be an, an off flavor. We're talking about you know it's grainy, like it's been oversparged and it's kind of nasty um so some of the words that you might describe like the beer that we're tasting or you might describe that ingredient you you might say hay or you might say straw you know okay you might say uh, cracker or even graham cracker with some some pills or malts depending where it's from oh i like cracker yeah yeah i'm not joking about that i really like yeah, cracker. that's a good that's one a, that's a really good descriptor yeah, yeah, like it's, 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 yeah. It's, yeah, it's that just barely toasty. Like you know, yeah. you, don't, you would More never, you don't, yeah, you you don't want to describe a pilsner as being toasty because right. you're gonna give the person the wrong impression. You say toasty, starts to sound like you're talking about a Munich Dunkel or an Oktoberfest or yeah, something yeah, like you're that. You're looking for something that's not in there. And that's right. what I get about when I learn. Way I learn about beer is get myself in front of people that have great palates and ask them what they're tasting. Yeah, that helps me make those connections that I can't make. It helps me develop my palate. So, right. Yeah. If you give the raw, like the, the cracker has the flavor, we should all know what that flavor is, so we can describe it to the other guy when we yeah. find it in a beer. Well, a lot of people I, mean that they say grainy, so just t- you have to take that second yeah. and think about it. I, I'm thinking of fields of wheat. It's like, why am I thinking of fields of wheat? Oh, because it reminds wheat, me of uh, a field of wheat because it it's straw or hay like. You're right. That's better than grainy. Like amber waves of grain, maybe. Yeah, seriously. I like that. Yeah. And then you feel like mm-hmm. <laughs> some patriotic <laughs> beer, man. Yeah. So what do you think? Wrong about- song, but good effort. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so if you were going to say hey, or, or would you say would you go for so far as to say grassy as a character of Pilsner Malt? That's a dangerous one because it might be misunderstood. But and grassy, grassy. Yeah, I think certain Pilsner Malts do give a tinge of that, but. Again, you know, sometimes people talk about certain hop flavors being grassy. So just be specific. You know, if you if you think that you're using a word that might mean two things or might mean something else to the person you're talking to, explain yourself. Yeah, it's good for you and it's good for the person you're talking to. Otherwise, for you everybody. might otherwise you might say grassy to Justin and he'll go and say it to the next guy, not knowing what the fuck he's talking about. Sure, <laughs> which has never happened. Or I'll go I'll go roll a doobie with uh, with Tasty and be like, yeah, this is grassy. You know what I'm saying, guys? No. Nope. <laughs> so, so when you're going down that, that doesn't have a very good laugh. <laughs> yeah. I like that as a ringtone. So then, when you're when you're going down that list of uh, of components, sometimes sometimes it helps if you're if you're out of practice or if you really want to challenge yourself, make a mental laundry list. You know, and when you're tasting a beer and and go down it. I I do that. You know, like a, I struggle with remembering to describe mouthfeel components. So I kind of mm. remind myself. Okay, what's the temperature of this beer? What's the carbonation level? Because those are two things that influence the way you perceive the rest of the beer. So if you're not aware of it, you might taste things that aren't there, or you might not taste something, like if the beer is too cold. Sometimes it just takes a second to remember that. So whatever your weakness is, you know, if you only focus on hops, you know, remind yourself, what does the malt taste like in this beer? How sweet is it? 
Um, is, are there uh, crystal malt components, or does it seem like it's all base malt beer? Now ask ask yourself those those kind of questions and go down a mental list. It's kind of like a you know I had a question from um, uh, from Beeburn and they uh, before the show about um, how I how I what method I use. Do you do I use BJCP score sheets or do I take notes? Rhythm. Yeah. Which one? Yeah, exactly. You know, family planning, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. I was thinking about that, and and I kind of jump back and forth to whatever seems appropriate at that time. So, number one is is talking to other people about what you taste because yeah. that's the calibration, and that's that's how you you're not lost in your own head and just you know making crazy shit up that nobody else can understand. Um, and uh, that's also how you uh, you can kind of it's a more fun way to develop it. But I definitely. Uh, have to pay some homage to those BJCP score sheets and uh, to some of the people that taught me how to fill them out about uh, addressing every aspect because literally the BJCP score sheet reminds you to mention esters, to mention the malt character, to mention the hop flavor. Um, and by having that laundry list and making myself do it over and over again, it's become se- second nature to kind of go down that list of, of, of what the different components of the beer are. And Still to this day, like I sit down, I start writing about the beer, and I realize that there was something I was completely ignoring that was essential to describing what the flavor of that beer was. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what level you're at; it's something that you continuously do to make yourself be a better taster and describer. Yeah, I think I really need like a short mental list to go through uh, every time I'm trying a beer, just to just to even get me started. I'm not much of a note taker. There'll be the rare time that if I go to a beer fest, you know, they give you the whole sheet. We every you know like like the barley wine fest where there's like a hundred barley wines to give you the sheet. I'll do some notes there, but I think it'd be, it'd be much more important and useful for me to have a short mental list that I go through every time I really want to taste a beer. Um, I actually I think your outline here today is going to help me do that. I think by the end of this I'll be able to put together like I don't know five six points that I go through every time I taste a beer. Especially when I got these guys standing in front of me wanting me to tell them about the beer, it will really help me. I think not say something stupid like, "Wow, it sure is beery." <laughs> that beer well, is yours. Especially wet. If, if you're at a festival and you're tasting a whole bunch of beers and maybe you run into one that you've never had before that you really like. Yeah, like trying to make a mental note. Okay, what's three or four very specific descriptors about this beer that I like. Yeah, that why would, is that it? would really sum it up? Yeah, right. It would have even helped me on this on this sriracha ace kick I have. Like I've come home saying, "Oh, I like it. I I like it. Why do you like it? Oh, because they were good. I had these ones that were good, <laughs> and I have a terrible descriptor for you of why I like it. So I really, if I had had this kind of sure. this list in my head to go through, I, I think I would have done a much better job of explaining to you why these beers stood out to me. Well, then, if you want to change the you know change the recipe in some way, you'd know you know what how, how to change it. If it needs more of that flavor, then right. you could just add more of that hop. The easiest the easiest list you could come up with is uh, uh, just you know paying attention to the basic ingredients of beer. You know, say so that's if you want a place to start, that's where you start. Are you addressing characteristics from the from the malt, hops, and yeast? You know, and if you're if and you're water. if you're advanced like that, you can talk about the water. <laughs> but I I struggle with water. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do that. That's either. a tough yeah. one. But I'm, I would be I'm a strong swimmer. I'd struggle a little bit with yeast too. But I think I could, I think I know enough to be able to put those three in there and and make sure I go down that list every time. You know, I think, I think you're right that we, it's easy to focus on one or the other. Even though that sounds simple, right? That I sh- well, you should focus on the ingredients. It's it's like a simple directive, but it is easy to just get caught up on one aspect of a beer. It stands out to you right away. You stick with that. You don't think about the rest. So, all right, we got to take a break. 
We come back. We'll do uh, some more learning to describe beer with Nicole Ernie. It's the session. 888-401-BEER if you have questions or hit Moscow up in the chat room by hitting the chat now button. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmasters Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Members Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops, hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate chocolate and stout roasty cocoa chocolate insanity hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life all at beercandy.com hop drops and beer caramels satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy visit beercandy.com today Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. 
White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah, mother... White Labs. It's all in the vial. What's funny is, Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to style. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports sports beer. (laughs) (laughs) The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. And now, back to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On The Brewing Network. I let Nicole use my bathroom at the break, and then I forgot that there's probably used condoms laying all over the place. <laughs> there was. I was here on Saturday. Uh, I, had to get, I had to get some more toilet paper. <laughs> you don't want to go in that bathroom. Condoms? You know. <laughs> what? I don't understand. You don't use condoms, Marco? <laughs> I've been in a relationship for like two years. You're not worried about knocking that broad up? Well, there's this thing Rhythm. some doctor invented like 200 years ago called birth control. Yeah, I don't trust it. I do that too. I do both. Yeah, you but gotta understand. Both. I live on a single floor unit. I don't have stairs. <laughs> both is way overkill, brother. No, way you, you got to understand. My lifestyle is a very delicate balance. It requires very little money for me to to do what I do. Low overhead. Uh, it's it's low overhead, and something as significant as a fetus. Will will just ruin everything. I will have to. Yeah, sure. I have to get all serious about shit, and uh, and I'll go. I'll go from being able to pay the rent to being fucked again. It's a very serious situation. I'm telling you, birth control is. But it's hundred percent. No, it really yeah, is. Yes, it is. From a woman's perspective, not so much. I can't believe yeah. that she's on birth control and you guys still get along. No, Scott. <laughs> Scott and I are on birth control. Right. Oh, yeah. What do you think that, that works. Man? So and. No, no babies in a year, right, baby? That's, yeah, baby. That explains a lot, JP. Right? <laughs> I've always insisted on both because I'm scared to death. Wow, I'm scared to death of the baby. You model citizen. <laughs> you, you ever seen Idiocracy? I have. I'm a little worried that it's more of a documentary than a <laughs> fiction. Yeah. All right, Nicole. Where are we? Uh, I think we're going to talk a little bit about uh, not using generic terms. Okay. Well, I We're gonna talk about me. You mean? Yeah. Well, I know, I know a lot of people are saying, "Well, how is that different than, uh, than you know, the converse, which was using really specific language?" And I wanted to talk about a little bit about a couple of different things that you hear all the time. So, um, first of all, uh, there's a, there's a big group of words uh, that are often used on their own that aren't really meant to be used on their own. They don't. They don't stand up by themselves. So those words like, uh, like crisp, or uh, or clean, or cream. Right. Really? Yeah. So those I know. This is all I got. Come on. 
this for my point. Yeah. That's, how, that's how I describe my fashion sense. <laughs> I had to throw away all my score sheets I were just wrote. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we should stop this show right here. Well, the, well, this is good. Th- these are good words. You, don't get me wrong. No, no, I use them all they the are good. They are good words. But, but they need further... What? But. By themselves, they uh, don't have a lot of meaning. Right. So give me an example. Yeah. So to say, like you said at the beginning, like I'm drinking Chad's Kolsch. Uh-huh. Sure is crisp. Oh, yeah, really. You're saying that's not an I would have to put it with something else. I would. because like what about it when, is crisp? Yeah, when you yeah. when you say crisp, you have exactly the experience of crisp to Justin in your brain. But the person that you're talking to might have a completely different experience with right. that. So, you know, some people might th- be thinking of... Uh, you know that that experience of biting into uh, uh, an apple as being crisp, that kind of like juicy and and crunchy kind of feeling that and that kind of you know an apple is kind of a dryish acid finish. So that that kind of like experience, okay. or they might be talking about uh, something that's uh, they might be talking about the bitterness of the beer making it crisp, like having an, enough the having just enough level of bitterness to balance out the malt that right. it, that it kind of ends sharply. They might be um, talking about that really cold freight train that goes through the crowd of people yeah. at the Super Bowl. Do you know how many times I've had been at boring parties until that fucking thing comes through and then it's like <laughs> shirts off, balls yeah. out, let's do it. As much yeah. as you laugh, That's it is crisp. great when that train shows up, you must admit. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Actually, oh. really? <laughs> yeah, Did you ever watch television? I miss that one. The yeah, color? I watch. I watch. I watch my friend Justin on television. Oh, yeah. We don't have those commercials on my show. It's too. It's too low budget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so I see what you mean. So I would have to. I would describe this beer as crisp, but I'd have to say something like. Um, the beer is crisp because it's. I, I find it really dry. I find that the malt disappears Wait, on my tongue. Which beer? Uh, uh, Chad's Kolsch. You're having it too. Yeah, you find it dry. Yeah. Okay. Hang on, let me get through my thing. I'm sorry. Before I'm you sorry. Pick I'm it sorry. No, I'm just. I'm just trying sorry. to be specific. I'm so it is. Cr- I, I find it crisp because it's dry, and because the the malt uh, does disappear off of my palate. Uh, is that? Am I being specific enough to use the word crisp now? Yes, because look what just happened. You didn't just say crisp, which was something we all shake our heads. Oh, sure, yeah, exactly, ah, Justin. Okay. Look at it. And and JP said, "Wait, you think that this is dry?" Okay. Right. So you're starting a conversation now. No, now you guys can have something to talk about. Fuck. Right. So you now can we say. Talk. So you <laughs> yeah, can right. say. We'll go ahead and talk. No, I see your point because now yeah. he knows what I meant by crisp, not what he meant by crisp. And and now yeah. you guys are both going to learn something about yeah. each other's palates, how your palate compares to other people, right. especially if it's somebody you drink with all the time. That's you know. That's, well, every Sunday. I thought the last Even one then, was the touchy feely. Depends on who well, else it's not. Like it's not touchy feely. Okay. It's it's communication and it's it's yeah, you start communicating. developing your palate. And I mean. Okay. Uh, you know, a lot of us are are going to homebrew club meetings, yeah, because we want our beer to be tasted, but we want to go hang out. So let's have some sure. quality time instead of just being like, yeah, your beer's good. So, Jip, would you describe this as, first of all, as crisp? Is it a word you would use and then use, you know, so then, then we would go on from there. Would you describe it as crisp? I would say, yes, the yeast characteristic and the hops are, are crisp. I wouldn't say it's dry, though. Okay. I actually think it's too sweet. Especially Yours is the- a lot warmer, by the way, than, than uh, Justin's beer. Yeah, mine's fresh off the tap. That's true. Ah. Um, but so when you say crisp, what do you mean by the yeast and the the uh, yeast pro, the the yeast profile, the esters? The, uh, I don't I don't know. I can't get even though I'm a BGCP bullshit. Um, I can't get I can't get deeper than that than a crisp yeast profile. Clean, I guess. Clean. Okay. 
But then again, I wouldn't necessarily say a Kolsch yeast is clean because you can't brew the you can't you can't brew a beer with uh, you know a one and call it a Kolsch. Well, it doesn't matter if a Kolsch yeast is clean. It matters if this beer tastes clean to you. Yeah, but it's kind of like like Nicole said in the beginning. When I say to you, I'm going to give you an amber ale. Yeah, yeah, I have all these preconceived notions about an amber ale before you ever even taste it. Right. If I just handed you this beer. Not knowing it's Kolsch, you could describe it as crisp in yeast profile. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I just mean for our purposes here, yes. it doesn't matter if a Kolsch yeast should be crisp or not. It just matters what you taste. Yeah. Because we're talking about just what you taste. Yeah, it's true. There's some Kolsches that are going to be kind of have a cleaner fermentation character than others. It's up to the, how the brewer treated it, how long they lagered it, things like that, how, <laughs> how cold they went with their ferment. Now, so, I think you should apologize to my friend Chad. Where is he? <laughs> well, he's not even here. Yeah, no, it, it's it's not a knock. I'm sorry, Tacey. It's not a knock that that this is is sweet. I mean, yeah, I, I, I I told him when he first gave it to me, I was like, I I'd, I'd love to see a little drier, and he admitted it. He goes, Yeah, so would I. Yeah, exactly. So, That's what he would say. He'd say, yeah. Well, this beer is meant to be a lot uh, smaller beer than this. It just they overshot their gravity. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and the great thing about about uh, you know expanding your friend's pro- uh, palate profiles and, and vocabulary is that you can all have this conversation. So there are no hurt feelings, and it goes back to NHC a couple years ago where. What, how, how not to taste beer. Yeah. You know, you, you want to tell people uh, everything about their beer, all the negatives, all the positives, but maybe they don't want that and you're going to hurt their feelings. But this way, you have the vocabulary where you can actually have a conversation about about this Flavor. this beer. And there's no, you're not hitting nerves or whatever. This is just what I taste. And, and if we all drink it together a lot, then we all kind of understand what this person really means. And, and it's all... You help them make better beer, right? And you plus, help, we'd be drunk at the end. Plus, we'd be hammered. At the well, end. I just—I don't know. I think it tastes really good. <laughs> we'd be good friends. At the okay. End. And then we sing the Russian friend. folk song. <laughs> Why don't you sing one for us? Yeah, how's it go? Ooh la, room tata. <laughs> room tata. Yeah. I love room tatas. <laughs> uh, I like warehouse tatas better, though. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I did there? I don't, I don't get it. Does that mean they're bigger? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I get it now. I got it. Yeah. I was with it. Okay. So, so yeah, you know, I just was looking at my notes and I realized I wrote the lamest thing ever as my examples. I said that when you talk about crisp, you could say that it has a crisp lemony zip. <laughs> you are such a homo, Nicole. <laughs> or, if, if any brewer, I'm going to say this to listeners right now, if you ever come up to me and say crisp lemony zip, you're getting nut checked. Just a, just a two-finger just nut tap. check. Just one of those little taps oh, that, that stings. I just, I just embarrassed myself. I read that I wasn't going to say anything, and I felt I owed it to the listeners, to be honest, to yeah. what, what I saw in my notes down here. But I was comparing that to a crisp graham cracker like malt flavor when you say crisp in that sense you know you mean like the malt's there but it's the malt's there but it's not it's not super intense yeah yeah you know it's not it's not sweet it's not heavy it's it's a quick uh taste of that quick hit of that flavor Uh exactly yeah so crisp can mean different things similarly uh creamy clean bright you know these are all really great words to use but they often don't stand alone. You, you know, they, they need they need a little bit more. They're they're a good modifier. Okay, so you still have to use a qualifier after that, right? Clean yeah. in particular is something I think that folks like Tasty and I use a lot when we're talking when we're talking well, about like American hoppy beer. You know, we say well, a lot of times I say it has no obvious defects in, in brewing. So right. But, well, but here's now here's I, I think something to point out. The two of you talk about beer quite a lot. 
You, if we were right. to log the hours, it'd probably be disturbing. So you two know what e- what the other one means when you say clean. That's true. Less qualifiers are needed underneath that. I see. I think the point Nicole's making in this case, which is a very good point, when you two go talk about other people, you're probably going to have to break that ha- talk yeah. to other people. You're going to have to break that habit a little bit. You're not talking to Tasty who knows exactly uh, what you mean when you say clean anymore. You know, you, you you go over with a guy you're just tasting beer with at the at the beer club. Right. You better put a bunch of things underneath clean so he knows what you mean. Yeah. You two can keep on going. You guys can say clean every time, and you know what you mean. Uh, so I think there is a difference. I think with your buddies who you're you brew with every day and, and things like every week, you know what I mean. You can probably stick to the general terms because you guys get it. But the rest of us, you're going to have to be more specific. Yeah, it's it's easy. I was using the term base malt over and over again when I was trying to describe a beer to somebody who was at a festival and they had no idea what the hell I was talking about right. by using that term. So I, really, it's a good reality check. You have to break that down when you're talking to somebody. You can't paraphrase when you're trying well, to Well, and that's another thing. Uh, that I mean, I think you're kind of talking about non-brewers, too, exactly. when you're talking about that, which is, which is a different subject also. Uh, I mean, I think that could that Nicole could probably do a topic about that, too. I find very often that very simple terms like that that I think everybody knows... Um, they have they have no idea no. what I'm talking about. So, yeah, that was a point that I wanted to make. A lot a lot of people when they're talking to a novice beer drinker, beer 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 drinker, they uh, they want to kind of simplify what they're saying, and they accidentally try to dumb it down. But what ends up happening is you don't do any favors to that person, and you don't do any favors to yourself. <laughs> you know, you're neither giving that person a clear description of flavor and how to describe it, and you're also not uh, you're also not developing that part of, of your your brain every time you describe a beer is a chance to describe it well okay you know, every time you slack is a time that you don't learn anything and that you develop bad habits again so you know this is something you have to, you do all the time it becomes second nature you become really good at it just by practice um but when you're talking to somebody that doesn't drink beer it's an even stronger opportunity to use these descriptive flavors because if you say uh, orange to them, they're gonna know what that is. But if you say uh, citrus, yeah, if you if, yeah, if you say uh, uh, Styrian Golding's hops, they're not gonna know what the hell you're talking about. Right. So in, instead of saying it's malty, that doesn't mean anything to somebody that's never drank beer before. You know, so you say it's toasty and has some has a moderate level of sweetness and uh, has some characteristics of uh, of burnt caramel. Right. Yeah. And that's they that, know that that gives somebody a really clear description. And then if the, you feel like they're really interested in what you're saying, you can say those are all flavors that come from malt, which is what beer is made out of. You know, that's where the alcohol mm-hmm. comes from. People get way more into that. You're educating them. They're learning. They're getting all excited about it because it's not just somebody telling them uh, you should be tasting this. You should be tasting that. You know, it's not, burr, 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 burr. Right, yeah. So it's something that's meaningful to them. It's something that they can identify with. So it's it's good for everybody. Okay. I got a phone call for Nicole. Uh, Graham from Palo Alto is on the line. Graham, what's happening? Hey, how are you? Uh, Nicole, just had a question. Um, we all, If we're lucky enough to be talking to somebody who knows what we mean when we're using taste descriptors, um, where did those words come from? Who picked them? Is it sort of a community decision, or are we really influenced by people like, you know, Jamel? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a good question. I think uh, I think that the influence comes from a lot of different sources. I think a major one right now would be the BJCP. They're kind of, in some senses, the, the guardians of beer descriptors. You know, mm. uh, they're yeah, cool, 
a while back they had been developing a vocabulary list that was on their website um, that kind of had terms that meant something, you know, that you wouldn't just throw around. Like I said, you know, butterscotch. Um, but a, a lot of those you just kind of pick up uh, from being around other people and, and from, uh, from learning the norm, which is why you also see some uh, variability in different regions in the U.S. Um it but probably goes back places. even further, too. I, sure. I yeah. mean, I would imagine that Michael Jackson had a big uh, uh, impact on flavor descriptors because he was forced to, uh, he was writing about beer. Right. right. And, and he, he did could, lots of travels. He went out and found those descriptors you know, in Europe, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was forging new territory. He didn't have anyone else to steal those from yeah, either in many cases. Yeah. So we go back to, you know, the great beer writers like Mike, Michael Jackson, or we go uh, Jason to, Petros. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could be that guy. That article was epic. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it but, stood the test of time. I got asked right. to write another one, and I haven't. So. Oh, In- institutions um, that run competitions uh, or or our sources of beer education are also important, like the Vihenge Vi- Fine Arts School and Siebel and things like that. Those are places where people who know a hell of a lot of, about beer are getting together and discussing it and kind of agreeing on certain terminology so those are the kind of sources and it just kind of has diffused but you know we all know when we're talking about butterscotch that's something that we don't want to taste in the beer and that it's diacetyl uh, so do you think those those uh, taste descriptors kind of change over time as as more and more people get into beer and sort of bring their own ideas about what things taste like oh i'm absolutely sure i mean nobody in the u.s talks about treacle <laughs> but it's pretty common i think in england so right. And it's over becoming, time and it's, 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 uh, I've heard it a few times here too, so it is moving over. Yeah, Jamil brought that term to the table in this. Yeah. Yeah, well, we don't brew with treacle, bit. you know. I heard, we don't it, know about it. I heard it at a lesion, uh, actually, because he brewed with treacle, uh, but he brought it up as a flavor descriptor first and then mentioned that he, that he brewed with, with treacle. How many lesions do you have? Uh, just a couple. Hey, Graham, thanks for the call, brother. Hey, thanks. Later. Uh, okay, also we've got Brett from Portland on the line. He wants to talk about, uh, I guess he just did his first beer judging and wants to share yeah. a little bit of that. What's up, uh, Brett? Uh, cool. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going hey. well. You're, uh, are you now a BJCP judge or what? No, I'm not. I, I actually volunteered because the Timbers Army homebrew competition needed judges, so I said, sure, I'll show up. Okay. And uh, so what happened was I, I showed up and I thought I knew beer. By about the third beer into the flight of five, I realized I ran out of description. Yeah. Because there's just so much going on in every beer trying to even give feedback. I used to be the guy that could complain about my score sheets and say, why didn't I get enough feedback mm-hmm. about how my beer was bad? Yeah. And then I realized trying to come up with reasons that why this beer is worse than another was, was just yep. very difficult. I agree with you. I had the, I didn't do a BJCP judging. The only judging I've ever done was a Celebrator magazine. They do like a new beer judging every issue. They invited me. Did set a flight of seven. Mm. I'm with Brett 100%. It's hard. Dude. Four it beers hard. into yeah, it. Yeah. Gone, yeah. I, well, no, I'm repeating the same terms. <laughs> yes. I, I'm, yeah. I'm running out of descriptors because I don't know. My vocabulary is not that big. I'm trying to... You know, I end up I end up using the same descriptors, but saying that this one had more of it than the other one, and that's why it's scoring higher for me. So I'm with Brett 100% on that. It's a really good point you make. Do you think, Nicole, that there's just an endless, it's endless, you know, or do you think there's a ceiling for, you know, certain terms? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like everyone would run into that problem that Justin ran into. Like, at a certain point, what more is there to say? 
Well, you have certain terms that you like and that you're really comfortable with and you feel like are really descriptive and you use them again and again. And that's great. I do that too. Okay. You know, I think if you, I think if we could round up every uh, score sheet I ever wrote, you'd see a lot of similarities in the terms that I used. And that's part of the character of my, of the way I judge beer. And so it's kind of my personality on paper, I guess. Okay. So that's well, fine. I got I to agree with Nicole, what she said about the fact that you can say roasty, but is it, is it this roast? Is it a, a, a s'mores roast, or is it like a burnt bacon roast? And you know that really brought to mind the fact that I really could have gone into more detail about just saying this has roast, mm-hmm. and it it really makes you think about now that now that I've done the judging, I really have to go back and even with my own beers think about how can I break these down into even more subcategories and try and help people out with that. Yeah, have fun with it. Go go for descriptors, you know, from your own experience. You know, it's every time you eat, you you have a chance to uh put some put some stuff in the palate memory. It's kind of like going to a strip club. Yeah. <laughs> it's not kind of. It's exactly the same thing. Well, and Brett's, yeah. Brett's from Portland. You can use some, some close-to-home stuff. Like, it smells like smelly biker who pushes me out of the way. It smells like, like litter. You, you do have to realize, Justin, you were here just a few weeks ago, and we do have the most strip clubs, strip clubs per capita. So I love that, it. that does allow you to even delve even further into, is it... Fishy, or is it tuna, or is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Well, I could even, I could actually even say, you know, that it's, it's, um, it, it, this beer is a little more sassies than it is Mary's. I mean, I could, yeah. and the, and people in Portland would know what I'm saying. Well, you have to be region it, specific. Yeah, you do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Makes right. it a cleaner beer. Thanks for the call, Brett. Cheers, man. I think one of the things that something like Brett can do, especially new judge or even experienced judges will do this too. They'll they'll take beers that are interesting to them, but they know they don't have enough comparative information yet, and they'll keep two or three cups on the table, and then you can kind of go back and and compare and contrast, and then maybe refine what you might write on the next sheet, or have them pull the sheet and bring it back if you want to write something more specific. Yeah, unless you have something to compare, sometimes it's hard to pick it out. Sure. Well, Zymergy has this. uh section of the of their magazine where they have like you know well-known judges uh, rate beers that you could that are commonly available those are fun to read because that yeah. way you can see them describe beer that you can get and have it in front of you and and listen to the words they use to describe the beers really pretty much as a bjcp score sheet which is yeah pretty comprehensive i they agree always, with you what's really eye-opening is they almost have really different things to say yeah and you get that too you get to understand the, how it can vary by person yeah here's yeah. some really experienced palettes and how they differ it's really cool yeah it makes it makes you uh, not feel so weird when you're the only one on the judging table tasting something i had a situation where i was with a group of people that were fairly experienced and we had a beer that was flavored with a flavorant and um you know we were all tasting it and they were like oh yeah, I just can't figure out what fruit it was that they used in this beer. It was supposed to be a fruit beer. I, I just don't know what that fruit was. And I was just looking at them dumbfounded. I'm like, what do you mean? It was, it was, it's it's banana. It's very clearly banana, you know. And so where it didn't stand out to some other people, I, I picked up on that. And that happens yeah. opposite. I'm not trying to brag. It happens opposite no, to me all the time. Mean. So you, you can't be afraid to be that one guy to say, well, I think it's banana. I think it's pretty clear, you know, because you never know if, if you're going to be right, if you're going to add something to the table that all of a sudden everyone goes, oh, yeah. Well, here, <laughs> now this is the one time that I am never afraid. 
I will always throw out whatever that crazy flavor is. But it's more to the point of this conversation. It's because it's the one time that I can be very, very specific. I am sure of it. I am picking up this flavor. <laughs> Whether you perceive it the same or not, I don't give a shit. This is my one very uh, descriptive uh, flavor that I'm picking out. I'm never afraid to throw that out, even if it's a if it's not a brewing term. You know what I mean? If it's like you like you mentioned earlier, like if it's if, if it's a uh, burnt chicken skin, I will always say that at the table, and more often than not. You're right. The people uh, around you will say, oh, yeah, I get that, too. But more importantly, if that's the one thing you're picking up that you can be descriptive about, say it. Don't be shy about that. Absolutely say it. Because if you don't say it, you're not you're not going to grow in your ability to describe. Because people will either agree with you or maybe there'll be some people that have different experience in you that might guide you a different way like oh i kind of see how you're picking up on that but i really think of it as being this right and and if you never mentioned it you you wouldn't be there you're right it's also super rewarding when a a great palate at that table or or at that tasting wherever you are acknowledges that flavor also and says you you know what you're absolutely you're right that is the flavor and more often than not they'll then give you uh, kind of the flavor descriptor that it is or even where it came from they might say you know you're right and that came from a yeast component that's the yeast that they used or that's the temperature that they like you'll you'll actually learn a bunch more is what i'm saying i that's what i usually find is that if i throw out that one thing that my palate is just particularly sensitive to i'll learn a bunch from it because i'll i'll be reinforced in whatever the real term is or even just a guy going yeah, that's it. It's there. It's really rewarding, I guess is what I'm saying. Throw that turd. Don't ever be shy to throw that wacky thing out there that you're tasting. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I wanted to get back a little bit to uh, some of the, the misused terms uh, that I see. Uh, one of those is mouthfeel. Mm. Now, I know this is a word that people really like to say is mouthfeel. Mm. Uh, they say, oh, the mouthfeel of this beer is really big. And that doesn't tell you anything at all. You're right. It's completely what meaningless. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. Mouthfeel is its own bucket. It's not It's not one thing. It's its own bucket of, of, of components. Okay. So you have temperature, the body, the carbonation, uh, astringency. You like saying, this beer has a lot of taste. Yeah, this beer <laughs> this beer's taste has great. taste. It's big taste. Big, big taste. And it's got a lot of drinkability. I mean, <laughs> say, say the beer has a big big flavor. You know, like I was talking about intensity. That's that's one of the first things you can identify. Okay, compared to other beer, this beer is really intense or it's it's, you know, moderately intense. So that's that's worth pointing out. But you wouldn't stop there. You wouldn't you wouldn't have somebody come up and say, Hey, what's my homebrew like? It has big taste. <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't say. I would say that. Just <laughs> like <laughs> an asshole. <laughs> Especially after this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, You're right. And mouthfeel is not descriptive at all. And, and like I mentioned, that's something that I, I struggle with, the different components of mouthfeel, and I have to kind of remind myself to check for them. Um, you know, working around so much Belgian beer for so long, you know, I, I got kind of used to really high carbonation. Uh, so I stopped picking out, picking it out, and noticing it. So I have to kind of think about it. You know, what's what's the carbonation level of this beer? Because, like I said, if if, if a if a beer, let's say, has really high carbonation, um, that uh, has such a zing on your tongue that it can uh, or zip zip or zip. zip. Oh, <laughs> it's so zippy. Got a zip. Uh, I have it highlighted on my eye. <laughs> Crispy lemon zip. <laughs> so, but it, it can be so intense that. Um, it might uh, over accentuate your perception of bitterness or, uh, you know, kind of uh, certain 
hot flavors or something like that. You might you might taste them more strongly. Temperature is a big one. You know, we all we all are. You know, all, all you listeners out there have probably been caught at least once. You know, cradling a beer in your hands, waiting for it to warm up because you can't taste very beer very well if it's if it's not warm enough. Yeah. Uh, so so that's something that I often have to remind myself of. So if I had to ask you, you know, to isn't mouthfeel like on the BJCP score sheet? It's a whole category. It's a whole category. So if I had to ask you, you know, to describe a mouth the the mouthfeel of a beer, give me an example of of, of how you'd go through the things you just yeah. mentioned. Well, like I said, since this is something that it's hard for me, I go down. I I go down my mental checklist. I say, okay, well, this is. Uh, no, let's t- talk about this this particular beer. It has a moderate carbonation. It's not super spritzy. It's not it's not super spritzy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not oh, it's zippy. not flat. Um, it has a, a kind of a, a for a Kolsch, it has a fuller mouthfeel, but it's it's not it's still on the overall scale of mouthfeel. It's still fairly low. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh it has it's the temperature in my particular beer is, is still fairly cold. You know, so I'm, I maybe I'm not. Because that, because I've thought about that and realized that it's cold, uh, maybe I'm not perceiving the esters as well as, as I might if I let this sit for a couple more minutes. Okay. So so those are all uh, aspects of of carbonation. Or I'm sorry of, of mouthfeel. I've um, started talking about. I don't know if this is correct or not, but I've started talking about alcohol content in terms of mouthfeel, and more so in higher alcohol beers heat. than in lower. But yeah, if it comes to heat and it comes to things that thin the beer out a little bit because I'm getting so much heat or, from the alcohol, I've started to use that as a, as a descriptor. Yeah, I think alcohol, especially if you're getting to the point of it having some heat, uh, can be a mouthfeel descriptor, um, although it takes it, it takes a kind of either out-of-balance beer or a really, really high-alcohol beer to really have you know alcohol heat or alcohol burn, in, in my opinion. Um, I think uh, alcohol flavor is often perceptible as well, but usually there is some connected component there. For sure. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think in general, when you hear somebody just say, "Oh, the mouthfeel of this beer," they're usually talking about the body. So I'd really like, you know, that, that's kind of a pet peeve. And I think if I could ask ask all your listeners to change one thing about the way you describe beer, I would say distinguish body. You know, talk about the body of the beer, not just say mouthfeel and lump it all into one. Because so, what's the body part? Body is l- literally is the viscosity of the beer. So literally, literally how thick it is. Um, how thick it is on your tongue, Justin. Okay, yeah. Which I know is something you're really familiar with. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> I don't get it. Uh, okay, get it. <laughs> so literally viscosity for body. Everything else, temperature, carbonic acid, carbonation, all the, all of that stuff uh, is is mouthfeel. It's all mouthfeel. Okay. Astringency uh, is a common oh, yeah. one. Okay. Um, you know that 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 feeling like you're you're sucking on a tea bag. Kind of like another thing you're familiar with, Justin. <laughs> Nicole's about to get kicked out of the studio right now. <laughs> that kind of dry, puckering sensation. Like or chalky? Sour, yeah. Well, no, it's, it's a little more than that. It's kind of like the, the moisture is being sucked out of your mouth kind of feeling. What kind okay. of chalk, Justin? Colored chalk? <laughs> thick <laughs> chalk? <laughs> sidewalk chalk? I guess it's always the thick chalk. Sidewalk chalk. Chalky, is its, to me, is its own thing, you know? Oh. Um, Doesn't that have another word than chalky? Isn't there a... A word for that, or do you just use chalky? Chalky, chalky is pretty descriptive. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, oh crap, I'm I'm drinking too much of this evil twin. I forgot what I was about to say. <laughs> it was probably some gay joke. <laughs> <laughs> point it, point oh yeah, you. looking around the room for Schumann right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Mouthfeel. All right. 
Matt, have we covered, have we covered everything we want to cover for tasting today? Well, I wanted to mention uh, one quick thing. Uh, Nate kind of uh, uh, touched on Uh-oh. it. Uh-oh. Um, touched? What did he touch? He touched, he touched it. <laughs> I was watching. Um, there's some exercises that you can do. Um, you can... Uh, Call Nate fat. To, to kind of... <laughs> <laughs> work out! <laughs> uh, you, can, uh, you can get uh, some... Two very similar beers, let's say. Get get two similar beers. Maybe they're slightly different styles. But let's say you, you know, you'd know you have a hard time describing the two of them. If somebody said, describe a uh, German Pilsner and describe a Kolsch to me, and you find yourself leaning on the same words, well, get two of those together and, and taste them side by side, because they're really different beers, and uh, pinpoint the differences. You know, if, maybe if you want something more advanced, get like a, a German Pilsner and a Helles. Okay, obviously yeah. the bitterness is going to be different, but pinpoint what the differences are in the malt character. It's good exercise. Other. It's tough. Yeah, and that's that's one way that you can you know if you want you could even do that on your own. It's kind of introspective. You're thinking about how do you perceive the different flavors in those beers, or you can do it with with friends or at your homebrew club as a as a, an activity. You know, like oh oh crap, we don't have any material for our meeting. You know, mm-hmm. it's, that's an easy <laughs> one. You can pull that out. You can pull that out anytime. Um, talking about talking about it with other people, I can't emphasize that enough because that's that's when you really uh, calibrate your palate and become a better taster. Um, but another place is if you're having a hard time, uh, write it out. You know, you use a, you use a different part of your brain when you're talking than you do when you're writing. And I find that when I start writing out beer flavors, I have all kinds of revelations that I wouldn't have if I was just trying to describe them to you on the spot. Yeah, I think like you're if, right. If you had given me 10 minutes with this evil twin to 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 write a score sheet, I would have come back to you with 10 different descriptors for the malt characteristics. Yeah, prove Whereas it. just talking about them, I could only come up with three or four. So I think you're right. It's an excellent point you make, just uh, that, that writing is a different part of your brain than speaking, and um, you do get some, some more out of it. I think maybe that's why there's a big written test for the BJCP, so it really kind of, you know, has that part of the brain working. Really hammer that point home with the people who's doing those score sheets on a regular basis, you know? Yep. Well, and to pass the test, I mean, they're, they're really, they are really um, uh, strict on, if, if you have a good teacher, um, description, more words, be descriptive, yeah. be detailed in what you're saying. Don't just say that it's, that it has good mouthfeel. Tell me what about it is good. Tell me what about it you taste. Tell me how I can fix the thing that doesn't make it to be the style. Tell me what's going on. Yeah. And that can help yeah. actually people taking the, the tasting portion of that exam in particular. Sure. You can be off in terms of the score from the proctors or off in terms of some of the descriptors from the proctors. But if you're able to comment on every aspect of the beer and back up what you found in there, yeah. you'll do better on that on that exam. Just having commented on every aspect of it, that's really what the program is looking for getting people to really fill out the square sheets in the most complete way possible for the entrance to homebrew comps yep all right nicole i'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here descriptor wise um this one's from shane in the chat he he wants better words for describing lambics because unfortunately horsey barnyardy funky it doesn't really help converting non-lambic drinkers so he wants something better (laughs) to use it's a good point it's also tough it is it is tough because those are you know those are kind of our platform words that are all agreed upon to describe those kind of uh, hard to like flavors in a, in a lambic. Um, but one way that I used to describe it all the time uh, was uh, unsweetened lemonade. You know, you kind of prepare somebody for just how tart and zingy uh, the I use that word again. Oh no, like, zippy early. Like unsweetened uh, lemon uh, zip. Yeah. 
<laughs> so unsweetened lemonade kind of prepares somebody for how sour it's going to be and what the mouthfeel is going to be like. Um, I like that. Also, I don't, though, I don't take not a small a, sip. It's also not appealing, though, to the non-beer uh, drinker, too. Maybe well, it's, it's hard to make lamb be yeah. appealing. It really more. is. It's, it's, yeah. more it's an advanced maybe. beer style. Although, at the same time, I see people who've never considered drink, drinking beer before really take to those styles. Yeah. So you can kind of also describe, you know, sometimes you get uh, certain white wines that are very dry. Um, so you could say really dry white wine character, but it's also sour. So you want to say that, you know, yeah. make sure you distinguish Even that. at that level where, where, where flavors like barnyard and farmhouse aren't, aren't appealing, you could even stick. I think this is kind of what I meant earlier, where I was saying there are times that you could stick to the basics as your pal is developing, and even just saying sour um, is you know is one of those things you you could use. You don't have to be too much more descriptive. I do like your um, instead of saying like farmhouse or, or barnyard earlier, you were talking about even describing grain, where you could say straw, and you could say a couple of these things that w- that might uh, evoke a, a, a barnyard, you know, leather. I know that we don't yeah, often say. People, oh, there's you, a good one. You know, when pe- right, leather and straw are good ones. When you say barnyard, you say farmhouse. People are thinking like big pile of dump or something. Yeah, you know? or a stinky horse. And yeah. unfortunately, uh, it is kind of a stinky horse flavor. But but in combination with a bunch of other flavors, it's a wonderful yeah, stinky a good horse one. flavor. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I've come to really enjoy barnyard. That uh, I mean, I could say to you, yeah, you know, when you pull the saddle off a horse after a ride, and it's like a really smelly horse. How often do you do that? Uh, <laughs> well, I used to own horses. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> and, I mean, and you know, and I'm kind of like, that's a good farmhouse beer right there. Yeah, yeah. But you could, I, I guess, what I'm saying is, is sticking to the more general terms when you're when you're when you're new or speaking to very new people is it is okay uh, in something like a lambic. I do well, like your idea of not saying malty to somebody when you're saying, like, you want to describe a, 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 a you know, an amber ale to a non-craft beer drinker. Don't say malty. They don't know what that means. I like your other terms. Say roasty. Say caramel. Say, but in, in cases like this, sour is pretty good. Yeah, the, it, sour is good, and, yeah. and and really trying to find an example that will prepare somebody for the type of sourness. You know, lemon juice and lactic acid have some comparisons to them. Like you might also want to say, you know, yogurty because it's literally one of the same organisms, lactobacillus, right? Or um, if you want to talk about the more discrete flavors of of uh, Britannomyces, not every strain of Britannomyces is pumping out a ton of barnyard and horsey characteristics. You know, you might be getting yeah. more like sandalwood like you do in orval or you might get uh um something that reminds me of like cherry pie or or like peach cobbler that you left in your car for a day but then you ate it anyway you know (laughs) yogurt is actually great because if you think the um, you know like the fruit on the bottom ones if you just ate the top part that's actually right on it's perfect that's specific that's good plain yogurt yeah. yeah like the tart yogurts that they serve cold now right 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 very zippy yeah, very, very especially lemon one. Super sniffy. Oh, I love it! I'm so glad you pointed that out. I would have read right past it. I couldn't believe it when I read it on paper. I couldn't believe I wrote that. I'm pretty sure I'll be making a T-shirt for Nicole that says oh, "It says no. crispy, crisp, lemony zip" across the front, right across her boobs. Awesome. Crisp, lemony zip. <laughs> One, you know, one other thing that I didn't uh, mention at the appropriate time that we touched on briefly that I just wanted to emphasize before we wrap it up. I remember that time. Is uh, is saying, 
describing how much. You know, there's a lot of different ways to describe how much of something there is. Mm. You don't have to just say low, medium, or high. I, I, have a, I have a little list here. This is kind of like, you know, when I'm judging, this is kind of my, my list, and you can develop your own. But I say faintly, slightly, moderately, uh. balanced, overtly, strongly, intensely, or overwhelmingly. So you you know it's very helps you be very specific with how much of a flavor there is in comparison to the rest of what's going on in a specific beer. I like that. That's good. So those that's, are helpful terms. It's a really good, especially because in in the flavor part, it's it's it, it's not an exact science. Like you can't say there are eight point five point p- points of bitterness in this. You don't you don't do it on a scale like that. So having more descriptors like that helps me really understand uh, exactly how much you mean. You know, as, as absolutely true. If, if people wanted a gas chromatograph of their beer, they would do that. Yeah. But what what they found is that paying for a fancy ga- gas chromatograph will let them know if there's very small chances of infection or whatever in their bottles. But it doesn't actually give you a clear idea of what the flavor of the beer is like. You you absolutely have to have people for that. Yeah. And and using well, modifiers and- like that help you. Even with our simple terms, I'm shitty at this. Now that you point that out, I'll tell somebody, "Wow, there's a lot of citrus in that." What's a lotta? <laughs> like, what measurement is a lotta? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know how to tell you that. But if I were to use something like that, it, it, if I were to say it's overtly citrus, the brewer would then really know, oh, he, I, he's kind of tasting too much. He doesn't like that much citrus. It's well, you overtly. Could say, there's too much of it. Well, at the end, you could just say for the style. Right. But, or, or maybe that's what you're going for. That, yeah. if he's got, or he could go, yeah. perfect, right. But in other words, he knows what I mean when I say overtly. I'm, I'm talking about a shitload of it. Which he also would know what I mean if I said shitload. Right. Yeah. That's a, I mean it. That's a descriptor. It I've is. used that before. I have said there's a shitload of hop aroma in there or something like that. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, that you're right. I'll, I'll tend to to just kind of say, oh, there's a there's a little bit of that or there's some of this. Well, what's some? What's a little? Those your descriptors of quantity there are are more descriptive. Well, even saying some or a little bit, it's it's a good start. It's you a good know? start, but. I like the range, and and being that it's just common language that you're using, I understand the range. I could put it into another context, and it would mean the same thing. Yeah, this isn't this isn't you know graduate level biochemistry. We're not going to sit <laughs> yes. around saying, "Well, I think it has a certain degree of isobutyl acetate." We're not you know I'm not, not? saying that you should uh, yeah. you should you need to learn it to that level. Read me those again. What are your use use your standard terms? Um, faintly, slightly, moderately. Balanced, overtly, strongly, intensely, or overwhelmingly. Yeah, I think you need a new chart up on the wall. It's good. Yeah, no, I just really like it. I, I, I might want to refine that before you make it a chart. But, yeah, you know. <laughs> well, like you said, we can come up with our own. But I, I think you make a good final point there to to just qualify the amount of these things that we're talking about. Or quantify. Yeah, quantify. Yeah. 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 Even. Yeah. Nicole, Even a lot of people uh, want to refine well, their palettes. What are resources are available? I know there's different uh, like online sites that. Uh, Describe beers, and uh, you can read what other people are getting when they taste beers. These are beers that are available across the country, if not across the world. What do you recommend as far as people trying to, uh, you know, hear other people's descriptors of beers, uh, and they can to beers they can they can taste themselves. I really think a great source is is Michael Jackson. Reading reading what Michael Jackson had to say will really make you think more creatively about how you're describing beer, because he would say things like, you know, this is a dark spiraling cesspool of flavor you know and right we're, we're well, you can some, use your english accent yeah. sounds like oakland but <laughs> we're so yeah right. we're, we're sometimes he, he got to be a little silly here and there it's so colorful uh and so so descriptive that it, it'll kind of 
make you think about different ways that you can describe beer. So there's there's that as a resource. But like I kept emphasizing over and over again, I really think that there's no substitute for tasting beer with other people, discussing it with other people. Local homebrew club. If you yeah. can find people Two pilots are better than one, for sure. that you like to take that you admire that they can describe things really well, you know, try to taste beer with them. That's that's one reason why I am a BJCP judge and I really care about judging like that for me that's my palate training that's where i get to go and taste beer in a formalized setting and discuss it with other people that care about it as much as i do and that's that's exciting that's you know a chance to really talk about flavor calibrate myself to what other people taste um learn a little bit about about my palate the only time you learn how perceptive you are to something like diacetyl is when you're tasting with other people i found that uh, I'm not. I'm not very perceptive di- to, to diacetyl. So some people might perceive it as being overwhelming, and I'll be I'll be picking up on it. But it's, you know, I might not have noticed it right off the bat. Yeah. So it, that's a great way to develop your palate, and to uh, use vocabulary and 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 uh, and just run with it. I don't know if you heard about this tasty starting a new club. Uh, there's a video <laughs> out. It's called uh, Two Palates, One Cup. And he's uh, <laughs> <laughs> really trying to promote this. Okay. Um, yeah. You can look for it on YouTube. It's coming YouTube. out soon. <laughs> oh, that really, not yeah, safe that for work. <laughs> yeah, that thing's safe. pretty old. That uh, pop culture reference. I'm getting it now. Uh, yeah, no. it, Tasty that, knows that one. That's yeah. one that's scarred and burned into our collective memory. Yeah, that was a bad. That was a bad segment <laughs> yeah, of our lives. I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I sort of forgot that, that. Thanks for bringing that back it's up. It's going to take generations to recover from the trauma. I can of do that it because video. I never watched it. No, yeah, no. I never watched it either. The reaction videos are. I watched the reaction. I think there was a Muppets one. Kermit the Frog did a reaction. Well, that was a spoof on the real reaction. Which uh, I fucking love the Muppets. God damn it! They have a new movie coming out Thanksgiving. Uh, I do like the Muppets too. Actually, I'll Woo! agree with you on that. All right, Nicole, are we good? We're, We're great. Good. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Nicole Ernie, for helping us uh, with some flavor descriptors. Golf job. Time to get drunk. Learn how to be smart. <laughs> Golf clip. So uh, when we come back, uh, we've got another game for you this week, and we're going to do Drunk of the Week, and we got some other things going on. And Nicole, can I tell a story about you in Portland when we come back? Let's talk about that at the break. <laughs> All right, I guess we have to talk about it. I might have a great story about Nicole in, in Portland when we get back. All right, thanks to Nicole Ernie. She's a certified Cicerone. She works for Cicerone.org. Go check it out at Cicerone.org if you want to become certified yourself. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. BN Army, HopTech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. HopTech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy hops. And HopTech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's, Nottingham, and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up.
up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. PopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. A heretic is anyone who does not conform to an established attitude, doctrine, or principle. If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant well thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The auto sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. to the city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. (laughs) I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. (gasps) Oh, it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes...
Mix me your 100 grain amber recipe and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session.
Welcome back to the session, and thanks for sticking around, everybody. Hey, you know, if you haven't heard about uh, Beersmith or you're wondering what uh, brewing software to use, the stuff that I use is uh, Beersmith over at Beersmith.com. You get a free 21-day trial. You can check it out. I brewed twice this week and used uh, Beersmith, and uh, I I think they might be the easiest brews I've done yet. Uh, so go check it out, beersmith.com. Get a free 21-day trial version. If you don't like it, you don't have to buy it. Um, you can save your recipes, multi-page spreadsheets. Takes out all the guesswork. Uh, you really ha- can can use every piece of it. it the, the burping is not sponsored by Beersmith. That was Nicole, which is <laughs> why I'm impressed. Oh. Yeah, she must have her own sponsor. Right. You couldn't tell. That had a feminine quality to it, that burp. Yep. I thought. <laughs> Actually, I thought it was pretty manly. That's why I looked at JP. I was like, wow. Oh. got to call Brad and apologize now. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Brad. All right. Scale recipes by batch size, equipment, or brew house efficiency. Uh, so you really can dial in your whole system to beersmith.com, and then it'll know what you do every single time. Yeah, there's also a bunch of different mash profiles. I learned that this time when I was messing um with Beersmith to do mine, uh, there's actually a bunch of preset mash profiles where it'll do a thicker mash, a thinner mash. It kind of sets the ratios for you and does different calculations just by clicking on one of like, I don't know, there seem to be like 50 of them there. Um, so go check it out. Plus, it's Beersmith 2.0 right now, too. So it's not even the old Beersmith if you've checked it out before. It's a brand new version. So go to Beersmith.com and check it out. Check it out. All right. So check it out. Oh. I got a listener beer here, guys. You want to go... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike so uh, Mike Ritzer from Seattle, Washington, sent me this beer. It's a uh, wait, wheat- wait from where? Uh, Seattle, Washington. Never heard of it. Washington, Washington. I mean, That's yeah. how you know Tasty's from the Midwest. Midwest. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you forget because yeah. yeah. he's very Californian now. Yeah. But every now and then, every now and then, it comes come through. Out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah you're so. gonna get a little wash. <laughs> I like it. Tasty. You, you, yeah, every now and then. I'm true. I'm a true guy. I'm a true Midwest. Uh, I, thought, I thought that was. I <laughs> I've only been here 23 years or something. That's like not really that. Midwest. That's just kind of like the generalized hick accent. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait a oh damn! Well, I I don't like to think of myself as a hit, but I'm I'm, I'm I can I can accept criticism Check for sure. Oh, you know what? I don't know about the kick on the balls with it. You know what? No, Tasty, I love you. I love oh, you. I love me some Tasty. I'm feeling the love. I love, I love me some Tasty. This is like the first time in the show Tasty's tried to be really, really, really serious to do this to him. And I just oh, want no, to know if you're not watching on Justin.tv/slash/Brewing Network, not only does Nicole do the Southern accent. She has that dirty southern face when she says it, too. <laughs> she gets that real, I love you, Tasty. I want to wash your balls. It's got like a sideways creepy <laughs> look. All right, anyway. Sorry, Tasty. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, Mike Ritzer. Yeah, Mike Ritzer, listener, uh, sent me this beer. It's a wheat IPA. Uh, we got two glasses because he used two different yeasts. He's got the uh, the 007, uh, White Labs 07, and he's got the White Labs 029. And uh, which is cold cheese, right? Let's see, am I, am I right there, Paul? Twenty nine. Uh, yep. Yeah. Twenty nine yeah. is cold cheese. That's right. Both of these, I get topsoil. It's a wheat IPA. So the, the first thing white, to point yeah, out. Yeah, a lot of wheat, and, but a strong it, level on. of wheat, right? So yeah. yeah, it's a strong level of wheat. I don't know. I just it's it's like I'm, I'm eating dirt. I mean, but specifically to be specific. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. How about the aroma? Okay. First? Don't get because spe- we're not. Let's let the listeners know what we're drinking. Uh, we already did. I'm sorry. Uh, we only said it's a it's a wheat IPA, which to me is not descriptive enough. In, yeah. in the vein of this, so oh, yeah, uh, forgot already. Okay, good. So, for example, fourteen and a half pounds of uh, it's a thirteen gallon batch. Fourteen and a half pounds of two row pale malt, eleven pounds of white wheat, point uh, seven five pounds of toasted wheat, two and a half pounds of torrified wheat, and a pound of Munich. So, really, it's a shitload of wheat. Hey, you're getting almost fifty percent here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it's a tough day. And then he's got a really big uh, hop bill, too, actually. Lots of different hops in there. I want to, uh, I might have this wrong, but um, I'm pretty sure I met Mike in Seattle when I was there, and he gave me um, one of his it beers. It was in San Diego, too. Yeah. Are you referring? Oh. If it's the same Mike, he gave me a beer up there, too, that I just drank this weekend, and it was fantastic. He's a really good brewer. I hope it's the same Mike, so I'm getting this right. But um, Okay, anyway, so go on, Jay. I just wanted the listeners to have a, a, a frame of reference before you got into your descriptors. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> so they, have, they both have that, that in common, so you say it's probably not yeast-derived then, right? Right. Okay. It might be a house flavor. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what about the wheat were you... What are you talking about? No, just the flavor. I get like a topsoil flavor, like a dirt oh. flavor, but specifically like, you know, mulch or, or peat moss or like oh. top topsoil, you know what I mean? You think that's hot? That's, real weird. that's a good one, Jipper. Could be. I don't know. I wouldn't have picked that out on my own. That's a good point. That's There's like the first thing I got, yeah. man. Was that like astringency? No. Um... I don't know. I think it's I think it's so low in the mouth flavor <laughs> feeling. <laughs> so thin in body. Yes, um, that I, th- I I I do think it's 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 maybe a, like a house thing or at least a fermentation characteristic. I get like a crisp lemony zip <laughs> out of yeah, all I'm the them. Both of them. Yeah, well, I get sure. it out of O two nine, but not so much out of the O seven. <laughs> I I could I guess agree with the topsoil flavor only on the 007 though. It's going away uh, from yeah. me now. So uh, as it's warming up maybe it, it disappears but I more get a, a really strong orange juice citrus flavor from the 007 from the 7. That's yeah. what I get that yeah very heavy. This would be great in a beer mosa. Oh yeah. Good call. Huh? The 007 I think that the citrus comes through less and the and the hop the the bitterness comes through a little bit more and it gets to that not in a sometimes I hate it in this case it's okay cuz it's just a little bit but that kind of plastic flavor that the, comes through with yeah. with bitter beers. Do you know what I'm talking about with IPAs? Sometimes, Wait, sometimes one? they taste a lot like plastic in the 007. That's the 029. The like popsicle. Oh, the 029, you're right. Yeah. It's highlighted. Like the popsicle stick kind of Oh yeah, I, I would say pops. Yeah, I can yeah. give you that. Oh, that's a good one. Like an orange, like an orange popsicle. Yeah, stick. totally. You got to the end of the popsicle. Now you're just sucking on the stick. Slightly woody. <laughs> I, I love that flavor. It's like a boner. Get it? That's a great descriptor. I th- yeah, in the O two nine, I get that. I feel like the O uh, seven isn't quite as attenuated as the. No, it's a little bit sweeter. Like, uh, it is. Yeah. Well, English English yeast is going to give you a little more e- that ester, right? That'll give you a more, kind of a sweet flavor, right? Yeah. Well, I wasn't talking about Less the ester. I was, I was really talking, really about, talking about body, the sweetness, body, uh, and the literal sweetness. Or, yeah. Huh? No, not dextrinous. No, it, just uh, sugar sweet. Yeah, I mean, obviously the wort is the same, so if there were dextrins, they would be similar. Well, I think it probably attenuate a little bit less. No, not a ton, but maybe two points or three or something maybe. yeah but even if it even if they attenuated similarly it's giving it the impression for whatever reason so esters yeah. could be a component there because believe me i worked at a belgian beer bar esters confuse people they you know oh, yeah. they people taste uh, apple in their beer and then they think their beer is sweet and it's really just they're they're perceiving the esters and it's just real dry alcoholic thing and they think they're getting sweetness necessarily yeah, yeah belgian beer on paper is generally much drier than american beers I moderately like the wheat IPA <laughs> with WLP007, but I strongly like the the wheat IPA with the WLP029. I yeah. overwhelmingly agree. 20, I would agree. <laughs> 29 is a little more attenuated. It's a little tighter flavors. It's not as... as there's a lot more fruitiness I from agree. the, the uh, yeast esters going on in 007. It's cleaner. 
There's a little bit of diacetyl in 007, which is sort of taking that, making a bigger mouthfeel, a little bit of slickness of mouthfeel. I'm getting that mouthfeel more than flavor. But the aroma of diacetyl is slightly there, too, and that was the Mm. first kind of hint of it. And it's not an overwhelming amount. It's just a little bit. I would not have picked up on the diacetyl, but as soon as you mentioned it, I go back and taste it. I do taste it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sensitive to that one, though, too, though, so it may not be... I am, too, but but I think the the hop flavor kind of covered it up for a little bit until you mentioned it. And then Mm -hmm. I can get it somewhere in between... Um, the orange and the um, the hops. I, I actually really prefer the 029. Yeah, it's, never would have thought much. of a Kolsch yeast with this kind of a malt bill and hops. It's really it's a pretty cool creative. Yeah, yeah. Something Neither one is weedery, which I think is a victory. Nope, no weedery. <laughs> I can fix that if you want. No. <laughs> So, Tasty, what about the... I can fix that, too, Justin. <laughs> what, <about> the- <laughs> what was that? What, Nicole, was that your, like, I'm in transition voice? She's just, presenting as Nicole. Pre- is that your pre-surgery voice? But her name is Nick. Pre- just, and post-op voice? Just trying to be creepy. <laughs> yeah. Post-hormone. By fix it, she means she'll just spit in it. Right. Yes, Tasty, you were going to say one more thing? Tasty, what do you think uh, about the hop flavor? You catch on of it. Oh, hop yeah. flavor, Wait, hop aroma in this beer. <laughs> Well, it, it's it's rather subdued for uh, these are the I put the numbers on here these all these grams I mean some of these additions are almost uh, I don't know several ounces uh, yeah uh, I'm not getting a lot of big hop hop forward sort of beer so let me run down it just real quick I'll, I'll go through it just so people understand what it's we're talking huge, about it's huge yeah uh, sixteen grams of Chinook uh, at seventy minutes he does weird kind of weird additions too uh, four grams of Horizon seventy minutes four grams of Summit seventy minutes twenty grams of Chinook thirty minutes. Four grams of Horizon, thirty minutes. Four grams Summit, thirty minutes. Sixteen grams Willamette, thirty minutes. Fifty grams Santium, meow, zero minutes. <laughs> Twenty grams Willamette, zero minutes. Thirty grams Amarillo. Uh, Whir- See, he has a differentiator between zero minute and Whirlpool. Thirty grams Amarillo Whirlpool. Thirty grams Chinook Whirlpool. Uh, that could be me, my, me interpreting what he told me. Now, he had that down to oh. steep, he steep the hops. What do you do? When you steep hops, do, what do, you, do you steep them and then you add them to the fermenter or do you add them to the... I would think I would steeping think hops is like like as you're sparging. Would that yeah, like not be a, steeping hops? Like a first hops? word no. hop. Kind of first word. Well, they were in this yeah. order, so I assume it's after oh. flame out. So I, th- I think what he did is on the stove, he may have steeped hops... Oh. And then added that directly to the oh, I see. Yeah. that it didn't go through the volatilization of the boil while he's whirlpool or the uh, whirlpool. So anyway, okay. anyway, it's a very late addition. I would have thought okay. the same thing though. I guess. And then he's got. A, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I added him up. He's got like 270 grams of like six different hops that went into the dry hop. Yeah, like eight pounds. A huge. Oh yeah, two I don't know. Ca- Sorry, Mike, if I misinterpreted what you said, man. Cascade, Centennial, Simcoe, Chinook, Citra, Columbus as the dry hop. So. Not just a lot of hops, but a lot of hop varieties. Yeah. Sounds like yeah. he he emptied his freezer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, it's not as um as muddled as you, as you would think it it would be. No, but I don't it's think It's a little muddled. Yeah, but you yeah, I mean it you're right, it's not as muddled as it sounds, but I don't think you get the the benefits of using all of those, I think you could really cut that down. It to comes like three across varietals. As, it comes across as as Fuggles or EKG almost to me, which is none of God that is does, in there. It has huh? like this geranial kind of aroma to yeah. it, like an English hopper. Maybe aroma. that's where that dirt kind of thing that exactly. I, I'm getting from, yep. right? So, geranial tastes, yeah, it's like that. Smells dirty like dirt. Kinda. Yeah, dirty. It's so dirty. Dirty like sassies. So speaking of dirty, uh, so yeah. the, you know, I met up with Nicole in Portland. Yeah. Huh? Thanks for sharing that beer with us, Tasty. Yeah, thanks for Mike sending it. Yeah, it's, thanks, it, Mike. It's right in good shape, Mike. It's nice and clean, and uh, thanks for sending it. 
Yeah, we hung out. I was like a bachelorette for the week. Nate was Nate was at home. I was running around Portland. Is that how it what works? When, whenever you're away from Nate, it's like game on for you. <laughs> I'm at home like no. I'm at home like cleaning stuff. And JP, stop pointing it out to me <laughs> because I'm really enjoying Shut the up. benefits. Shut up, JP. <laughs> Shut up. Thanks. Sorry. So one of the cool one of the things I really like about Nicole's new job is she gets to travel to a lot of the events that we go to, like the Oregon Brewers Festival and things like this. And we are an advertiser of the Brewing Network, so uh, right. Justin has a need to you know entertain me it's an obligation i have to take out our sponsor and, and wine and <laughs> wine. It's, it's, take me out. You. It's, yeah. all, it's all tax deductible when i do that by the really? way i don't yeah. know if you knew that write it, write it off yeah uh There's of, lots of, of course you'd have to pay taxes for it to be but that's that's neither here nor there uh so i met nicole in portland and uh i was with the with the french eat traveling and I didn't think it would happen, but we just kept kind of kind of working on her, you know. Like, uh, first of all, we we met at the festival, and we're like, ah, let's go hang out tonight, and it'll be great. So we do that, and we go to uh, Cascade, the the Barrel House. Oh yeah, have a good time there. Nicole knows the people there, and was hanging out with some people. Then we went over to Green Dragon, and things were dying down as they do on a Thursday night, and uh, you know it was Sassy's time, and so. And I was like, I don't know. Nicole's guys. like, I'm not going to Sassy. Yeah, you guys can go. I'll eat. When you guys get ready and go, I'll, I'll take off. Right. Yeah. So, and I was like, no, that's cool. Here's the barley wine. And then we kept hanging out <laughs> and talking. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, you know, it's almost time to go to Sassy's. And Nicole's like, yeah, I know. You know I'll just be going home. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Oh, have you tried this other barley wine? And <laughs> I think so, it's some Laurelwood barley wine. It tasted pretty good. Yeah. So this went on for like an hour. <laughs> I, was, you know, I wasn't and, ready to go home yet, but you know. And then the people like at the Green Dragon were kind of hanging out with us too. And before you know it, they're like, oh, hey guys, here's another flight. And I'm like, yeah, Nicole, here's your flight. <laughs> and uh, so by the end, so we're ready to leave. Nicole's like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go to Sassy. <laughs> and she's not, she's not like slurring drunk or anything. She's still like nervous. Yeah. Have you had you ever been to a strip club? No, this is my first wow. time, Justin. I got to do this. Nice. <laughs> Round of applause for me. That I anytime you can take someone on their first strip club experience. Maiden it's voyage. A, it's a momentous occasion. More so if it's a hot chick. It gets even better then. So so finally she's like, All right. I'll go see what this is all about. Because basically, here's how we convinced her. It's a beer bar. Like, Sassy's has great beer on one side. We told her Matt Brindleton will be there. And he's like, ooh, Matt Brindleton. <laughs> little QA on the uh, Union Jack going on. Yeah. She, she probably sh- couldn't get out of the chair fast enough. <laughs> well, it didn't hurt that the, the, the hot bartender at uh, the Green Dragon. That was the other Matt, thing. Matt, the hot, hot bartender, he was like, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, I go there all the time. Sometimes I take a little bit home, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> wow. yeah. What a well, douche. I'm telling her for like two hours that it's a great bar. Like, it's a good bar. Just go. And then there happens to be naked broads. She finally, we're leaving, and she won't take my word for it. She asked a bartender she doesn't even know, you know. <laughs> Instead of you. Yeah. And yeah good, once, good choice. But he was better looking than you are. Justin. That's true. Once he said, okay, then she goes. And as she got up, I'm like, dude, you probably want to wipe her chair off. It's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happened over here. So we go to Sassy's. No Nate. Uh, nope. It's just me and Yan, a little fucking Eiffel Tower, and Nicole going to <laughs> si- going to Sassy. We get there, sure enough, our friend Matt's there, some other brewers we hang out, and uh, we kind of you know close the place down. Nicole turns out to be a great strip club partner, <laughs> totally into the chicks, yeah. not in like a oh I want to like 
you know, bone that broad kind right. of way, but <laughs> like in a good, constructive criticism oh, kind of that. way. <laughs> yeah, like like if they were good and hot, she's like, that chick's hot. She's got great tattoos. She's sliding down the pole. That, <laughs> and if one came out that was kind of a mess, she'd be like, that That's a mess. kind of a mess. Hazard light. Totally yeah. good strip club partner. Well, well, Justin like wasn't paying attention, you know. He, to you? No, no. He, oh. he, he and Jan or be like, or he and he and Matt Brindleton be like, blah 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 blah, and I'd be hitting him in the shoulder. Justin, look, Justin, look. You're missing out on a broad, yeah. That's when you yeah. got to see. So she was cool for that. Um, what sucked about it? Well, she did do a little of that. Here's what chicks do okay. sometimes yeah. when you go to strip clubs. Oh, yeah. They do that whole, like, um, well, I'm hotter than her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could do that. I think they secretly want you to go push them into it. Go, just go up there. Just show them. Just get up there. Show them. Well, and here's what's hard. Now, most of the time, Nicole was absolutely right. She was hotter than that stripper. Right. <laughs> it does not make it less awkward. Right. You still then have to kind of reinforce. You kind of are obligated to then go, yeah, no, Nicole, you're totally hotter. Right. You know? It's like, uh, yeah, it's like going with your girlfriend, but it's not your girlfriend. It's your friend's girlfriend, right. and then that's weird. But I still care yeah. about it, so I'm not going to let her, like, I, if you ignore it, then right. it's kind of dicky, because then she's like, oh, shit, wait a minute, maybe I'm not hotter. Yeah. Or even worse well, than yeah, it. Well, yeah, it was like, weird. God. It makes you, it makes you uh, you know... It, it's tough. It was this like mental thing. It's like I shouldn't care about this, but right. But I'm drunk and I do. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and most chicks do it, Nicole. I'll tell you that. You I knew I sucked. It. I knew it sucked. I knew I was like I was like oh, oh let me keep this to myself. But I knew you could tell I was thinking it anyway. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up. I'd rather you bring it up than keep it to yourself. It allows everybody to experience your first time at a strip club. So I'm not complaining about that. I'm just pointing out that it happens and, and that it happened with you a little bit. Just a few times, yeah. you know. And Nate's just sitting back right now just with that look on his face of like the, you know. The, like, I wish I would have been there. Yeah. Of like the grandfather watching his grandkids give his kids the same shit that he, you know, he, he was given before. He's like, now you know. Well, here's the funny what? part. <laughs> Here's the funny part. So this is Thursday night. Try to keep up, Nicole. I know that Nate's coming into town on Friday. Yeah. I also know that Nicole's leaving. <laughs> so I have in the back of my head, great, Justin's going to take Nate out just like this, only I'm not going to be there. You got there. the preview. And Nate's going to be looking at these chicks that are hotter than me, sliding down a pole. <laughs> but the whole time, Nicole's like... Oh, Nate, Nate's going to hate this. He's, he's not going to like this. No, I, yeah. And I'm, and, and, and I'm a bro, right? So I'm like... I guess I better You're go and right. find out. You're right. Nate's not yeah. like that. Nate doesn't seem the type of guy that would be into I'm, naked I'm girls pretty, at all. Pretty sure you're right. Like he's yeah, gonna yeah. find this offensive. Not his thing. Not his thing at all. And yeah. she's serious. She's like, she's like, no. I'm telling you right now. If Nate's too shy, there's like this isn't his thing. And I'm just going, no. You're right. He's too shy. He, I probably shouldn't even bring him here. Just yeah. stick to that. Yeah. Fucking me and Nate were on the stage with those bras. <laughs> oh, up and shut down. Up. We're you up were on the pole. The, we're up I stood pole. like this, like the pole. I was the pole, or like that. <laughs> yeah, he was the pole. Yeah. Oh man, his pants were down. No, oh yeah, let's see when Nate gets them next. <laughs> I didn't think that they uh, that they allowed you to do that. There, that's weird. Yeah, it was weird. But they you guys liked were like Nate. three nights in a row. Yeah. You know, you know they don't regular. do it for everybody unless you really fit in at a strip club. It ah. Turns out Nate's the opposite of what. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. But uh, I knew I'm listening to Cole going. How oh. bad was it? <laughs> well, we, you know, whatever. We sat at the stage and we, we threw closed it, it down again. We it closed great. it down. We had to check on the Union Jack. We yeah, had yeah, plenty of that. that was had, great. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which, we are Matt's ambassadors. Yeah, right. Matt's, <laughs> Matt said he wasn't sure if it was pouring well. It may be an old keg, so we had to go and have a few pints <laughs> right. and see if it was okay. It was okay. 
Union but Jack, it took a while to figure it out. Union Jack does sound like a move you get in the champagne room, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had to go check out the yeah. Union Jack. Give me two broads, champagne room now. Union Jack. Yeah. Let's see. A lap dance is 20. A Union Jack, oh, a shit. thousand. <laughs> One there was a thousand. champagne room there? <laughs> no. I, I think it's a Coors. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so it a was, PBR room in it, Portland, after all. It was a lot of fun for me, and it was funny for me to listen to Cole... Uh, talk herself into how much Nate wouldn't like it uh, at the thing. And now, he loved it. So, Nicole ended up being so cool about the strip club situation that she hooked up with a stripper. She ac- I, Not totally. that cool. <laughs> she got a new outfit? <laughs> what? Yeah. She accompanied uh, us to the second strip club. So, oh. it was closing yeah, down. Yeah, fine. Let's go. Great, was, guys. <laughs> yeah, totally hammered. It was closing down. I'll do that. We had thought all our friends went to this other strip club. Sassy's closed at two. The next, uh, the they next, were following Matt Brindleson. Right. Yeah. The next one oh, didn't. <laughs> the next one didn't close until two thirty. So we're like, good, another half hour of strippers. I'm yeah, in. That's at least four songs. That's You're right. good. Yeah. So we jump in a cab. Uh, me, Yan, and Nicole go over there. Cab drops us off. We go inside. It's one of these awful strip clubs. No, like yeah. you don't even want to be there. Can I you? describe it? Well, hang on. Uh, yes, you can. But just one sec. Let me let me describe to the dude. You don't even want to be there as a dude. Really, but it's all bright lights. Oh, and like, lights are on. There's so like, people could recognize your face. There's three dudes in the whole place. Oh yeah, they were so all you know, like 22. So you know how creepy it is when there's like three because they're the ones that sit really close to the to the stage. <laughs> to the, yeah, where the like the desk comes up just under your chest. Yeah, and like most of them is under that desk, and only like their chest and arm, <laughs> only their dollar hand is out. Yeah, you don't know where the other hand is. Right. <laughs> they were gross. So even we were creeped. We walk in, we're creeped out. I turn around. Imagine being a chick and walking in and seeing those three dudes, and they all look at you. <laughs> right. I can imagine. Yeah. I go in just to have a look around to see if Matt and her friends are there. I turn around. Nicole's gone. <laughs> She's not even there. I'm walking back towards the door. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, I want to go, too, because this is awful, and I'm it's saying, late anyway. I don't want that cab that's in the uh, parking lot to leave. <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking. So I go out there, and what's happening? That fucking cab's on its way out of there with Nicole in it. She didn't hold the door. She didn't say, wait a second, nothing. She jumps in a cab, and let's get me out of here right now. Don't wait. Ah. No goodbyes, no nothing. She's out. Me and Yan are being chased out by Spanky and Douchey over there, and... Uh, luckily, the parking lot was a dead end. The cab had to turn around and come back. <laughs> like flagging them down. I had to, I had to jump Door. on the hood. I had to run out in the street and jump because Nicole, even then, she's still saying, "No, go, don't stop, <laughs> don't let them on, don't let them in." <laughs> No, Open it wasn't that bad. But but Nicole jumped right back in that cab. I'm telling you, no, <laughs> no sooner did I walk through that door, I turned around. There was just like that pile of dust you see when like Wy- when Wiley Coyote takes off. Yeah. That's when Nicole left. Well, that that cab driver, like you know, if if uh, Yan hadn't accidentally left the the door open, that cab driver would have been gone. So I was like, running back to catch him. Right. And as soon as I got in the cab, he. It's like he knew what was going on in there. He wanted to get the fuck out. He was just <laughs> driving. I, I had my phone out. I was like, wait, just let me text my friend. But uh, And luckily he saw you came, come out and turn back around. And turn around. So we ended up getting a ride. So but Nicole you're, wasn't but you're right. Douche. You're it, right. It was funny. If he had driven out of the parking lot, I would have gone with it. <laughs> of course you would. You want to be stuck there. I wouldn't have blamed oh, no. you. I don't want to be stuck there either. I walked in there. It was lit like a cafeteria. 
there was one chick dancing and she looked like she hated her life. See, this is the <laughs> difference. And she wasn't was even hot. Worker. Here's the difference between chicks and dudes. You know, going to strip club with a bunch of dudes, there's a code. No matter how bad or uncomfortable it is, you stick together. You got, you know, the dudes, you all stay there and feel like dickwads together <laughs> or not at all. So when you bring a chick, and I don't blame you at all because it's got to be worse, like you said, walking in and having them <laughs> creepy dudes all just looking at you. There's no code anymore. You just get the hell out is what you do. So, Nate, my advice to you. <laughs> all right. Bring Nicole to a strip club, man. She's kinda, I know. She's kind of fun to hang you out with. You haven't been back since. I don't know it's time about to that. go. Because we, we did go the next day all together, if you recall. Oh, that's right. We yeah, went to, what we was that place up. called? Like the fire or something. It was called the Lucky Devil. The Red Devil? Lucky Devil. Red Devil? Lucky Devil. Lucky Devil. Lucky Devil. That's so, it. And that place was cool because they had uh, they had uh, monkey bars over the stage. Yeah, not not a yeah. stripper pole, or not just they a stripper They had that, pole. too. Like but, a jungle uh, gym? Uh, uh, yeah, so gym. they could yeah. like hang bars. upside down like monkey bars. That, yeah, they, and the women were amazing. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. Is that weird? No, the kind yeah. of shit yeah? these chicks do cool. would be entertaining to watch while they were clothed. Well, no. It, well, I, That's ridiculous. I don't yeah. know. But the, but you've gone too far in your descriptors. I, I understand your sentiment, but yes. no. no you aren't it overwhelming. Yeah. You should be in moderate. Yeah. Yeah. You're a sweetheart. All right, all right. Yeah. They were well, they were athletic. They were doing some unique things. But if their tits were no, it is an art. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to see dirty. you hang on monkey bars with one leg and take your panties off. But even <laughs> well, if you give me a bunch of dollar bills, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I, ready. Fuck. I guess I'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, you figure it out. No, but but Nate and I were there together, and you know, granted, I was on kind of day four right. OBF, like drinking a little too much. You weren't drunk. Staying out too late, yeah. not sleeping, Mm-mm. and uh, but be- that night you weren't drunk. Well, I had had a few beers, just enough. I had had a couple strong ones. Okay, so, so just enough to maybe to not, not enough. I was to be kind of drunk. Yeah, 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 I wasn't. I wasn't hammered. <laughs> I was in kind of that like thinking, thinking too much right. stage of drunk, and I was just exhausted from being at Oregon Brewers Festival. Really, I just showed up and ruined it. Is what happened. Right, and Nate showed up and ruined it because I couldn't. Yeah, because we lost. had a rad time yeah. with your yeah. girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, you know and what I mean. Sitting at a strip club with my boyfriend was not. Yeah. Well, I can see what you mean. Because I was, I wasn't watching the strippers anymore. I was watching him watch the strippers. You're right. Yeah, that's you're, no good. You're mainly watching his crotch. Unless that watch makes the strippers. Unless that makes really, it hot. That's no good. I'm really not that jealous of a person, you know. Well, because here's the thing: for a dude, brought it out. And, what's that supposed to if, mean? If if your girlfriend thinks it's hot that you're checking out strippers, stare at your boyfriend all you want. That's fine. But if you're doing it in a way that's like, what's he looking at? What, which part? Which part does he like about her? Yeah, he doesn't we, like about me. What should I compare myself to? Then that just yeah. ruins everything. All, you can't. You I can't do that. They all have tits, and I do. Can't do that. Apparently, I haven't cool. been to a strip yeah, club in a while. I, may, I must have just walked through the door. My jaw just dropped open. Or something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Nicole's like, oh, what? what? Oh, we're out of here. Luckily, no, he was actually, able to get his fix the next night when we took him out. So yeah, was, and I was thinking about that. And, and 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 then when he came home, never mind. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. If you can use it as material, yes. And yes. then when you get home, and there's some action that comes out of it. Yeah. This is why I recommend strip clubs. All the better. It's and material. Like, and like, baby, check out these monkey bars I found on Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm See, I didn't, I didn't even recognize yeah. the house. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's more of a dark. It's more of a, chi- it's more of a chin-up bar, but yeah. you know, one of those indoor gyms for kids. Yeah. <laughs> She's wearing really cheap perfume all of a sudden, and there's monkey bars yeah. all over the She's house. 
got like a two foot powder pump that uses the powders. Wow. Just covered in tattoos all of a sudden. <laughs> Nicole, was there a whore here before I got home? It smells really whorey. It's my new boysenberry <laughs> perfume with glitter, okay? Yeah. Glitter <laughs> Lemony zip. <laughs> it's my new flavor. I call it lemony zip. Actually, that's where I got that term. Uh, oh, the stripper perfume. Shop, shopping for perfume at Walgreens. <laughs> the new fragrance from Nicole. Lemony. Crispy lemony zip. Lemony zip. <laughs> no, you have to say lemony zip. <laughs> <laughs> that is how you sell the strippers, too, I think. Yeah. Anyway, it was a good time. I was happy to uh, take uh, Nicole's stripper virginity, if I may. Whoa. And uh, I was also happy. Uh, Nate, it wasn't your first time at a strip club, I hope. No. It, okay. But it was only like his second time. <laughs> uh, right. So anyways, yes, you were right. saying something second about... Time. <laughs> second time. You're something about it. dank earlier. It's a story. Yeah. Stick to it. Yeah. I'm uh, sure there's no strip clubs on the I brain. I made beer called Dankness at Triple Rock last week. I think your <laughs> listeners may really like it, so... <laughs> but they'll never get to try it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, 888-401-BEER. Call right now. You're going to play a game with us. 888-401-BEER. Populate those phones. We need you to call in. Uh, what are we playing, Moscow? Uh, we're playing the quote game. It's got a name. It's called Bruise Line Is It Anyway. Oh! oh! All right, Bruise Line Is It. So this is one where uh, one of us in the room has said it. One of the brewcasters has, uh, has said it. And the, the listeners have to guess who it was. Yeah, that's right. It's actually kind of perfect because Nicole's the reigning champion, if you recall. Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> and we've got her in studio. So, uh, so am I playing? Am I defending? You certainly are. Oh, great. Okay, 888-401-BEER. <laughs> Call right now and... Um, I'll tell you what, I'll give away one of our brand new um, Brewing Network t-shirt designs. I'll give away our most popular one. It's this new, um, it's a carboy. You ever seen the... Um, anatomy of a pig. Yeah, the, the butcher one, the anatomy mm-hmm. of a pig. It's like an outline of a pig and it tells you all the good bits of the pig. Uh, well, this is a carboy and it tells you all the good bits of beer. So it's got yeast, it's got water, it's got malt, it's got magic. And it's a rad shirt. It was our best seller at NHC this year. It's going to go up in the store very, very soon. I'll give away uh, one of those to the winner tonight. People are loving that shirt. I've gotten more... Uh, comments in just a couple times I've worn that one than I have in the entire time I've gotten asked about the artichoke from the BN Army hoodies. Yeah, yeah. People love this new one. So I'll give it away to one of our listeners. 888-401-BEER. Should I just take them Yeah, just take them. All right, we'll do that. And, oh, I just hung up on them all. (laughs) Thinking about strippers again. Oops. (laughs) Try again, everybody. That was weird. 888-401-BEER. I won't hang up on you this time. Even I didn't hang up. I just went when to I each one. Phones. I just uh, no. got the tab it twice. I always forget to do that. All right, so we're gonna do that. Then we'll take drunk of the week calls afterward, Woo-hoo! and uh, yeah, and then we can we can go home or stay home for some of us. You are home, you know. No, I, I I need to go home. Chad, you work all night tonight or what? Yes. Yeah. And then you drink a rum. Busy, busy. Doing what? And then the daylight come and you want to go home. Uh, fixing leaks and <laughs> dialing in the grasses. Yeah, it was a mess. Uh, a little bit. Said he was <laughs> said he was fixing leaks and dialing in the draft system over there. Yeah. Kind of a mess, huh? I don't know. I'm gonna have all of them on at once. It's kind of difficult. We should have done it one at a time. Um, because I don't know how to go through each one now. Um, hang up on them all again. They don't know who's line one and who's line two. You can't put lines on hold individually. I don't, I don't think Just so. Have them go in alphabetical order by Let's their see. first name. Let's see. Hold that one. Hold that one. Nope. This one. Oops. He's making fun of you. Hold that one. Hold that one. Okay, there you go. You got just one on right now. All right, caller. Who are we talking to? (laughs) All of you speak at once, because only one of you is going to come through. 
And the one that I that I stayed with is the one that, that was that little <laughs> drop sound. All right, we'll drop him, and we'll go here. Caller, who are we talking to? Snow Captain from the Forum. Which one? Who is it? Dan, Snow Captain from the Forum. Snow Captain. All right, someone's got to take down some notes and some names. Can someone else do it? Because I'm running the game. JP, help a brother out, will you? Really? Open up a, yeah, really. Open up a notepad. Take notepad. down a name. I'm on a Mac. What's notepad? Yeah, Paul will do it. He'll oh. earn his keep today. Earn your keep! I'm trying! <clears throat> Alright, Snowcap is the first one. Is that pen working for you? We don't even have working pens in the studio. Never mind working workers. Working. Paul just writes funny, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> I just put line one on hold, so you got someone there now. Snowcap, where are you from? Alexandria, Minnesota. Minnesota, huh? You would. Oh, staying up late with us tonight, I appreciate it. It's already snowing there. <laughs> wife just got back, so that's the way it goes. All right, I'm going to put you on hold. Hang in there. We're going to meet our other contestants. Oh, good. All right. All right. Uh, caller, who are we talking to? Your mom. Is uh, Bruiser from Tennessee. Bruiser. What's up, brother? What's up, man? Tennessee, huh? Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee. What's a good Tennessee craft brewery? A good uh, Yazoo, man. Yazoo, huh? Oh, yeah. You like that one, Nicole? Yazoo and uh, let's see. I like it up my Yazoo. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Nicole? Yeah. yeah, yeah of course it was. <laughs> I know you do yet, JP. <laughs> Don't ask how. <laughs> oh, trust me. I'll tell you how. Did I'm you get that name? That. Bruiser. All right. Hang in there, Bruiser. Tennessee. All right, man. Caller, who are we talking to? Hey, it's Thumb Sketch. Oh, what? Thumb Sketch. Sense of Sketch. First Sketch. Thumb Sketch. Yes. First Sketch. Fur, like F U R. What are you a taxidermist? Yes. Like what do you do? You like what do you mean by fur? <laughs> like sir. Like what? Like, let's call him Ed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Ed. First sketch. Where are you calling from? Uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Oh. Boston. What kind of dog you got barking in the background? Shitty one. A cocker spaniel. Fucking Cocker Spaniel. What kind of man are you? Hey, I grew up with a Cocker Spaniel. Well, you're not a man. No, Justin, I tell you, I, I was listening to the last week's show today on yeah. the way to work, and I was bawling my eyes out hearing you talking about Biscuit. Oh, don't get me started. I've been crying for weeks. Did I? Oh, God. Oh. No. I, hey, we're trying I'm to play a fun game here, Ed. It doesn't feel the same. And, you know, I feel real sorry for <laughs> Walker over here, too, because he's by himself now. No, no, Walker. He likes hey, it. Thanks, brother. I, I do appreciate that. All right, hang in there. I'm going to go to somebody else, and, and then we'll get you all back online. All right. Yeah. All right, and caller, who are we talking to? Line one, caller. No name. Okay. Yeah, your line one didn't hold, I guess. Maybe line one's all jacked up. Am, I, am I competing or am I a brewcaster? <laughs> well, you're a brewcaster. <laughs> okay. A brewcaster. Did you, you competed last time? I com- yeah, because she was I, on I the won, phone. I won last in. time. I called in. Oh. Well, if line one's not working, we could have her compete. We could have her... Uh, I, think, I think she should defend her title. All right, let's do that. Okay. <clears throat> all right. All right, let me get these guys back online. Unless, I, unless you feel that I have an unfair advantage, in which case I... Yeah. No, it's fine. All right, we got all of you online. So what's Nicole's special? Here we go. I, I have a handicap yeah. going. <laughs> what are the names again, Paul? Snowcap. Yeah. Bruiser. Yeah. First Sketch. Okay. And so Nicole. guys, you, And what's Nicole's special name? I don't know. Nixter. With a one instead of an I. <laughs> How about Jesus? How about Nicole? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nicole's getting drunk of the week, isn't she? We're working on it. Don't worry. 
Oh, boy. We're going to take her to the Gold Club when the show's over, too. I, well, I let him tell the stripper story, which I told him, you know, before we went to the strip club, I was like, yay. She wouldn't let me tell. She's like, you can't tell anybody. No, I mean, before we even went, I said, okay, but this they is not show that. material. Right. Which I said, no, that's oh, cool. No <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Feed her a bunch of beer to get her to do it. Yeah, yeah. And feed her more to get you to get you to tell it. And a bunch of lies. Yeah. You know, Jan is here now. We can have a, a Frenchman's perspective on my first trip to it. Do we right. want to, though? <laughs> yeah. You would, just say, yeah. You would just say, sassy I love it. I'll right, probably guys, leave it at that. Oh, do you guys know it. the rules, contestants? Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, maybe? I'll go over it real quick. It's called uh, Brew's Line Is It Anyway? And Moscow has compiled a list of uh, of quotes uh, from the brewcasters. We will play the audio. Uh, I assume we play the audio. No, we. Uh, he reads us the, the quote right. first. Yeah. Uh, and then you have to guess which one of us it was. It could be me. It could be JP. It could be Tacey. It could be Chad. It could be Doc. Uh, could it also be Nathan? No, Nate. No, Nate. Okay. So uh, just the old crew. Or Bevo as well. Why are you racist? It could also be Bevo. <laughs> Okay. No Bevo. So anybody's game? No Bevo or yes Bevo? Yes Bevo. Okay, oh. so so me, JP, Bevo, Chad, Tasty, Doc. So there's right. six uh, of us. Or caller. Or caller. So, well, uh, uh, oh, oh, or it could be a caller, too. It could it, it could have been none of us, and it could it be could a caller. It could be anybody. <laughs> right. you, do you have to know the specific so caller? Here's what no, we'll do. No, we'll no. let each of you uh, vote on, on who you think it is. Uh, we will also let you consult us. Um, if if you want, if you want to let us kind of vote okay. for you, you can you can do that. So so because we don't know who yes or no question we got to ask here or what? Uh, you just have to. You can you say go, what do you think? You can say I want your opinion. Unless you you're positive, you know who it is. In which case, you know, I'll tell you what. We're going to give you our opinion anyway, right. uh, whether you like it or not. Yeah, so then you can choose to take it or not. So don't be racist. Well, run it, dude. All, right. all right, everybody got that? Run it. Oh, all right, <clears throat> Moscow. All right. Uh, before I read the first quote, thanks to Brew Bastard for thinking of a great name for the game. Brew's line is it anyway? Okay. Love yeah. It. Thanks, buddy. All right. First quote. Give me. A, oh wait. How am I gonna? Because I want to finish the quote. Uh, last time it was cocoa butter. That was what signified the quote is done. I think Tasty said that. Should we go what with cocoa butter again? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Why does it matter? I don't know. My, my <laughs> word is mayonnaise. Oh. I don't know. Butter. Maybe it doesn't. I'm right, trying to remember why we had to have you do that. Was it because people, we wanted everyone to not... Because people have to buzz in, right? And they're not allowed to buzz in until, until, you until it's done. Until okay. you're done. All right, guys. You're going to yell out your name. You're going to yell out your... It doesn't matter if they buzz in. Everybody gets to vote. Right? No, we no, have right. to buzz in. Oh. You have to buzz in. It's a buzz in? Yeah. Oh. You guys were here Just when we played it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. Tasty. No, thing, but we no drink. Tasty, did you slip a cookie in my beer? No, no, no. no. I can't remember DM. shit right now. Put a beer in your cookie, though. All right, here's what's going to You guys have to buzz in with your name. Mm -hmm. Just yell out your name. All right. Right. And yeah. then, so, but you can't buzz in until Moscow says cocoa butter. That's right. <clears throat> oh boy. I love cocoa butter. You know, butter. Yan looks like Craig Ferguson a little bit. He does. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? A little less douchey, but... He's like French Craig Ferguson. <laughs> Craig Ferguson. Yeah, it's like, who the hell's this? <laughs> Craig Ferguson. Some shitty English guy. <laughs> wow. All right, you guys ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Scottish. Here we go. Scottish. First one. Give me a hit of ecstasy, a fog machine, and a strobe light. I'm going to kiss that man full on the mouth again. Cocoa butter. No, Captain. That's a good goddamn quote. How do you wow. find these things? A lot good of listening. Wow. I know a lot about you guys. The last couple of days, <laughs> holy baby. shit, learning it all. Good job, Scott. Uh, okay, so Snow Captain gym. buzzed in. Uh, who do you think it is? I'm saying Bevo. 
<laughs> no way. Evo. All right. And now I'm gonna I'll let you decide final answer before we give our opinions or you can ask for our opinions. I'm good with that. It's oh. wrong. Okay, so that's the final for answer. Now. So it's me or Doc, right? Uh, right. I think it's it has you. to be Justin. <laughs> yeah, because it's more coherent than anything Doc would say yeah. on Sober Day. You know what I mean? It actually makes some sort of sense. There's an order to the words. But I'm so germaphobic that I'll barely kiss a broad. Never mind. Yeah, but but you'd say it for You're joke. Being facetious there. Yeah. Uh, you would for say effect, it. You know? What's the quote again? Give me a hit of ecstasy, a fog machine, and a strobe light. I'm going to kiss that man full on the mouth again. I thought it was yeah. I think it's something Schumann would say, but because he would say it, you might have. But he's might not have in said. the list. No, but I'm but, saying you know him. Yeah, that that would be something you'd basically use his stick. You know, All right, I'm going to vote Doc for me just based on the full on the mouth part because I feel like that's very. I don't think he would go. The, I don't think he would say. Well, I don't think he would go the three things in a row. I I see your point, and I don't think he would say full on the mouth. I think he would just say. Give me a hit. I'll kiss that guy. Like, that's it, right? You <laughs> wouldn't go in the detail. Well, that, so that you say, one so thing, JP says Doc. That's the one thing that made me question whether it was you, Justin, because the full on the mouth thing didn't right. seem like something you would say. Yeah. So who's your vote? Well, do I have a vote? But she didn't buzz in. No. I just, I buzz no, in. I, well, we're just talking. Oh, okay. oh that's right. Yo, you're, She's you're a contestant. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're helping the enemy there yeah. a little bit. I still say Justin did it. Okay. Yeah. Nate? Uh, Augustina. You say Augustina Baruna. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chad, what do you want on this one? Yeah, it's either Doc or a caller. He says Doc or a caller. Pick one, Doc or a caller, just for fun. Not going to lose anything here. Caller. All right, Chad says caller. Okay, but uh, 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 Snowcap says that it was Bevo. uh, Plays the clip. I don't have audio. None, huh? No. You got it coming out of your headphones? We got to hear the original clip, man. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, I do. But nothing on. No, no. But is the jack you're you're plugged yeah. in? Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm, I'm in the right jack. And are you in the, in in, the right? Are yeah. you in the input on the on the mixer and not the output? So it should be the left side. Yeah, of that I'm in tape. the input. Yeah. Well, that's fucking weird. Hold on, let me try it again. Nope. <laughs> are you gonna have to do it over here? Switch places with Paul. All right. Sorry, guys. I tried Musical to. Chair. I tried to bypass the uh, the mixing board. Never worked. Say something funny, JP. Uh, like what? He can't. <laughs> Who is that? I'll fucking hang up on you right now. I'll unfollow you on Bye. Twitter. I don't care. I'm changing my board. I think it was me. Yeah, I don't even care anymore about any- anything ever. See ya. Bye. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm gonna... Kindergarten started this week. I know, you guys right? That. Yeah. My nephew just started. Did too. Day. I'm gonna gut this guy's family. Are you ready? Try that again. Go for Give it. Give me a hit of ecstasy, a fog machine, and a strobe light. I'm gonna kiss that man full on the mouth again. <laughs> Chad's the only one who wow. had it right. That's a caller. That's <laughs> nice a caller. work, Chachi. That was silly. Right. Now, why is that not working? I got no mic. Oh, here we go. It was Sully. I mean, he was calling yeah, in, but yeah, Sully, it was Sully. Yeah. Oh, that is so is Sully. It's good. That does sound Sully-like. All right, no points. What's the next one? Again. A little tip for your career. Don't become Muslim and change your name to Muhammad, okay? Nicole. It doesn't work. Cocoa butter. Nicole. There we go. Now right, Nicole. That has to be Justin. No, 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 wait. I take it back. It's JP. Uh, JP. Has to be Jipper. Got to be Jipper. Shouldn't we let them all say a name and then just tally who got it right? Yes, and we can do that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think that's how we should do this. <laughs> okay, I say Jipper. All right, Nicole says Jip. Um, Snow Captain, what do you say? 
fuck JP for sure. Okay. That's the problem. What's the next name, Paul? Bruiser. Bruiser. What do you say? Man, I'm going to have to go JP. JP for Bruiser. And who's the final name? Siskech. What, what do you say? First sketch. Uh, JP, of course. All right, so a lot of JPs in there. <laughs> really? I also say JP. I don't think I said that. Yeah. I think it's drunk. either you or Doc. Actually, what's it? What's it again? Say it again. A little tip for your career: don't become Muslim and change your name to Muhammad. Okay, it doesn't work. <laughs> JP. Okay, can, can do we? Since everybody said the same thing, do we have a chance to go around and just change no. our answer? No. 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 One answer. Not anymore. I think no. you're right. It, it definitely isn't me. I'm not that clever. It could be Doc, though. Well, I'm not that clever. You've heard you me. You are racist. <laughs> I'm racist, you know but... I'm switching to Doc, too. I think yeah. JP's right, and I'm I think it's Doc. I'm not... Well, I don't... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. See, that, but Tasty? When, when everybody gives an answer, we can't consult the uh, the brewcasters. Well, no, we're, we're doing it just for fun. you can ask to consult. Yeah. Any one of you can ask at any time to consult the brewcasters. See, we just keep changing the rules. The I said that in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Spider in the chat goes, or Tasty, the surprise racist. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> She is kind of a surprise we racist. We did that the last time. <laughs> yeah. All right. You can't change your votes this time, but from now on, remember, when I come to your name, if you want to ask the brewcaster uh, uh, opinion, you go ahead and do that. Tasty, what do you think on this one? I'm thinking Doc. Yeah. yeah. All right, Nate? I'm thinking Doc, too. Chad? Doc. Everyone's Doc on this one, on the what Brewcaster Bruiser side. Uh, okay, Moscow. What did Bruiser say? Oh, uh, Bruiser said... Uh, J- everybody's, everybody said JP. Everybody said JP. Hi, JP. Little tip for your career. Don't uh, become Muslim oh. and change your name to Muhammad. Okay? Yeah. It doesn't JP. work. <laughs> wow. That's me. Wow. What context was that? I kind of want to know the context. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it becomes less funny once we know. The reason why I knew it was JP is because it was giving someone instructions on what to do. <laughs> and it was and it was a little bit racist. That's a good point. Oh, a very good point, Nicole. I hate From you. the reigning champion, take the advice. That's true. That's another gem, Scott. Where you, where, how you a little tip for your career. Don't uh, become Muslim and change your name to Muhammad. Okay? Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. All right, Moscow, what's next? Wow. The only reason we don't argue a lot is because I just keep my mouth shut when you say your stupid opinions. Cocoa butter. That's got to be Bevo. Fuck. <laughs> Wait, say it again, say it again. The only reason we don't argue a lot is because I just keep my mouth shut when you say your stupid opinions. <laughs> Nicole. Uh, well, everyone's getting it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nicole. You can, a- and you can ask for our opinions, remember, or give your vote. I'm just going to guess. I'm going to guess Bevo. Okay. Uh... Was it Sasquatch? Was it snow, Snowcap? Yeah, Sasquatch yes. wants to know your, you guys' opinion. Snowcock? What's his name? Snowcap. Yeah, Snowcap. Right. Snowball. <laughs> Sasquatch is fine. Snow Wiener. Sorry, Snowcap. What's, you can ask for ours or you can vote. I, I want to see uh, if you guys know it. I'll consult the brewcaster. Okay. Ooh. I'll use the tool in the box. Yeah, you will. I say Bevo. It's got to yeah. be Bevo. Speaking of tool I love in the box. using it's the tool in the box. Really, though? Yeah. <laughs> it's got to Yeah, be. I mean, with the stupid, it's, I mean, yeah. Yeah. There was one, there was one big word in there for Bevo, though. She's talking to you, too, Jay. I think she's talking to Jay. Oh, maybe. I, th- I think it's between, it's Bevo talking to Jay. Consult. Yeah, you might be right. What do you mean? Isn't that what, isn't that the only that? reason we don't argue a lot is because I just keep my mouth shut when you say your stupid opinions. Oh, oh. That was very elementary. I we could too. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> why did we, think, why did we both know. think the same words? Fucking weird. Yeah, let's make can out. Can I have all you guys say it? <laughs> all right, JP, who do you think it is? Bevo. Fuck that. You think Bevo? I'm going to go with Bevo. Yeah, okay. I'll do that. Final answer. All right. 
And who's who's left on there? Bruiser. Bruiser. What do you think? There's Bevo, no doubt. Right. Chad, who do you think it is? Steve's. Tasty. Bevo. First Bevo. All right. The use of the term stupid, clearly. Right, stupid <laughs> mouth. He said just like that. All right, so everybody <laughs> says Bevo, uh, play sketch. the clip, Moscow. The only reason we don't argue <gasps> a lot is because I just <gasps> keep my mouth shut when you say your stupid opinions. So then oh. you're saying it to her. <laughs> <laughs> Who was I saying that to, Moscow? Uh, you know what, man? Please don't ask. It's all a blur. I'm it's all sure a blur. you got to do that next time, it's though, because I think it, it, it could be a bonus question. Yes. I think I'm saying it to JP. You were. You really? were saying it to JP. I was. Yeah. You know what? I, th- I think it would be cool to, to get the audio for the clip is the, like the 10 seconds before and after, like the setup and the follow Why don't we just play the whole show? <laughs> Why don't we? I think it'd be good. Yeah. It'd be better than this shit that we're doing. I do love... Maybe this is how the how we can play for points in here. We can bet somebody is to figure out the context and see. Because I definitely, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I said that to JP. Yeah, well, probably we would... not in a very nice conversation either. No, well, you weren't joking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were pretty uh, terse. Right. Uh, okay, no points for anybody on that, wow. right? Nope. No, no one. Everyone said Bevo. Wow. All right, what's next, Moscow? Honey, let's live dangerously. You take three sips of beer, you hold on to me, and then we'll rip that mattress tag off. Cocoa butter. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Schumann, but he's not part of this. <laughs> All right. I just want to point out right now that Moscow needs a raise. Whatever. Yeah. Those are gems, aren't they? I don't know where he finds these goddamn things. Where did you find this? It's a lot of hours of BN, man. A lot. Say it, say it again. Yeah. And read it real sexy uh, this time. Honey, let's live dangerously. <laughs> That's not sexy. You, I, don't, I don't know that. Like a man. <laughs> like a man. I know who's like a man. Because <laughs> the first time you sounded like a broad. Like a man. Honey, let's live dangerously. You take three sips of beer, you hold on to me, and then we'll rip that mattress tag off. Snowcock. All right, let's start with Snowcock. Fuck. I'm going to go Doc. All right, and... uh, Who said that? uh, And Bruiser, who do you say? Ah, God damn it, Doc. All right. First guess. Uh, and first sketch. Doc. Okay. I didn't guess yet. Huh. Uh, Nicole. I'm, I'm dying here. I don't know. I'm going to say caller. You know, I want to go caller on that one, too. I'm I want to say, I think, Wood. I think, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Caller Andy Wood. Absolutely. Now that you point that bonus. out, it's definitely a caller. <laughs> Andy Wood for the bonus. Yeah. Got to be a caller. JP? Um... I can't picture Doc saying red. I think Doc. I could picture him saying it. I just don't know the context he would say it in. No, actually, I changed my mind. Really not talking about his lady. Uh, To you, (laughs) the guy said it. I think you said it again. I don't think I'm that clever. That's a clever statement. I don't think it's all that clever though. Rip the mattress tag off. I've never heard that. I've heard a lot. I'm saying caller, Tasty. I'm thinking caller too. Chad, caller, caller, Nate. It's Andy Wood talking about yeah. Kim <laughs> as the three Play sips the, of beer. Play the clip. Honey, let's live dangerously. You take three sips <laughs> oh, of beer and hold on to me, and then we'll rip that mattress tag off. Yeah. <laughs> super doc, dude. Yeah. Wow. Say it and play it again. Wow. wow. Honey, let's live dangerously. You take three sips of beer, you hold on to me, and then we'll rip that mattress tag off. Yeah. <laughs> was, that, was that sexy, Nicole? That was sexy, yeah, that, right? That was great. Who's he talking to? Sexy. <laughs> it's just creepy. Maybe he's talking to Andy Wood. <laughs> That's for such short. Maybe. Uh, wow, somebody got some points on that one, right? Yeah. I, all, did all the callers Everybody guess? They all said Doc. Nicole got points. Everybody but Nicole. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next, Moscow? We have to make a mead scale for today because it's kind of cut in half. If she's a five beer, it's a two mead, right? Cocoa butter. Mm. JP. Um, Let's go with first sketch. What does he want? There you go. First sketch. Uh, can we? Can you say it one more time? Uh, huh, uh, we have to make a mead scale for today because it's kind of cut in half. If she's a five beer, it's a two mead, right? Oh. Um, I'm going to go with tasty on this one. Okay. <laughs> and Snowcock. What do you think? Fuck <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> 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 what the fuck? <laughs> fuck, I don't know. I'm going to say... I don't even know. Um, I'm going to say Moscow said that shit. You're going to say Moscow? Is Moscow I'm not in the Did he well, get taken out of the fucking gas out of the seven? He did take it. He did say it, apparently. Technically. No. <laughs> he did. Again. You gonna pick somebody? That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> what did he pick? He's Moscow. He, he's guessing me. Okay, fine. But that's so, wrong. Basketball. All right. <laughs> you can't have to call it. Gave an opportunity. <laughs> Who's left? Bruiser. Bruiser. I'm gonna go JP. I'm gonna go JP. I, I, I agree with the first guy. I think it's tasty. Hit again, Moscow. Someone needs to turn their radio down. It's driving me nuts. Please. Uh, the quote is, uh, we have to make a mead scale for today because it's kind of cut in half. If she's a five beer, it's a two mead, right? Tasty's a good guess, yeah. but I think J- I think it's JP. Well, I had the Nicole. opposite. So I, I, at first I was like, oh, JP. And then I was like, no, 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 no. The, her, that, that term, we have to cut her in half. JP wouldn't say that. That's tasty. JP <laughs> 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 <JP's> tasty. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, tasty. that's a good point. That's tasty. All right. Is that everybody voted? That's everybody. Okay, go play it. We have to make a mead scale for today. Yeah. Because it's kind of cut in half. If she's a five beer, it's a two mead, right? Wow. Wow. She not her. Nobody. Wow. All right, Chad, uh, 100,000 points to Chad if you can uh, tell me who this laugh belongs to. <laughs> oh, brother. How can you hear it? Do you have headphones on? I, I sort of held I, them up. I, that's what here. I thought, too. Put Try those on. Put those on. I would guess that. It's not Kim Wood. I'll give you another guess. <laughs> I don't know. That's your mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your mom, bro. Joke. That's actually your mom. <laughs> Chad said it was a little short. So Doing I guess a really that's... long, awkward laugh. <laughs> yeah, we like it though. Oh, huh? well, I want to know. I want to know what oh. the joke was that she was pretending to laugh about awkwardly. Uh, clearly, something stupid that I said. I'm sure of it. Uh, all right, what do you got next, Moscow? Wait a minute. All of a sudden, I got really depressed. Why don't I have a big sack in my pocket? Cocoa butter. Oh my god! <laughs> I said that. Uh, Nicole. No, I can't say it again. All of a sudden, I got really depressed. Why don't I have a big sack in my pocket? Oh, man. Jesus. (laughs) Somebody said that? (laughs) (laughs) These are amazing. (laughs) How many hours do you think you had to listen to? You know what? It makes me start to understand when people come up and go, man, you guys are fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Because you know what? That's, that's, that's.
that's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who said it? Your, your sack is perfect. <laughs> it is. You know whoever said that? <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's fine. How do you know? You want to see all our sacks it's, it's right great. now and give us an honest answer? Let's do it. Okay. I'll pull mine out right now. Sack out right now. Tasty. Ready? Let's can do it. Can can sack out for Nicole. I'll, I'll be the judge. Where's the scale? One to ten? No, well, the judge is the whether... All you have to do is say if our sacks are fine. You're saying that you're certain oh. our sacks are fine. Well, as long as they're not like... Gangrenous. Well, you don't know. Gangrenous. <laughs> well, the only way to tell is really to smell it. A little cheap, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta put my face right up there, is that what you're saying? You can check out JP's. Just your nose. <laughs> yeah. You can leave your face wherever you want. No, I, 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 uh, I have a heightened sense of smell. I don't need to get that close. What are you, fucking superhuman now? You joining the Avengers? All right, let's no. start with Captain America. Uh, uh, well, you, you, it was my turn it was my turn to start with me, so I have to oh. guess first. That's right. fine. Mm-hmm. I'll accept that. Even She's though got no my vote. Did. Um, wow. It, you know, I was tempted to guess Jay, but, you know, since since he had the last quote, I feel like that's probably going to be wrong. You don't think I went two in, the ru- two in a row? Just throw a wrench in those gears? Yeah, well, how about I just go with that then? I think it was Justin. All right. <laughs> All right. Bruiser, who'd you Bruiser. say? Because he doesn't have a sack in his pocket, and everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's closer to my knee. <laughs> Bruiser. Say the quote again, man. Wait a minute. All of a sudden, I got really depressed. Why don't I have a big sack in my pocket? Man, that's definitely Justin. He's talking about a sack of Tasty's cookies, no doubt. <laughs> a sack of Juana. <laughs> well, why would that be me, though? I don't have the cookies. He never eats cookies. Uh, Snowcock. Snowcock. <laughs> Hello? No. Yeah. Hello? What's your vote, Snowcap? What do you say, Snowdick? You said that, Jay. You said that. All right, everybody's voting uh, me. I don't think it's me. It's tasty. I'll go, I learned I'll it go from Dipper. You, Dad. Tasty. I learned it Dipper from you. Dipper is tasty. Need a first sketch. First sketch needs to. Just based off uh, Bebo's description of your stack, I'm going to have to go with JP. Wait, Bebo described Justin's stack? When? Oh, yeah. What? She did describe my sack. Really? Yeah. How did she know? <laughs> She see my she sack. Said, <laughs> we had a sack off with uh, with uh, uh, Sammy and, and another friend Nate when because we all have really Wait, ju- enormous who? sacks. Uh, not that Nate, not your Nate, a different Nate. We all have really enormous because sacks. He would win. So we had a sack off, and uh, I actually lost the sack off. Even so though Sammy, right? Um, Ornate. Well, Actually, I might have been third place. They enough. both have enormous, saggy sacks. I thought sacks. it was to, to Sammy. How hot, how hot was it that day? <laughs> it doesn't matter. We have an, All three of us have enormously gigantic sacks, whether it's cold or hot. Yeah. Huh. When it's hot, it's worse. <laughs> and it was probably when it's warm. cold, it's better. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I don't... Um, I want to... Maybe I said it. But I think I'm going to go tasty. Yeah, because I yeah I don't yeah I think because I think it's referring to weed. It's got to be. And so I'm going to say tasty. All right, everyone's voted. I think right. Yep. Tasty. Who do you think? Do you think you said that? I think you said it. You think I said it, Nate? Yeah. yeah. I think Dipper said it. Just threw a wild card in there. Mm. Yeah. Moscow always has that smile on his face when everyone. <laughs> he likes it when we get it all get it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Justin's reading my poker face right now. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Wait a minute, all of a sudden I got really depressed. <laughs> yeah. I have a big sack in my pocket. That's right, baby. Yeah. That was uh that was during the uh Terrence the Blacks 
gets busted with the the pot that was sent to the oh, church story. All right. Yeah. Oh, oh that's that yeah. depressed, tasty vision. Yeah, why didn't he give that weed back to some coppers so that we could have taken care of that? And the form. cop yeah. was saying how great it looked, and it was like almost three pounds. Oh, what yeah. the hell were they Tasty's thinking? Bad that day. Damn. I think that was the start of, of Tasty's being extra emotional on air, where he, now he kind of cries a lot. I think that was the beginning point. It was, the, it was that well, week was a sad day alive. that I heard that story. It's <laughs> the saddest story I've ever heard. You've never been the same. Oh, uh, wait a minute, I got really depressed. Why don't I have a big sack in my pocket? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Tasty. And ringtones everywhere. Uh, all right, did you ever put the uh, the JP, uh, no one called me to hang out with me yesterday as the ringtone? I damn well should. I nearly need to. I want to make that my ringtone for you. Everybody sure. wants that I've as I've always ringtone. felt like on the fringe of the group, and I still, I still to this day do. Like, nobody called me to hang out with them yesterday. That's the perfect uh, Did anybody get a point on that? Nobody point. said tasty. No point. What's the score? JP said tasty. Nicole JP has knew one. it. I did. Yeah. Nicole has one. Else has two. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> That's a three-way tie, though. And I'm, and I'm out of beer. Yeah. Me what, too. The hospitality here sucks. I come on as a guest and nobody can even pour me a fucking beer. Send Nate. He's not oh, doing anything. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Here, fill them all up while you're up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Nate. Thanks, Nate. <laughs> all right. Thank what's the next Nate. quote? The next one. Okay, should I smack him in the ass on the way by? Yeah. At least blow him. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> at least. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> Okay, the next one is, the only way to know love comes from a man's prostate. Cocoa butter. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Hmm. I, all right, I, I know who this is. That quote is. doesn't even make sense. I know who this is. The only way to know love is Sounds from like a man's doctor. prostate. It's fucking JP. That's JP. I'm torn between JP and Doc, man. Let's get all the callers' opinions <laughs> first before we tell them shit. All right. Cox, no. <laughs> You're up Fuck first. you. <laughs> You're up first. White, white or snow? <laughs> I don't understand that, Nicole. <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> Come on. White JP, or snow? Come yeah. On. All right. Snowcap says JP. I got, is, he, I, is he white or snow? Uh, Snowcap says JP. Bruiser. What do you say? Right, say it again, man. What was it? Oh, come on. <laughs> the only way to know say love... Again, man. The only way to know love comes from a man's prostate. Oh, I'm going to go Justin. All right. I want the gay shit goes to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Justin. Some people have good gay dar, I guess. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> Just, it makes no sense. Where do they get off? I just don't even get it. Uh, who's left? Fur? Fur. Hey, Justin, you still, you still want to pick curtains this weekend? <laughs> Nicole, I, I didn't want to go pick curtains. <laughs> oh, fuck, sorry. No, that's he wanted your, to choose drapes. That's just your code word for strip Don't club. Don't forget the balance. Yeah, I met in San Francisco, you know what I'm saying? On Market Street. Someone's getting kicked in her vagina. The balance important in fucking San Francisco. Who did Furry say? Furry, what do you say? Uh, I'll go Justin as well. Hmm. Fucker. You said ridiculous. What do you expect? <laughs> I have no idea who said that. I'm going to go Doc. I think it's a caller. Yep. Uh, I bet you it is a caller. Oof. But I already Get said Doc. Too late. Line. I said Jip. I think that's everybody, right? Yep. Go ahead. The only way to know love comes from a man's 
prostate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and there was like soft music in there. Oh, wow. Play that again. Oh, yeah. The only way to know love comes from a man's prostate. What I'm song is that? that? What was that about? Wind Beneath My Wings exactly is the right. song in the background. <laughs> Extra points time, for me. <laughs> the only way to know love comes from a man's prostate. Sounds <laughs> like I'm at a fucking you shitty wedding reception. Your own deal, bro. <laughs> You're standing outside oh, of a wedding yeah. reception. Uh, all right. Anybody get, did anybody Snowcap else vote? He did. Nice work, Snowcap. Okay. That puts I'm him losing. in the lead. How many do we have left, Moscow? Uh, four more. Okay. Go ahead. Jesus. I, I was saying earlier, Justin's laugh just makes me want my... Oh, I'm sorry. Justin's laugh just makes my fucking panties wet. Cocoa butter. Can we just clap for that for a minute? <laughs> Cocoa butter just got to go, though, doesn't it? Does it? Right. Wow. Can well, you say that again? It's I not can't me. believe anyone ever said that. I know who it is. I can believe it. What are you talking about? <laughs> people, people say things like that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I, I know it. Yeah. Yeah, let me hear it again, too. Yeah, yeah. Can you say it in a chick's voice? What's going on there? Should I do it in your chick voice? I was saying earlier, Justin's laugh just makes my fucking panties wet. Nicole should say it. That's hot. Um, what do the callers think? Snowcap, what do you think? Retarded. Caller says caller. Snowcap. I'm going to say a caller said that. Is that Snowcap saying that? Okay. Bruiser. Yeah, that's me. All right, Bruiser, what do you think? Man, I think a caller said that. Okay. And fur. fur. No, I'll turn that. All right, they all say caller Nicole? I have no idea. When I have no idea, I'm just going to get stuck. <laughs> I hope it wasn't Doc. It better be a goddamn caller, and it better have been a chick. I think it was caller. I'm sure it was a Kim man. Wood. I think it was Kim Wood. Kim exactly right. Kim Wood. Yeah. Oh, Kim. well, that doesn't count. Yeah. I know. Bro. Oh, she would say something like that. 36C said that, huh? Yeah, exactly. It was Sarah 36C. That would count. <laughs> All right. Play it, Moscow. God, that could have been like the bonus Round. I would say earlier, Justin's damn. laugh just makes my fucking pants wet. No. That's yep. Kim Wood's first ever phone call. That's Kim Wood. Is that Kim? That's, That's Kim, Kim Look at Tasty and I, dude. Right That's there. Kim Blam, dude. Oh, shit. Physical. The one time that I would make somebody's panties wet, and it's not even true. Kim like Wood's sister. Yeah. She's like my sister. <laughs> yeah. She's like my uh, aunt. <laughs> She's like my grandmother. Oh, <laughs> my All stupid oh my and annoying. She's not listening. Kim licked my ear. This is awesome. Shut up. Um, So that's caller. So everybody got a point on that, right? Except for Nicole. Except for Nicole. I suck. You are this game when I'm drunk. Some defending champ you are. All right, go ahead, Moscow. The last thing we need is a short bus full of Schumann's rolling around. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, everybody said that. I know. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. We're going to change the game. Who hasn't said that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, fur. We're going with you first. Oh. Um, I'm going to go with Doc on this. Okay. And. Um, uh, Bruiser. Bruiser. Man, I'm going with JP. And Snowcap. Fuck. You said it. Me. Jay. Jay. Yeah, you. All right. No, you. Uh, I think either myself or JP said it. Yeah, yeah I think it's Justin. Yeah, I'm torn between you two. I'm, I'm just going to go with Jay. I'm going Bevo. Oh, yeah? Mm. Going out on a limb there. Going out on a oh. pregnant belly. What is it again, Moscow? The last thing we need is a short bus full of Schumann's rolling around. Mm. Bevo's JP. not a bad guess wow. either. Right? I think it's pretty good. said that for sure. You know yeah. what? Oh, God. No, I'll, I'll stick with my original. I'm going to go with who's, me. Who says rolling around? 
No yeah. one. I J- might have said JP or Bevo or oh, Justin. Yeah. Tacy, what do you think? Uh, Doc. Nate, what do you think? Justin. All right, I think me too. Go ahead. The last thing we need is a short bus full of shoemans rolling around. Yeah. Holy shit, we're all around. No. What's funny is when you really don't even I remember don't even, saying these things. Like when, it. like when we got it with Tasty with the races, where he's like, "What? what I fucking hell? said that." Well, most of these were, were several years ago already. So, right. I mean, you know, it all blurs together. It's Who weird because I tend to think that I remember everything I say, mostly because I spend a lot of time thinking of all the stupid things I've said in my yeah. life. And well, and, and so, I'm so thankful I don't remember all of them because well, really, there's more. I basically shows you there's far more than you even you know. Heard about <laughs> yeah. Holy wine festival. I basically sit around and tell my girlfriend that I remember everything I say. I never said whatever you think I just fucking said. Right. Moscow is helping uh, us improve as humans, I think, with this game. The only reason we don't argue a lot is because I just keep my mouth shut when you say your stupid opinions. (laughs) That's a smart thing to say, actually. (laughs) That is smart. Oh, Oh. yeah. Okay. So smart. (laughs) Shut up, Out of context. I'm sick of Nicole. Aw. All right. This is the, uh, the second to last one. I feel like fucking Oprah right now. (laughs) 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 I think Nate just goofed her. (laughs) Hang on here. Just take that home. (laughs) Take the dildo opener home. (laughs) It's a little darker than she's used to. Uh, Bruiser. All right, Bruiser, what do you think? There you go. It's good. (laughs) I'm going JP. There's JP. Fur. For passed oh, out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what the who? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was JP for sure. Nicole. Well, see, it makes you almost think it's Bevo, but it's definitely J. Me. Yeah. And uh, Snowcock. About that. <laughs> Is there a count going on? What's who's what? What's going on here? <laughs> no, we ask you the question. You don't ask us the question. I don't know if you got this right. Answer the question. Read it again, Moscow. I feel like fucking Oprah right now. All right, Snowcap, who do you think it was? Fuck, does he feel like fucking Oprah? Or right. Does he like fucking feel like Oprah? Good uh, question. It, feel, it depends on the intonation. Nah, you're that's why to, I picked the quote. You're going to have to decide. Either way, it's JP. Either yeah. way, it's JP. Right, okay. Right. Um, what are the scores right now? we got Snowcap with four, Bruiser with three, Fur with three, Nicole with two. Okay. <laughs> Nicole, this is your game right now. Who at four? Sorry. Snowcap at five. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I think it was me. I think it was Doc. I think Doc. Damn it. All right. Tasty, who do you think it was? <laughs> I think it was me. I think it was you. <laughs> That's weird. It is weird, yeah. Actually, That's weird. <laughs> okay. Nicole, did you, you gave yeah, your vote. You said I me. You. Uh, Nate? Well, I was going to say JP, but now I'm thinking maybe it was tasty. <laughs> right. It's, yeah, it's just the way it might, might go. I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, I could hear. I could picture you tasty, or saying that tasty. <laughs> I, I would tasty, say it. I can picture you tasty. I don't know anyone who would say that. All right, so Oprah. Pick a side. Uh, JP. All right, goes JP. Go with Moscow, JP. play it. I feel like fucking Oprah right now. Ah, yeah, JP. No, and now, did you feel like fucking Oprah? Or did you feel <laughs> like, like fucking Oprah? Do you ever a gentleman feel like doesn't kiss Is there a G at the end of the F word or no? A gentleman keeps certain things to himself. <laughs> like wanting to fuck Oprah? Okay. Like wanting to fuck <laughs> Oprah. Cap has six. Six well, points. Bruiser has like fucking Oprah right now. And how Putting many? Skin and Fur has four. How many questions are left? Last one. 
So, uh, Snowcap's our winner. Kids, yeah, right? Let's just hear it. Because we'll he has six. Nobody can catch up. Yeah, there you That's go. Right. Snowcap, winner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to... We're going to play the last question with you guys anyway. We're going to play the last question with you guys anyway, just for fun. But Snowcap, uh, send me an email, justin at thebrewingnetwork.com, with your address and your T-shirt size. And we're going to send you our brand new T-shirt with the uh, Carboy uh, Anatomy. If Snowcap gets and it. if it works, we'll send you a T-shirt. <laughs> right. Can I send you my, like, bra size? Um, if you want, mm, I guess. You can sell it to me. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> Can't you like, send me your girlfriends instead or something? I don't know. I'll, send you, I'll send you a photo of my wife's tits. How yeah! I'll, send you, I'll tell you what, you do that, I'll send her a t-shirt too. Because she needs something Done to cover deal. up with. If, right. if he gets this, if ever, he gets this question, if he gets this question, she's right. lightening up the porn. She's the, lightening up the porn. Perfect. All right. say that. Uh, you both get a T-shirt if I get tits yeah. in your email that you send me. Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. And if Snowcap gets this right, perfect. the bonus question, yeah, he will get a signed, autographed JP headshot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. We do that. All right. Yeah. Okay. Keep that shit. No, you're gonna get it. All right, Moscow. What's the final quote? JP money shot. Well, first of. <laughs> Well, first of all, we would have sold it to you. And second of all, we wouldn't have wanted to sell it to you because we didn't know what was in it. <laughs> That's the most what? complex yeah, thing non- anybody on the show has ever said. Nonsensical. Uh, we would have Wait, sold it to you. But you second of all, we wouldn't have wanted to sell it, <laughs> sell it to you because we didn't know what was in it. Uh, well, first of all, we would have sold it to you. And second of all, we wouldn't have wanted to sell it to you because we didn't know what was in it. <laughs> Sounds like Doc at the end of the show. Is that a Doc tongue twister? <laughs> it sounds like yeah, yeah it sounds like a limerick from that little shitty leprechaun we called Doc. Who's going to sell it to you? Look, that's a Doc. First of all, we wouldn't have sold it to you, and this yeah. second of all, we wouldn't have wanted to sell it to you because we didn't know what was in it. Yeah, exactly. JP's got it. That has to be Doc. You know, all I can't. There's, I can't. I'm not saying it is or isn't Doc, but I can't do a lot of Doc quotes because a lot of stuff that would be usable content-wise isn't because. I, I would have to slur the delivery and it would give it away. <laughs> right. Ah! You can't even, like, make out the words. Exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Bruiser, what do you, do you say? Do you have to take your shirt off before There's you say the quote? Dog. Yeah, and I lick my index it. finger and then I touch it to my nipple. <laughs> All right, uh, Snowcap, what do you say? Fuck. Take I, a risk. I say... You said it again. All right, Fur, what do you say? Yeah, it's Doc. Okay. Sounds like Doc. All right, Moscow. Well, first of all, we would have sold it to you. And yes. second of all, we wouldn't have wanted to sell it to you because we didn't know what was in it. <laughs> oh, she's here. That was Bebo's Drunk of the Week show. Oh. And she apparently was puking two weeks later. show. She still wasn't drinking from that night. I remember that. Oh. <laughs> nice right. work. I'm really proud good, of that, Bebo. Bebo. That's a good one. Didn't she, didn't she pound like a boot of Gordon Beers that night? Yeah. yeah. And oh, she yeah. was hammered. So the only Bebo knows what it's like to be Doc. Is that what we do? <laughs> from Basically, that one show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, callers, thank you for playing. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks to our winner. Send me an email, justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. You're going to get a T-shirt. If you send your wife's boobs, you'll get a T-shirt for her, too. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Yikes. Cheers. Sorry you missed out on the thank headshot. Uh, yeah, no headshot. That's unfortunate. What if you send a picture of your husband's boobs? No, not, <laughs> not, uh, not really giving anything yeah, up for that. I'm going to look in the mirror and see those. Not this show. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that uh, about wraps it up. 888-401-BEER. We'll take a couple Drunk of the Week phone calls right now. If you call in right now, 888-401-BEER. Uh, it's time for Drunk of the Week. Uh, other than that, yeah, we're going to get out of here. Do you want to just take them or you want me to screen them? I'll just take them, I guess. Um, let's yeah, you see. will. 
Caller, you're on the air. Who are we talking to? <laughs> oh. So, so far, this is perfect. Yeah, someone's got You got a screen. Ringtone, man. Yeah, someone's got a screen. No. Sorry. Make Paul screen him. I don't even know what button to push. <laughs> Neither does Paul. Neither does Scott. Yeah. All right, so there's no show next week, everybody, or the week after that. It's Burning Man time once again, and we are able to sandwich both of our uh, months, uh, our, our one Sunday off a month, over two Sundays. So our one Sunday off a month for this month is next Sunday, wow. and our one Sunday off oh, a month for what? September is the following Sunday. Great. So, uh, two weeks off for you folks yeah, here at, uh, in the studio. And Give me a chance to brew more beer for the uh, NCHF. NCHF. Yeah. Yep. Great. There you go. In the meantime, I got to hook one. What does that mean? I got to hook one in the meantime. <clears throat> I don't get it. I said in the meantime, I got to hook one. Hook one. I got to hook one. Did you, by the way, in the when, meantime, black sheep, motherfucker. I just wanted to point out that when someone re- says I don't get it, and you yeah. just repeat the same thing. Yeah. Well, I was hoping <laughs> you would keep doing it because that's this, uh, how the rap song goes. Oh, oh. I was being funny oh, to like the maybe the half a person in the chat going. Oh, heard that before and he's doing it yeah you're doing it yeah all right well now i get it now it was good that you did what you did <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> I'm not, i appreciate you i'm glad that you did what you did uh okay Moscato, tell me who they are just go to line two okay who is on line two uh brett from portland i think it was portland brett <clears throat> all right brett from Mor- portland what's happening man hi how's it going good drunk of the week yeah no i'm calling back so for figured that, that yeah, for what? As I called, I I called earlier when yes, I was actually okay. sober, and then I kept drinking. Okay, so now you're. <laughs> do you consider yourself drunk? <laughs> All right, hang on a second, son. I really don't want to get off this chair. Okay. <laughs> it just makes you lazy. That's how your friends know that you're drunk. Yes, totally lazy. <laughs> That's yes, just like sleepy no. drunk. That's not. Are you not drunk? Are you, are you married, Brett? Yes. How would your wife know that you're drunk right now? Uh, I'm breathing. Um. <laughs> I have four taps on my kegerator, one on my walk-in cooler. Uh. Yeah, I'm that guy. All right. Brett's had a lot of beer, and you're in the running for Drunk of the Week. Thank you, Brett. Yeah, um, whatever. What was up at line one, Moscow? Nothing? Somebody there. Is it good? Is it going to be funny? Can I, I don't say know. Something? He's talking. He says his six-year-old wants to set me straight on the whole birth control issue. I don't know if I can be reliable for that. Pseudo chef, what's happening? Hey, I'm sorry. I'm not drunk of the week. I just, I just wanted to uh, agree with you, Justin, on oh. this whole, uh, you know, birth control thing because I have proof that it's not a hundred percent effective. Uh, you have a beautiful six-year-old daughter. I love her to death, but uh, Scott. Don't, don't rely on it, a man, okay? Right. That's all I'm saying. Your wife was taking it improperly then. No, come no, on. It's this not, is what I'm no. saying. It's like 95% effective. No, it is not. Right. It's it like 99.7. No, no, no. That's but it's not still not 100, no. Scott. You should know Neither numbers. are condoms. No, right. condom. You have it backwards. Condoms are actually more. Condoms are 99.7. And when condoms Birth aren't control effective, is you 95. actually know. You put them two fuckers together, 200% effective! <laughs> and by the way, I am knocking on wood right now well. because... 
Well, when the when the condoms aren't effective, you at least have some idea that they weren't effective. Right. But I, and then... <laughs> and then you take secondary then, precautions. Then you can take a fucking coat hanger to the broad and... <laughs> wait. Or you can but, take plan B, which oh, oh, oh. is also effective. This meant smack uh, her on the ass with it. I, I've, I've had like seven combined years and about 4,000 loads worth of proof that it is 100% effective when taken properly. It's not It's, it's not 100% with, over your the, lifetime. The, 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 I have that. the same proof. Proof about doubling up. Right. You see what I'm, I'm saying? I'm not arguing that, but but you're the, so much of the experience is being diminished, Justin. <laughs> if, if, if put a condom on the inside of your mouth and then taste a beer, tell me what you think. Well, <laughs> he makes it an, an interesting point. And it's uh, a creepy analogy, though. It yeah. is creepy, uh, but an interesting point. I'm not saying I never stick it in without a jacket on. <laughs> I'm just saying I never I never finish without an umbrella. That's the best part. That's, That's the best, what I'm saying. Well, the best part. Yeah. Finishing with that? Yes! No, no! No! Because don't talk me into it, because it's a fine line that I'm walking here, Moscow. You know what? Hold on. You know, in all the women's magazines, they talk about, you know, dieting and how to eat desserts. Yeah, I read them all the time. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. So they say... Oprah magazine? The first bite and the last bite are rated the highest. Of what? So of, of food they're eating, and I think it's the same with sex. What is so oh, you Oprah are, magazine? so you are advocating for finishing that, inside know, without a condom. For, for chicks, definitely the first bite <laughs> is is uh, more important than the last bite. So you're saying uh, the the middle is just an ends to a mean. Well, means the, mid- to the middle is great, but the, you but know. you can have a rubber. So you're saying if, you, if you had a choice, you know, if you had a choice with the, you know the condom thing, yeah, the first, then it's fine. The first bite's the most important. You okay, can, so this is what I'm saying. You, you can, can start. start is she talking about can, eating condoms? I don't get it. <laughs> Here's what she's saying. She's saying the same thing I'm saying. Not what I'm talking she's about, saying <laughs> you can start without the hat. And then... No, you can't because of the pre-cum. Well... well you did you not take health in fucking high school? I guess you need to know. <laughs> no, you're right. You're really? Right, you're right. But... Some men have pre-cum that's very viral and some don't. Viral? No, viral. <laughs> viral. Yeah, okay. viral. Yeah. We're all looking at Nate right now going, what's going on down there, buddy? You don't want no viruses. How do you stay so thin? Viral. I mean, you're right. Some men do have sperm that's very viral. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> But not viral. Uh, viral. Yeah. So you're right, and, and JP, you're right. There, it's true. But that's why doubling. <laughs> I feel that doubling up is good, so I can go ahead and and do the the beginning, <laughs> and not worry about the pre, and then. And then hey, ah! okay, you know what? Though? That's the best part for your girlfriend, as long as you've got her. You know, right? Well, as long as, as long as you've got her set up. You're right. right. Set up. Like, well, no, you Ready? don't want to just shove it in there because that hurts. And you know, fuck that. It, it, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Okay. Like, he's like, rip it open. If you rip, if you rip, you ever see my girlfriend walks a little yeah. bow-legged? Time, yeah. The next day, she's not gonna want to do it. That's true. So yeah, you got. Well, neither am I. You got to butter her up a little bit, and then so it'll be good speak. for like a week. You know, you can just keep going on that. If you're such a big fan of ju- doubling up, Jay, wear a helmet when you drive. Why not? I'm not worried about killing myself or getting in an accident. That's fine. I'm worried about ruining my delicate lifestyle. Right. That hey, I, it is very fragile. It's a house built yeah. on sand, Moscow. If you haven't noticed, and uh, you know, one little sinkage, and right. it's over for me. I have to be a real person. I don't want to be a real person. So soon you'll be babysitting for Bevo anyway. So. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I don't need that shit. I <laughs> don't need that shit either. I can barely change my own diaper. Okay, uh, uh, pseudo, thank you for the... Um, 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 Whatever you did. Calling. Why don't you take a 
Kim Wood on too. She's pissed at a lot of people. Oh, Kim, why are you so mad? Shut up, Kim. Oh, fuck you all. all right. yeah. what, did, what did we do? I don't Why are you going to bet at me? Okay so, okay, okay, so fuck you, Moscow, for pulling some ridiculous old inappropriate clip that really is Andy's fault for telling me to <laughs> call sure in and talk about shit. Right. Okay. Fuck you, JP, for calling me your aunt or grandma or whatever. I said right? I said aunt, and then Jay said grandma, and then I agree. That was okay, so fucked fuck up. Fuck you for that, Jay. Fuck you, Jay, because you were supposed to break my fucking strip club, Cherry, like three years ago, and you never did. Because oh, you man. don't ever come down to civilization. There's no strippers in Greenville. Man, Nobody man, wants man, to see man, those man, either. Man, 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 man. And um, sorry, but uh, it's all a fucking lie. You've never made my panties wet. So well, fuck all you guys. No, not fuck Nicole. Nicole, I love you. I love you too, Kim. <laughs> this is why I was so upset about the cause, because I thought I had actually made a woman's panties wet, but I knew I didn't make Kim's panties wet. Kim doesn't even like well, to talk to no, me. No, I think Kim wears bloomers. It's like spilling water in the desert. So that's all. Fuck all you guys and just suck a fucking bag of dicks and that's it. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. I'm going to okay. pull Kim. that clip later, yeah, too, by that. the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll know. Actually, with the... We'll know exactly we'll forget. what it is. Yeah, we'll forget. Fuck you all and just suck a bag of dicks. Yeah. Uh, what else Kim. do I need to take, Moscow? Uh, Alonzo's on four. I got some for you, too. Alonzo, what's up, brother? Alonzo. Hey. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hey. <laughs> our Mexican hey. version of Blobber. Hey. 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 Drunk of the week? Uh, I suppose it's that time of the night, isn't it? Yeah, sounds like it. So, are you drunk? Well, um, I've had about, I don't know, maybe six or seven. Um, it's all the Loads. same, like, really crappy beer that, uh, whatever. It's just beer. Oh, Humber? What uh, kind of beer? Budweiser? Yeah, what beer was it? It was um, this thing that um, I threw together all of the... Uh, grains that I had in my freezer, freezer, oh, and hope that it came up for the best. I, I made this beer. <laughs> call that shit a fucking mile away. Fuck <laughs> that. What I, was the alcohol content of this beer? Uh, about six percent. And you've had about seven of those. Yeah, about that. I was kind of bored, so I made a beer with what things I had in my house. And I have no idea. I have no I, idea what Nicole is saying. I, I pulled I everything out of my up. freezer. Leave it to the guy who worked in a homebrew shop to nail that one right. <laughs> and hey, Alonzo, what did you have to drink since you're calling for drunk of the week instead of bore of the month? <laughs> and if they make fun of me again, I'm going to burn the building down. All right, Alonzo, you're in the running for drunk of the week. I won't let you take this abuse. I will protect you and hang up on you, Alonzo. Oh, come, on. come on, give him a chance. Come on. He, he, he's in the running. Uh, he's so in the running. I know Snow Captain just competed in the game, but he called back for drunk of the week and then dropped off, called back two minutes later and went, I was just pissing and vomiting all over myself. Oh, which so line? So I think we should take him three. I think it's a lie. He should have done on the air. Snow Cap, what's up, man? He just threw up and he knows it. A little bit. <laughs> oh, shut up. If you can do it on the air, you win. You know, I, it's my experience that when you, you're drinking... What do you want from me? It's my experience that when you're drinking and you start throwing up, it's never a little bit. Right. It's a lot. Right. Well, why would he hang... See, he knows better to hang up yeah. and do it. He should have stayed on, on the him, line. Actually. I think I called back on my wife's phone. Oh, your phone died? Did you did you puke you all got, over yourself? You puked on a little bit. Who did? You or your wife? I did. I... How come you're not on my phone snoring? A little bit. 
you've done it. What kind of phone you got? Wait, so you were on... good at it. Hang on. So you were on hold on the phone, and then you puked on your phone? Yeah, and I had to hang it up and pee and puke, and came back on a different... I saw a junkie shooting up on the green line in Chicago, and he just barely puked on his shoe. You're not even slurring your speech. I don't, I don't think you puked on your phone. I'm from Minnesota, honey. Yeah, I, I, no, well, there you go. That's, that's it. Oh. Fucking proven. That's oh, you, the thing you, you to do you there, you apparently. We don't swear anymore. We're talking clear sentences. So you're from Minnesota. It's fine. You're drunk. Um, did right. you? Which did you do first, puke or pee? Thought I'd go pee in the house and didn't quite make it. <laughs> that's all right. I, I, I choked it down and just put a little bit out there, but we're good. We're fine. Like in your pants? Did or you like pee your pants the... or did you pee the toilet? Or the lawn. I puked out of my mouth before the door to the front. Door. Then you peed in the house. In the toilet? Or around the toilet? (laughs) (laughs) On the toilet. (laughs) Okay. In the toilet. In the vicinity of the toilet. Because I don't need rules. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a rebel, Dottie. Is is, Is your wife awake? Yeah, she's right. Yeah, she's right inside the house. She's signing divorce papers right now. <laughs> Fuck, she can hardly write her name. <laughs> so is, she, is she from Minnesota too? Because yeah. she's drunk or because she's stupid? <laughs> because she's from Detroit. Oh, Detroit. Yeah. Wow. Public school system. All right. <laughs> I bet she can change a fucking tire on a 98 This guy just Ford. wants a point. Oh, can, man. I'm going to throw her to the wolves real quick. Hold on. Yeah, let me talk to oh, you. Oh, shit. No What's her name? Yeah, no clue this is coming. What's her name? She might win Drunk of the Week. Her name is J, like the letter J. Right. J. What kind of woman no. has a name J? Her parents are really creative. Yeah, let me take this for a second. What's don't, your favorite? Don't everybody talk Hello? to her. Hi, J. Hi. Hi, yeah. J. This is Justin from the Brewing Network. Hi. So we're just curious about your husband right now. Yeah. Do you know? Are you aware that he just threw up all over himself out front? No. <laughs> is he is he drunk? Would you? Yeah, we're trying to figure. He's calling into the show for drunk of the week, and we're trying to gauge how drunk he is. Would you say he's drunk? I would probably say yeah. <laughs> would Would you also say that this is something you encourage in him to play for something called drunk of the week? Yeah, I think he played it once before with the neighbor lady. <gasps> oh, this oh. is the guy with the neighbor lady. And you and and everything's fine between you guys. Everything's good? Oh yeah, everything's good between us. What a good woman. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> Apparently I'm the only one who thinks that this chick is awesome. And uh but my next question, he kind of said that you're stupid because you're from Detroit. Does he normally do that? Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does normally do that. Do you do you have a higher educational degree than he does? Educational degree. Well, I guess I've been in college for more years than he has. Right. Yeah. yeah. May or may See, not we be guessed this already. Even before talking to you, Jay. Yeah, but you're stupid because you're Detroit. We had predicted this already. Uh, you okay. go, girl. And uh, I also uh, regret to inform you that he, after he puked on himself, he had to go pee, and he and he probably didn't hit the toilet. Well, he doesn't use the toilet because he uses the outdoors, so <laughs> I, I don't care. If he you can tell him to clean up that shit, huh? I think this time he <laughs> no. tried to make it to the indoor, though. He told us he tried yeah. to make, I don't know why, he felt like a need to go indoors. and um, want to be sophisticated. 
you might just want to not go Maybe into that. You might just want to not go into that bathroom for a couple of days. Yeah, probably not. Okay. Make him clean it. <laughs> he can clean up his own bathroom, goddammit. So on a scale of 1 to 10, so that we can decide if he wins our Drunk of the Week, um, what what number would you give him tonight? Uh, I would give him an 8. An 8. Okay. Well, that's pretty drunk. <laughs> and I'm not an 8. He's probably sitting there holding a knife to her. And and what at what number uh, would you say is the maximum number that you have had sex with him in the past? Would that be above? Have you ever had him uh, at above an eight? That would have taken like six hours. In the past week, no. No, in the past, in general, like in your history together, uh, how how drunk would you say he's been when you two have had relations? God, I don't even know. You, you both were probably a ten. Probably. <laughs> Good for you, too. Good for you. That's the way to do it. Equality is worth that. Well, listen, if, if Jay says that he's an eight, and he puked on the out front, and he barely made it to pee-pee, I think he's drunk of the week. Are you kidding? I'm going to be hungover I tomorrow for so. nothing? Fuck you, Jay. <laughs> you didn't piss yourself, Nicole. You I have can't. not thrown up on anybody. I can if you want me to. <laughs> Nate, on a scale of one to ten, what would you call Nicole? This is your last chance. Uh, four and a half. Oh, <laughs> no. Then, then, then I think, uh, what's his name? Snowcap? Snowcap. I think, Snowcap. I think no sex for Nate's what I'm thinking. <laughs> but, that's right. Yeah, yeah, well. I, I think it's available tonight because I just got back from a long trip. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Snowcap's available. Yeah. He's Nate, only an eight. Nate's, Nate's on it tonight. <laughs> okay, Jay, Nicole, thank you for playing coming along. Out, I, coming I appreciate out with us, it. Yep. All right. All right, and no tell, please tell Snowcap that he is officially our Drunk of the Week. I will. Thanks, guys. Okay, thanks. Have a good night. Cheers. Punch him in the kidney. Four and a half? (laughs) (laughs) Better start drinking more, man. I'm like a six at least. I am a six. We'll find out how loose you are. I can get drunker than those people. They don't have anything on me. Right, Justin? Can I get get more drunk than those people? I can get more. I can drink more than them. If you I, argue for it, I'll give you a six, but that doesn't. you may still don't be an eight. So. I chugged a couple of those beers because I was fighting for the people that were cheering for me. I'll tell you what. The week. If you throw yeah. up on Tasty or Nate. <laughs> or both. Or both. I will remove Drunk of the Week from Snowcap and hand gonna, it over I'm to you. I'm not going to do that. Well, if you pee on Tasty or Nate, wait, wait a minute. That's well, wait. Like, okay, I got I got money for that. I'm in line. Are you into that Tasty? Then I <laughs> you know. Listen, at uh, Tasty and I's age, we're into anything. Yeah, whatever, we don't care. Uh, because Tasty might be older in years, but my body's right there with you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I'm up for it. So uh, that those are the only two things that I'm taking away. Uh, um, Snowcocks, so, yeah. drunk All of the week. All right. I'm I'm just mad, like you know. I'm mad right now, but I'm gonna be really mad tomorrow morning when I'm like, "Fuck, I have a headache." <laughs> and it was for nothing. <laughs> and and it was because I was fighting for drunk of the week for my fans. Right. And it was for you. <laughs> do you have the right camera on for her to do that right now? <laughs> or you? Yeah, no, no, it's on. Trying to point at her people. For you guys, <laughs> you guys want to be drunk of the week. I tried. Now she's pointing it's at me. Monday. <laughs> it's Monday. All I right. gotta go to Shut work up. Here, Nicole, just God stand, damn it. stand up and look at that camera. Just go right over there and yell at him. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were just giving them love. I know. Yeah. Wait, no, I love you.
Yeah. Fuck you guys. Stand up and, and wave goodbye to everybody. How do your friends leave. know that you're drunk? Bug-a-bye. You forgot the point Bug-a-bye. that you were Bug-a-bye. making halfway through his point. Are you sure you don't want to reconsider? <laughs> That is a forced laugh. You know what we got to do, Moscow's like loop it like four times. I thought about it, but yeah, I I'll thought the it. authentic version of it was good enough. No, no, no. It's we got to loop long. that thing. All right, I will. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to feel like shit tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, so okay, Snowcap okay. also won the thing, right? He won the game, yeah. Okay, so when you Snowcap send me the email, Snowcap, when you listen to this tomorrow and you send me an email, remember, uh, I need your address, your shirt size, remind me that you got drunk of the week, and if you include your wife's boobs, she gets a t-shirt also. And if I see you at JBF, I'm going to rip that metal off your neck. <laughs> that's her angry. She giggles Damn. and is oh, angry. Take sh- her to the strip club right now. Now's the time, Nate. You guys are good and drunk. I know where we're going now. Gold club, baby. All right. Take the BN jet. Right there. Perfect. Okay. Are we done after a long fucking We're night? done, man. All right. Unless you guys want to talk to Andy Wood or Blobber Glop. Oh, oh, oh. Both no. of those guys. Come on. Come Not on. really. No. Where's, where's Andy? Wood's no. on for. No. Hey, Wood. Andy. Hey, how are you doing? Okay. Hello. What's up, buddy? Hey, everybody. Damn. Hey. How's it going, everybody? What do you got? Your hey, wife is uh, upset with us. Well, you know, I, I can't speak for her, but I can speak for myself because I like to speak and be heard yeah. and liked. Um, but I wanted to give you a feedback email that I typed but didn't send in, but I'd like to read it to you right now. Okay. That's fine. So can I have this absolute radio silence really quick? Or? As always. Okay. Dear Justin, hi, it's me, Andy Wood. You know me from the forums and stuff. Anyway, that one time on the show when you were laughing so hard, you made my panties wet. Bye, Andy Wood. That's good. <laughs> That's good feedback. See, I did make somebody's panties wet. It's not really feedback. It's just an because opinion. Because Andy Wood wears panties. It's just a fact. That's feedback. Is it? I laughed. He, he was giving me feedback on what that did to him. Uh, Blubber yeah, Glob. Blubber! Hey, Nicole. Hi, Blubber. Hi, Nathan. Blubber Glob. <laughs> did Blubber get uncomfortable there and had to say hi to Nathan? Okay. <laughs> I think so. I kind of did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, we're flirting. Hi, Nathan. Hello, hello. Recognized male uh, person. I'll be right back. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's up? I just scrolled him today. I love you. <laughs> <Just scrotum. laughs> what's up, Blueby? Oh, uh, you gave away drunk of the week, and I'm pretty drunk. But oh yeah, I'm. Yeah, I've been drinking uh, stuff while camping. You're camping. And, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm, uh, I'm actually probably. Too loud for people out here right now. But you I'm have, not, um, but you have oh, internet. We, we got to reconsider. <laughs> you have internet while you're camping. How are you listening? Uh, through, through your, um, through your, uh, your um, oh, iPhone the, app. Oh, through the app. Oh, right. You oh, know how I knew I was yeah. drunk when I was camping is when I got the first three of Oh My Darling Clementine. On Will the you shut up, Nicole? <laughs> <laughs> I actually did that one time. We were what, shut up? <laughs> I've actually first... shut up once. I did not like it. <laughs> I didn't like it. I got the first three. Was that while you were camping or was it later? And no, you were there. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so you should when know. You, when... <laughs> All right, maybe I am going to take back Drunk of the Week. <laughs> from, uh... I told you. 
We, you know, we've done joint before. The girl's doing pretty, pretty good, actually. She is doing pretty good. What did your family go to sleep? I tried. Yeah, they're all they're all sleeping. I was gonna call in actually, uh, listen, make you listen to someone snore, but I don't think she would appreciate it right now. Aww. No. Plus, I woke her up. She would never know though. Blabber, she. I stumbled. Yeah. She would never know. Why? Because she doesn't listen to the show. Oh, I guess she does. Oh. Well, never mind. My no, she, she's a she's a fan, my friend. Oh, a fan. She, she likes she. She likes listening to your voices, oddly enough. Yeah, make her panties wet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because they make her husband's panties wet. Her husband's voice make her panties like Come here to you, douches. Hey, Yana's here. Do you want to speak drunken French to somebody? Oh yeah, but problem, All right, give uh, Yana a microphone. Well, that was gibberish. So that, uh, these two can speak. I, I'm curious. So, all right, oui, he's Canadian. Let me point out. Let me point out already. The French people already have a hard time understanding French Canadians because they don't. They don't really speak French. Now that he's, I want to see if Yann can understand drunken French from Blabber Glob. Go ahead, Blabber. Vas-y, je t'écoute. Yann. Hi. Yann, t'es slaman. T'es slaman. Je comprends. Qu'est-ce que je dis, Yann has the face of concentrating really hard. Did you understand it? Uh, what do you think he said? Québécois! <laughs> I don't know. I just got like three words. Oh, yeah, plap blue ribbon. <laughs> so <did I>. <laughs> <laughs> what were the words that weren't beers? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> I just no clue what he said. Like, yeah, I just understood. Ça n'a pas de bon sens. We don't say that. But it's just it doesn't mean anything. It's uh, um, it's no sense. Ça n'a pas de bon sens. Ça n'a pas de bon sens. I don't know. It doesn't mean anything. I don't know. <laughs> What does it mean to you, Blobber? It means everything. It means it has no sense. It means no sense. It has no sense. It is so good. That is what it means. Great. I'm in a David Lynch film right now. I don't know what the fuck is going on. What was the point? And then the blue box. And then then it's a street. (laughs) That was about it. I just... That's all you got. Well, Blobber, uh, even the French don't understand you. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I completely understand because, um, fuck it, man. France. Blubber. Fuck it, man. Blubber. France. I understand you. Nicole understands. Yes. Nicole's the retard yeah. whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get kicked out of this campground. All right, don't get kicked out. Have yourself a good night, Blobber. I'm sorry you came in just a bit too late for Drunk of the Week. Nice thing. <laughs> no. You got to dose it out. You can't just sing all the time. All right. Do you want to sing? That's true. Okay. Do you want to sing? No. You're going to get kicked yeah. out of that Come campground on, if you sing. Girl. <laughs> you know I want to you know sing. <laughs> all right. Go girl. ahead and sing. What do you want to sing? Oh, a 
That was my favorite movie. <laughs> oh, keep going. Over the rainbow, skies are blue. I wonder what his neighbors think. And the tears that you share dreams really do come true. Thank you, uh, blah blah blah. Thank you. Yeah, very nice. uh, do me a favor and ask your campmates next to you what they thought of your uh, rantings in the morning and report back to us. Will do. Thanks, Blobber. I'm sure it's better than Clementine. All right. Blobber, everybody. Well, <clears throat> that was fun. That was fun. Was it? Au revoir. I don't know what that, or it was fun, or... So long, farewell, I'll Have we done all of our live reads? <coughs> I think so. Good? Yeah, Adam and Eve dropped us. Mm. Oh, oh, come on, man. I was going to read it and giggle well, again. <laughs> I told you guys, you're not buying enough fucking dildos out hey, there, boys. man. <laughs> now, they only dropped us temporarily. They want to see how things catch up. So if anybody wants to go online and order DVDs and dildos and lingerie and yeah. put in coupon code BNARMY... B-N-A-R-M-Y, then maybe they'll pick up again. You know, Nate put in a pretty big order there. and uh, Yeah? yeah. Have you gotten it yet? It's been working out pretty good. Oh, she's gotten it all right. I don't know. When you say pretty big order, is that one item that's a pretty big (laughs) order, or is that several items? It came in three boxes, but it was one thing. (laughs) This one item. You had to piece it together. It was very large. You can come in as many boxes as you want when you're on the birth control. All right. I don't have to leave that to your imagination, boys, but it's been working out. Well, we all just, Pretty good. Don't worry. We all just put it in the spank bank, so it's <laughs> left to our imagination. Well done, Nathan. I try, you know. My spank bank has no room for an image of Nate dildoing Nicole. Nonsense. There's always room <laughs> With, like, for his that. long oh, hair, yeah. like, <laughs> stuck to his sweaty back and shit, and Nicole all drunk and yelling you at him. You don't have to put the whole thing in, JP. Sure I did. Your spank bank's going to need a bailout. Someone has to teach you about spank banking. Man. You yeah, just I take just... fragments of ideas. You don't uh, put the whole fucking picture in. I have to. Can't do that, it, does he also have a microphone and he's singing <laughs> as he's doing it? No, but I imagine there's some sort of metal on. <laughs> All right, everybody. No show next week or the week after. We're taking a little time off. It's our normal time off. We've just stacked them together into two weeks. Uh, we'll be back after that with some great shows that Moscow has booked for us. Um, in the meantime, you can check out our videos over at uh, YouTube.com slash Brewing Network. Or just go to the BN Army blog. We've got a, a new video coming up this week, which is from Black Raven Brewing Company up in uh, Redmond, Washington. And uh, just stay tuned to the forum and the site and the Facebook and the Twitter and all that stuff. And lots of stuff is happening. Uh, we'll also be posting new episodes of Brew Strong and Can You Brew It over the next couple weeks. So lots of things to look forward to. Thanks to all our sponsors, especially the Sunday session sponsor, More Beer. You can go to morebeer.com. Check it out. Get yourself some homebrew supplies today over at morebeer.com. Thanks to everybody in the studio. Thanks to Nicole Ernie of uh, Cicerone.org and the Cicerone Beer Certification Program for coming in and helping us out today. And uh, lots of other things. We'll see you next time on the session. Cheers, everybody. Deal me with the
the skies are gray I'll take a bell trip through any time And the women sing the lamb is fine But don't you give me that American crew Boys, I want a real home brew Home brew, don't you really love a better home brew Can't get enough of it Home brew, it blows my mind I love home brew all the time Yeah, I think I'll have it Well, I'm the one right now Love of that home crew. 